This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So it's one of those days where Elon Musk posts a poop emoji <laughs> at the CEO of Twitter, and you know things are going good. Uh, but, uh, hey, good for him for, for making things a bit more interesting, I suppose. But the story is the CEO of Twitter basically said we can't do an external audit of Twitter's spam bots because you need internal data. Therefore, Elon Musk's audit of bots won't be – he's basically saying his audit won't work. They're also apparently accusing Elon of violating his non-dis- uh, non-disclosure agreement by revealing that Twitter only surveyed 100 accounts to figure out how many bots they had on the platform which is remarkably low, but I also think isn't the full picture. What I imagine they did is it's 150 times. So they look at 100, they look at 100, they look at 100. But now they're accusing him of violating his NDA. Elon apparently is, is, is uh, it's being reported, trying to negotiate lower terms, like a lower, lower price. Personally, I think Elon may have discovered fraud because we know that Twitter has misrepresented their numbers on two different occasions in two different reports. And we had the crazy swing in user accounts uh, the week before they announced their bot numbers. So we'll talk about all that. We got a bunch of other stories um, we're going to get into. And some of them are going to be, uh, well, well, I'll just, I'll just say this one. We have, uh, I'm trending on Twitter because mm. I made a tweet about abortion mm. because I had a conversation with a friend in New York about abortion and he didn't know what was in the law. And so I tweeted something that was like incendiary and everybody got mad. So we'll talk about that. Plus we got to talk about what happened in Buffalo because, uh, well, for one, it's a tragedy. It's horrifying. And we should, we should definitely be talking about uh, the breaking news, but I also want to talk about, um, there's been other mass shootings too. We got Starbucks. They're going to be paying for uh, abortion and gender change uh, surgeries for uh, their staffers. So a lot going on today, and I'm sure a whole lot more. And joining us to discuss all of this is Matt Bender. Hello, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Looking forward to talking. Yeah. Absolutely. Matt, who are you? Who am I? Well, for a long time, people, and probably still, because I'm on there every week, I'm on the Majority Report with Sam Cedar. Mm. Uh, I know you're a big fan, Tim. <laughs> um, also, I have a show called Doomed with Matt Binder that covers the far right, white supremacists, conspiracy theories like QAnon. And I have a show about crypto that takes it on from a leftist perspective called Scam Economy. We are going to have so many disagreements. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. So we'll, we'll definitely talk about it. Matt, no, thanks for coming. It's no awesome. problem. We have a we have a long history, um, and I don't think you realized because you've previously spoken about your your long history with the Majority Report with Sam Cedar. Wow. Um, because one, one thing. I mean, you, you know. said it was the first media show right. to mention. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, you don't forget that. That's right. Um, yeah. Sam was your first, whether you like it or not. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, he said. Uh, what did he say? Did he, he he said I was okay. I think right. Mm. He said Henry was great. This other guy's pretty good, and it was and he played a clip where I was standing up live streaming the occupiers taking the the orange net. From oh the right, place. I remember that. Yes, yeah, yeah. and to be clear, that was Sam's opinion in 2011. <laughs> I want people to I <laughs> right. want people to make sure that it's not like Sam afterwards. Like he thought Tim was just second rate even then. Nope, nope. Um, I, get, I get to play that every time and be like, this is now. This is 2022. Right. And then, you know, I, uh, you know, I don't think you know, knew this till I came on and told you, but when you came on the majority report, uh, I was the producer at the time who reached out to you and said, Hey, Tim, you should come on the show. Crazy. 
Yeah. Well, here you are, man. Yeah, here we are. This is going to be a good conversation. We have a lot. Uh, to Eleven address. years later. Eleven mm-hmm. years later. We're old. Occupy Wall Street. We're old. You know what's crazy? <laughs> yeah, you guys are old. Oh, well, yeah. old. How old are you? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. How old are, how old are you? Yeah. I'm thirty-five. Oh, okay. We're like the same age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The crazy thing is, during Occupy Wall Street, it was like just you know twelve or so years after um, the battle in Seattle. Which I right. wasn't at because I was too young. Right. Yes. And now I'm like 11 years on from Occupy. It's a crazy feeling. It's yeah. Like, wow. But let's. We'll, we'll, we got a lot to talk about. We also got Seamus. My name is Seamus Coglin. I create animated, educational, and satirical political cartoons on a channel called Freedom Tunes. Y'all should go over there, check it out. And we also have an announcement to make about the platform tonight. I'm. I'm sure I'll do it later. I don't want to like derail the entire show with this exciting announcement. We won't really be able to get into any interesting conversations if I All do right. so. But. Stay tuned, and uh, thank you so much for stopping by the show. And I am also here since Ian is out for the full week. We're going to miss him. He is traveling, and he's going to be having a great time. Hopefully. I'm hoping he does. Traveling cross-country is not always super fun, but hopefully this is good for him. And, uh, yeah, let's read our sponsor. There were, there were people who were saying that, like, it was funny last week. They were like, Ian needs a vacation. Sure but, like, not in a negative way. They Perfect. were like, this yeah. guy's been on the show, like, nonstop, never had, like, you know, very... And then I was like, that's really interesting that they're saying that because, like, Ian was planning Weird a vacation. Timing, yeah. And, of course, he took off as I come on. I know. I, mean, I, know, I was, You know, people keep telling me to take a vacation, too, and I'm, like, never on, you know? So <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> it seems like leave, your audience Seamus. really cares about me. Yeah. Head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive segments from the show Monday through Thursday at 8 p.m., so we'll have one of those going up tonight. And you're also helping keep our journalists employed. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show if you really do like it. Now, let's read this first story. The most important story from Fox Business. <laughs> Elon Musk sends poop emoji to Twitter CEO in response to thread on spam and fake accounts. Yes. Twitter has estimated that spam and fake accounts make up less than 5% of the social media platform's users. Okay, I had to lead with the poop emoji one, but the real story is that Elon Musk may actually, a, a, a deal at a lower price is not out of the question. There's a lot to break down in this story. But basically, Elon Musk tweeted out a story from May 2nd, where Twitter filed a report saying their users was around five, uh, 5% of their users were spam or bots. Elon Musk said the deal was on hold until he could verify that. Today, the CEO said, you can't verify it because we have internal data on who people actually are, and it's private that we can't share. It's an interesting point. Elon mentioned that he would take a random sampling of 100 users, and then he got accused of, like, that's a ridiculous sample size. You can't use that. So then he revealed, actually, this is Twitter. Is the, That's the number they use. Then Twitter apparently called him, or so he says, and accused him of violating his NDA. Things are getting crazy. I'm not entirely convinced the deal will go through. My personal opinion is that Elon Musk is intending to expose algorithmic manipulation and potential fraud as it pertains to bots. Two things we ended up learning since, since this, uh, this, this deal was going through. One, Twitter misrepresented its user accounts by, I think, a couple million on more than one occasion. Even The Verge questioned, how could that have happened? And then we saw the strange shift where people associated with the right, libertarians, started gaining tons of followers, particularly people who were associated with more, like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Matt Gates gained a ton. But then we saw Barack Obama lose a bit. We saw Katy Perry lose a bit. If you were associated with, with the mainstream or the left, you were losing followers. 
Now, to me, my theory is algorithmic manipulation, but I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. I don't know. Matt, if you yeah, want to I mean, in. I think when it comes to that, I think people were just uh, reacting to the news of Elon Musk. I think people heard what Elon Musk was planning to do in terms of bringing back Ben users, specifically one Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And I think you had a number of uh, people who lean left or maybe apolitical, but just don't like Donald Trump or people of that, uh, you know, of that political affiliation. Um, and they, Deactivated their account. I'm not even saying they left for good. They just deactivated as a as a as a protest, and um, you know conservatives definitely came back because they heard Elon Musk. And you saw this a lot. Conservatives actually think, and I can't say all, but the ones that you see on Twitter randomly, like you saw all these uh, big conservative like influencers come on and go like, "Oh, I'm back because Elon Musk," and it's like. Why are you lying to your followers? That's not true. You're not back because of Elon Musk because Elon Musk didn't do anything. He doesn't own Twitter yet. Like they well, were who came back. They, well, you had Tucker Carlson act like he came back because he was, no, he was suspended. I think yeah, he was suspended and right, he acted. Right. He acted like he he oh, could have unsuspended himself at any time. He had to delete a single tweet. He chose on the day that Elon Musk announced he was going to purchase. All that news came out about Elon Musk, Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. He decided on that day to tweet that uh, I'm back. There were a few others uh, who said that too. I can look them up in a second if you want. For sure. Um, no, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. And it's like, why are you – because they know – like Tucker Carlson knows because he did what – Charlie Kirk's another one. Um, they He said he was back. He he said he was back on Twitter. He had to delete a tweet. Oh, right, 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 right. Because they, they all had tweeted something that goes against Twitter's policy. But hold on. So, so right. So did they delete the tweets or were they reinstated? No, they deleted the tweets. Do you, you know that for sure? I know that for sure. Do you know who the red-headed libertarian is? I'm not familiar with the red-headed she, she's libertarian. She's my go, go-to example of this one. She was suspended in January of 2021 for no reason. Right. Like, she didn't break any rules. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell her why she was suspended, but she got reinstated the following day. So sure. there were a whole bunch of people that, um, you know, that, that we saw who were saying things like, I was suspended until now. We had people chatting us like, I haven't been on Twitter because I've been banned. Let me check. Whoa, my account's back. Well, do they know that it was back before that? For all they know, that suspension could have lifted in the they weeks, months before. So look, it, that. it's possible. I it's mean, anecdotal, right? I don't, but I don't we do like know we do know that those big influencers who could have deleted, they weren't suspended and had nothing they could do to get back on. They specifically were told, delete this offending, uh, the policy that offends our, uh, the tweet that offends our policy. Excuse me, delete yeah. that, and you can come back on. That's the rule for certain uh, content that goes against their right. policy. It's not a full blown <clears> suspension. <throat> And they could have done it any time, chose not to. And the day Elon Musk and you know the news broke, uh, he base they basically came back and decided. But do you know, I I don't think you can say you know that Tucker deleted the tweet. The tweet's not there anymore. If it, maybe they deleted it. No, they don't they, do that. They don't do that for that occasion. I, I I would agree too. It does sound like they deleted the tweet. They like, definitely and then deleted came the tweet. back. I mean, maybe, but maybe like it's like you're saying, people joined the platform because Elon was moving in. So they were like, okay, I'll come back now. Well, and maybe, they chose to. Yeah, they chose to maybe now decide to delete the tweet. Sure, that could here's, have been one occasion. Here's the challenge I, I have with, with, with this idea. I mean, I think uh, we, we, we've talked about it quite a bit. I think fraud. And the reason is, on the surface, that makes the most sense. Twitter said uh, people deactivating their accounts was organic. And, and uh, I don't think they, I don't know if they commented on people signing up or joining. But when you take a, I pulled up my Twitter numbers here. We can see that on April 25th, I gained 19,000. On April 27th, I gained 39,000. On the 28th, 47,000. It's crazy. But on Monday, the day that the news actually broke, I only gained, I only gained a thousand. It was 8 a.m. Right. Why did no one sign up on the day of? And why did they wait to 20, 24 hours after the fact? I've got no idea. I mean, there's something certainly interesting going on at Twitter right now. And I've, I, you know, I don't think anyone could really explain it. Why did Katy Perry lose 200,000 followers? Right. Well, I'm sure she has a user base that's mainly young, millennial, Gen Z, and, you know, we know from a fact, uh, you know, 
they're not big fans of Donald Trump. Why, and, uh, why, why the following Monday did Twitter put out its report on its total numbers of, of bots and spam the week before we have this weird thing happen a day after the sale is announced? So, you know, here, here, here's my train of thought. I don't, I don't think you're, you're wrong. I think what I see as being more probable is Monday at 8 a.m. They announced they're in the final discussion. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nothing happens. It was it was at 2.53 p.m., I think, they officially announced that Elon, 2.52 maybe, had officially secured the deal. That night, something changed. So the next morning, massive growth of followers. Right. Tons of people, you know, like aside from Tucker and other people who are like on suspension to remove a tweet, there were people who were saying that they were banned. And the example that I go to, and again, it's anecdotal. It's not, you know, like more than that. The redheaded libertarian who had created a new account was banned and we don't know why. All of a sudden getting reinstated a year later, but 24 hours after the fact, the drop off in, in followers was the same thing 24 hours after. So I'd imagine that the morning they announced Elon Musk is going to buy the platform, People would have started signing up and coming back, right? Maybe. I mean, I, I really, I don't think either of us could really speak to this. We just only speculate. I mean, because right. there could have been things happening behind the scenes at Twitter. Um, there could be external factors where third parties decided to literally manipulate it so that people like you and me would sit here and pontificate about what could possibly have happened. Um, I mean, we just don't know. That's one of the, you know, that's one of the issues. And you know, I think the the uh, in terms of this particular story, I think the bigger thing here is. You know, Elon Musk knew this information. Like he he announced that Reuters, like he he shared that Reuters story about the ten percent, less than ten percent of uh, less than five percent. Yeah. Was it five? I'm pretty five. sure it's ten. Five. It might be five. Okay. Uh, whatever the percentage was. Here you go. I got Axios. Well under five percent. Okay. So yeah. he had that information that under five percent uh, were spam. Uh, but the Reuters story he shared, that's from the Twitter filing that he had already. In the prior week or two, when he announced he was going to buy Twitter, like he knew this, he had their filing before they filed it. He he knew no, he knew the information. He was let in, obviously, on what he, he had to make a decision on whether to buy the company or not. Yeah. So they would let him, they would let them know what their projections are, or what their you know what their their finances. Where are. Wh- where did you hear that? Well, they would. It's part of the it's part of the deal. That's where it's from. It's it's like it's in the it's in the deal itself. It says that we gave Elon information on these things. I mean, he had he had a bunch of information. That's how he makes the inform- That's how he makes the determination to buy and the company. Around. Sounds like he didn't have that information, and that's why he's raising an issue. About I it. mean, perhaps. I mean, it's weird that he would. You know, it's weird that he would go about doing this. And then, because me personally, I thought you know a lot of people were worried that Elon Musk would um, you know change Twitter, and, and that's what you know that's why people left, and that's why there was all this. I don't, I'm not worried about Twitter, uh, in terms of Elon Musk doing horrible things to like content moderation. Like maybe he will, maybe he won't. I think he's just mostly a hype man. He likes the attention. He likes to say a lot of things and not, you know, and not deliver. Um, I think the biggest threat to Twitter when it comes to Elon Musk is he seems to not understand social media. He doesn't understand the business of social media at all. If you look at his ideas to generate revenue, he wants users to pay to use Twitter. 
it's not going to happen. I, well, I think he said high-profile users. So yeah. if individuals Brands. using Twitter would not have to pay for it, but if you were a larger brand or a government, you would have to pay some kind of fee. Well, I, I would definitely do that. I mean, maybe you would, but there's also a lot of companies that just wouldn't. Or no, a lot they, of, they, lot of inf- uh, basic like users who would be influential. Like the idea that everyone who's uh, who's got a blue check mark or anyone who's got a lot of followers is automatically someone of means or something like that is just three bucks just for false. Month. Just I mean, three dollars. People what people wouldn't you people wouldn't pay. People wouldn't. I, I think they would. I mean, the wh- what he's talking about is a suite of tools and access to fix problems and to help the, the high profile customers. I think he's right. Um, I think if you look at uh, most digital services, they offer a, hey, if you know you pay this premium package, we'll give you access to this, these backend tools, these analytics and things like that. Like we pay for a bunch of Google tools. Like I have multiple Google reps for all the different stuff we use. We have nothing like that for Twitter. I've even bought Twitter ads and there's like no one to talk to. Right, because Twitter users don't necessarily uh, react to Twitter ads. It's not the same business model. Oh, they do. They do. I got a million hits on my song by putting it by buying an ad for it. Right, for real. No, but there's there's all sorts of different types of advertisements. I mean, just look at Twitter's revenue. It's nowhere near the amount that you know Facebook or Google makes. It's just not the same audience. They just don't. But you're making the case for Elon. How am I the company's the being run really bad. Oh no, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter. I was talking about this with someone earlier. Uh, in terms of the big tech companies, Twitter was the most susceptible to something like this. Um, you know, Elon can't afford Google exactly. or yeah. Elon can't afford Facebook. He can't afford, you know, any Apple, Amazon, Microsoft. They're well beyond the amount he could, he, he could barely even do Twitter. He needs to bring a whole bunch of people on board. Uh, and he needs to sell, he needs to sell out uh, Tesla stock. Um, right. but, but it was the, it's the one, um, platform that's in this realm. That has the same sort of cachet as those other platforms. Like when you think of the big tech platforms, you throw Twitter in there, even though they're nowhere near as big when you look behind the curtain. They're the most important, though. In a the, sense. In a sense. It's the depending on what your niche is, depending on what your industry is. In terms of media and news, for sure. But I'm sure if you talk to people outside those industries, again, we're in this bubble here. So to us, we probably, I mean, I use Twitter more than anything else, too. Yeah. Um, we're definitely in a bubble. I think that's a problem with a lot of things going on. People are in a bubble and they don't realize that they're basically, you know, just taking information as they see it through their own lens. And there's whole other worlds on other platforms, even on Twitter. There's whole other worlds that you probably don't, don't even know who Tim Pool is, period. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've tracked the, uh, there's a really cool map thing they do they've made multiple where it shows you like the different universes on twitter hmm. and how they can connect and some don't there's like a cluster of people it's really small that has zero connection to the rest of the platform in any way and it's the weirdest thing and i i've seen one where there was like a couple of users and i'm just like what are they talking you need about? to figure out what they're doing over yeah, what are they doing over there by themselves uh i i think though it's it's the most important because it is uh it's the town square facebook isn't Facebook is Oh, that's what Twitter brands itself as, for sure. Right. So so Twitter is, you know, news they got stories you. are set. They here. got you, Tim. No, they, they do. No, they for sure. Um I mean I started on Twitter because of Occupy and it was a way to get news yeah. out really quick. And because people who do news and politics use it, it's become influential in the space of news sure. and politics. Yep. And because it is that's why you don't want it. Libs of TikTok is setting policy. Oh, we're inadvertently. Libs of TikTok now, cool. No, for sure. I mean, <laughs> they repost these videos, and all of a sudden, it's impacting laws in other yeah. states. So Twitter, Facebook doesn't do that. Right. YouTube, I mean, they'll do it a little bit because they're information platforms that have influence, but Twitter, man. I mean, so so many have argued this. I mean, people people at corporate press have even Facebook argued. does disseminate information to people who'd be more likely to um, believe in something they read online based on, you know, 
uh, it being falsified or, or you know not factual, um, simply because they seem to be the more common everyday uh, user in terms of like I think I think you know, your, your, your parents. Yeah, your parents are on Facebook. Uh, you know, family members use Facebook for all sorts of different reasons, and people share things on uh, Facebook that uh, you know that they just sort of passively read or or uh, you know uh, take in and they just. Shared to people that follow them on Facebook. Well, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there when you discussed family specifically. A huge part of why people use Facebook, based on my own experience, and the, the reason people use Instagram is because they're keeping in touch with people around them, whereas with platforms like Twitter and YouTube, yeah, they're also social media platforms, but they're much more about seeking information from complete strangers or people who you've come to trust over the years because you like their you know angle on things. Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about the story we got from Project Veritas that broke uh, just a moment ago. We have this um, from Project Veritas. I tweeted out, breaking from Veritas, Twitter employee confirms bias at Twitter. And, that, and I'll give you my opinion. Uh, seems I was right. Because, conservative, because conservatives tolerate leftist speech and leftists won't tolerate the right, Twitter opts to censor the right as balance. So I'll, I'll play a, a bit of this and you can hear from himself. What do you mean? Capitalists, if we weren't really operating in the capitalist mode, we were very socialist, like we're all like communist. Ideologically, uh, it does not make sense, like because we're actually censoring the right, not the left. So if everyone on the right wing will be like, bro, it's okay to say, just gotta tolerate it. Uh, the left will be like, no, I'm not gonna tolerate it. I need a censor, or else I'm not gonna be in the country. So it does double right. I don't know if the two parties can truly coexist on one platform. What do your colleagues say about like? They hate it. Oh my god, I'm at least like okay with it, but some of my colleagues are like super left, 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 left. What do they say? They're, they're like, this will be my last day if it happens. Has much changed since? So I'll pause it there. I think we all know the stories about the political leanings of people at, uh, at Twitter's a stance. If Elon gets hired, they're like, we're out. But for me, when I saw this, what I found interesting was uh, what I've said before is it's a business decision. You got to take a look at it from Twitter's perspective. People like Ben Shapiro are memed for saying, debate me, right? They The, the right wants to own the libs. They want to be on Twitter. They want to argue with liberals. So they like seeing these tweets. Libs of TikTok is a really good example. Libs of TikTok reposts the things the left says. Like, see, hey, look at this. On the left, however, they're the ones that are flagging. They're the ones saying these people should be banned. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, some of these people had, had violated the rules and that they had been, been suspended. Yeah, sure. They could they could come back. So my, my point, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago was if Twitter is confronted with this from a business perspective, they're going to say the right doesn't care if the left is saying things as much. The left does care if the right is saying things. So purely from a business perspective, well, we'll ban as many on the right as we can without disrupting as many users as possible. And then we don't got to ban the left because the right's not going to do anything about it anyway. Well, I mean, Twitter has a very clear... Well, first of all, I just want to say that Libs of TikTok, there's a little bit more than just reposting uh, what uh, leftists say on TikTok. We could get into that maybe in a little bit. But uh, on this topic, um, you know, uh, Twitter has a pretty clear set of rules and guidelines on their website. And uh, it seems like... Uh, Maybe just right wing accounts break those policies more so than left wing accounts. I know plenty of people who got banned or suspended from Twitter for just literally saying like, uh, uh, you know, fuck you or, uh, you know, you know, 
something like that. And they get the, uh, you know, this is not uh, part of the uh, Twitter policy. The, you're suspended for, and I know people who got suspended, not even just to delete the tweet and come back, people who got suspended outright had to start oh, sure. new accounts for something like that. Uh, There's, you know, are you familiar with Learn to Code? Yes. So there were, the, the editor-in-chief of the Daily Caller was commenting on, on, the, on the phenomenon and got suspended for it. So there were, there were tons of people, and I think this may be what we're seeing come back with the, the big surge in right-wing users, at least partly. We also have to be careful with this video here. Uh, Project Veritas has a, uh, a long history of uh, disseminating edited footage. Well, I mean, everybody posts edited footage. No, I mean, edited mean? footage that, compl- I mean, they got sued by uh, people who lost their job. Uh, they're probably his, bi- you know, uh, James O'Keefe, Acorn, when Acorn went out, of, when Acorn was closed down, because James O'Keefe released that pimp video, if you recall that. Yeah. Uh, he got sued and he lost because there was more video to it. And everything he said that this woman didn't, you know, didn't do, she actually went ahead and did. She, he had to pay her. He had to pay. I think he settled that. I don't think he lost, but you can call it a loss in, in terms of. I mean, of if you settle on Well, has he, has he lost anything since he formed Project Veritas? Um, since, uh, I, I, maybe we have to check. I no, the answer is no, he hasn't. All right. Maybe yeah. he hasn't. All and right. so, uh, so, you know, like we've had James on the show. We've talked to him about it. He said settling was the biggest mistake he made because they weren't wrong, but. I don't want to put words in his mouth because I can't speak to, to this. This was uh, before he formed Veritas. Since Veritas ha- has been around, they've not lost. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've not lost a single lawsuit. In fact, they've won over and over and over again. Wall. Yeah, and it has a whole wall of all the news organizations who have backed down and, and rescinded everything. So I'm pretty sure he's, he's not lost anything. Yeah, and I th- I, that, that uh, lawsuit was not necessarily just about them claiming they were misrepresented. A lot of it had to do with California's two-party consent laws with respect to recording somebody. Was that it? Yeah, California's two-party consent. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm I, I'm not I'm, uh, I think my my issue with the Veritas stuff and the arguments against them uh, easily exemplified by I think it was Channel Four in the UK did the exact same thing Veritas does, and it was just heaps of praise all across the media. A deceptive, like they they lie to the targets. They go in and they say like, here's who we are, and it's not true, and then they secretly record them, and then they publish it on the news. And it was praised by all the big mainstream publications. That's exactly what Veritas does. So if you do undercover reporting, then, I mean, I don't see what the issue is. In the settlement, uh, James O'Keefe claimed he was unaware that uh, the woman who was suing him uh, literally did everything that he claimed that she didn't. Uh, she called the police the second he came in, and he she warned uh, them about what was going on and what she was experiencing. And I when, mean, that when, was the, that was the was main – when did this happen? This yeah. was in uh, 2013. And was that Project Veritas or James O'Keefe? Uh, I guess it was James O'Keefe. I mean, James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. Have you, uh, so look, let's, let's just say, uh, James O'Keefe, 10 years ago. I mean, he also, did, he, did a bad he also, story. he also, no, but he also did that thing where that was, there was the, um, that, um, person who was dropping off, uh, ballots in, um, I think it was, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. And the person came out and said that he completely that distorted that, what on, he said. They're on video doing it. Like, but, you but that's, no, but that's, that. but that's legal. That's okay to do what he was doing. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You could drop off ballots. That's what oh, happened. Oh man, we gotta pull up all the sources. Uh, yeah, he had, let's pull he had, up. He had a car full of ballots and said he was, what did he say? He was getting paid to drop them off? I mean, that's, that, that's illegal. Well, let's, let me look it up so you yeah, can, yeah, yeah, because you said that it was, so, uh, so, but, but I'll put it this way. I'll, let, let's, let's, um, uh, We'll, we'll pull that up because I want to make sure we have that we have it all correct and everything. I know that there were there were uh, accusations against uh, James over that one, but my issue is just like how many stories has Project Veritas put out? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How many, how many real substantive issues have people criticized them over? And then I'll say, First of all, I'll put it this way. I'm pretty sure that was illegal because we covered that extensively. And we did, we went through all the laws and stuff. We can, we can, you know, I don't know if Seamus wants to look it up. You can look it up too and we'll, we'll make sure we get the facts right. But, uh, man, I don't understand why all of this is directed at a handful of stories Veritas does when you have every other day fake news coming out of the Washington Post, out of the New York Times, out of CNN. Huge stories too that were years long spans of lies and manipulations. Some that resulted in major lawsuits, too. Like, you know, we still use CNN, The Washington Post, and The New York Times, despite the Covington kids' lawsuits that they're all being sued over and losing, because we recognize that news organizations get things wrong. Unless there's evidence to suggest something was not correct about it, I don't understand why we would not just hold the scrutiny of any organization. Uh, oh, absolutely. Say. That includes yeah, every so when, media. Yeah. So when, you know, CNN or The New York Times can come out and say, sources say... Or people familiar with Trump's thinking have confirmed. I'm just like, yo, the news, the news, like mainstream press rolls with those and Veritas published a video. Now, by all means, you can say the video is deceptively edited if you don't believe it's true. But New York Times doesn't even put out who their sources are at the time. Well, oh, I mean, it. that's basic journalism. I mean, you could not trust corporate media if you'd like. So what if James, but there, but there, but there are surely, there are surely, uh, well-respected specific reporters and journalists who have a track record of good work. What, what if James O'Keefe, Instead of revealing the video, just said, we have a source within Twitter who has said this thing. Well, James O'Keefe is a known liar based on what we've previously heard about the settlements and stuff. So, I mean, um, you better be, hold on. I got to, I got to tell you, uh, back that up. I mean, he paid a settlement, a hundred thousand dollars to this woman and he admitted that he lied about what she said on the video. As long as you're saying that that's true and you're willing to stand behind it. I mean, like he said it. He said it. I'm just saying in his that settlement. Cause, cause, he said it in his settlement. I'm just saying that because James has basically sued every single person who has accused him, and he's won every single case. I mean, if he wants to d- dispute the fact that he paid this woman a hundred thousand dollars because he said that he claimed that you know she didn't call the police when he came in with his pimp suit, claiming what he claimed, um, and she did, and he said he didn't know, but. She he put the video out. Didn't ask her. I guess afterwards. Look, look, look. look. I can, you know, I can, I can. We can say yes, like it was wrong. James did a bad yeah. thing, but I mean, I mean, he, how he, does that discredit the story? What story? The one, the, the, the Twitter story. Oh, I'm saying is we don't know the whole the whole uh, conversation that went on there. I agree with that for sure. Um, so we have to go by what it's we also have. it's also like honestly a very like low bore. I mean, so the 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 um, the accusation is that what that leftists won't tolerate the right. I mean, well, that's le- one of the one okay, of the but I mean, they're just they're just basically what are they doing? They're reporting a tweet for something that this right-winger said that would either A, not break Twitter policies, so there would be no punishment. Let's, let's talk about the misgendering B, policy. there would then be... Misgendering policy, right? Misgendering policy, yep. That's Twitter's policy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And yep. it's it's biased against conservatives. How is it biased against conservatives? Conservatives don't agree with the concept of misgendering. I mean... Not a single one, right? I mean, it's basic respect, if you ask me. No, it doesn't matter if I'm not. I'm not. I'm not well, that's if you ask you coming from a left wing perspective, sure. right? But, but it's sure. not. A, I'm, I'm not making a moral statement. I'm sure. saying conservatives don't agree with the concept of misgendering, right? That's a fact. I mean, 
maybe there are conservatives that don't. I mean, that do agree. Well, but I mean, do you think conservatives agree with the concept of misgendering? I mean, vast majority, yeah, sure. You think they they agree that misgendering is a thing? No, no, they agree that they should have the right to misgender someone. Right, they don't believe it exists. You you view it as they think they should be allowed to, but conservatives don't think it's a thing. Right. right. So you've got sure. you've got how many with 74 million Trump voters? I'd say the overwhelming majority are like either don't know what it even means. Or if you look at the staunch conservatives, would outright say, "Well, it's we have not to, possible. we have to, we have to be very specific here about." I'm, I'm all for someone learning and understanding and using the wrong language. I mean, I know plenty of people on the left. I do myself sometimes. I use the wrong pronoun or whatever for someone who, uh, you know, does not identify as that gender. And if someone's coming at it in good faith and not meaning to, you know, to harm somebody or be, you know. Well, look, 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 that's, that, 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 I don't want to deviate too much. I, well, I mean, hear, I mean, saying, I mean, I mean the, the issue but is, you brought up that there's conservatives who don't even know that's a thing. Now, if one of those conservatives does that thing on Twitter and then someone's just like, hey, you're misgendering me. And then they're just like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Dude. Or just, or just, dude, I mean, people say dude all the time. And Zuby got banned for it. He got a suspension for saying, okay, dude. Well, with the, so in, in what context did he, he say was, it though? I mean, were, Zuby's he, not he, someone who doesn't know what misgendering is. He's someone he wasn't who clearly misgendering. knows. He's saying dude in, a fo- in an informal context, like we say, okay, I mean, dude. I mean, I see this here's way. the point. Here's the point. You're making moral statement. I'm making more. I'm not making a moral statement. We know conservatives don't agree. We know the left does. Twitter has a policy that the left agrees with the right doesn't. Therefore, Twitter has a policy biased against the right. That's 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 a, a simple fact statement. I mean, if you're some if you're coming from if you're coming from the position that um, if you don't agree that this is a thing, I mean, well, that, or, then I mean, tw- Twitter is saying it's a thing. Like it's their platform. They're saying this right, is a right, thing right, on you're our mis- platform. You're misunderstanding. How am I misunderstanding? It, it, it does. It's not, I'm not making a moral statement. Okay. I'm not saying Twitter is right or wrong. Twitter is well within its rights to have whatever rules it wants. Sure. Conservatives disagree with the concept. Uh, uh, progressives agree with the policy. Twitter's rules suit the view of the left and not the right. That's I mean, simply put. Tw- Twitter's deciding to make those rules. I mean, I don't Absolutely. Know we agree on that. Yes, sure. Okay. Yeah. So if conservatives don't agree with those rules, Twitter's rule set is biased against the conservative worldview. I mean, there's all sorts of rules I don't agree with, too, but that doesn't mean they're biased against my worldview. That's just what they decide I mean, to— the misgendering thing is, is clearly cut. Obviously, if we, could, if we want to nitpick— you can talk about the the various right wing factions and what they believe. I mean, if you don't if you don't agree that trans people exist when they clearly do, then I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, I, mean, don't, I don't know who said that on the right. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm I on mean, the right. Look, I I don't believe in the concept of transgenderism. Uh, I don't believe there's a difference between gender and sex. And I would say that Tim is making a descriptive statement. He's not saying that it's good or bad that Twitter has this specific policy. He's just saying that on the issue of transgenderism, Twitter has clearly taken a side. And their side is that a person's gender identity is a concept which supersedes their biological identity. That is a decision they made as a platform, which is a politically biased decision. I mean, they're basically saying trans people exist, though, because if you take that away, then what is – I mean, what do you – I'm not quite – I mean, I know what you're arguing. But you're basically saying it's biased against conservatives to admit that trans people exist by no, Twitter. No, 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 that's, that's not what, what they're doing. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. They're not saying trans so, people so exist. They're saying you are forced to acknowledge that you that, believe this identity is no, no, their identity, no, 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 even no, no, no. if you don't agree with they're, that, they're, they're or else you're not that. on the platform. Yeah, because that's what they're, the misgendering policy is. They're not even saying that. They're saying you have to use this language or mm-hmm. we, will, we will ban you. Okay. Conservatives say, I do not believe in the use of that language. And it's overt. I mean, it, I would say nine, not, uh, 99 out of 100 conservatives would be like, I'm not going to use preferred pronouns. If Twitter's rules are in line with your worldview or a progressive worldview, they're biased against conservatives. I, I don't think we're arguing. I think we agree on that. I mean, I, I don't think it's biased against conservatives, to be quite honest. But we could go in circles on this or we could just, you know, it's up to you. So you think conservatives 
are you're not making you're, you're not making sense, man. I mean, it, what do you mean? If, if you basically tell someone, we know conservatives mis, like don't use the concept of misgendering. We we know conservatives will call a trans woman he, right? Yes. Therefore, Twitter's rules do not are are are, are not fitting what conservatives do and think on a daily basis. I mean, you could it argue is, it is a, it is like it's one plus one equals two. It's like just right there in front of you. I mean, you could argue that about anything though. Like what? What do you mean, like what? Like you can't say the N word on Twitter, and and do conservatives want to say the N word? Yeah, no, they don't. Oh please, they do. See, bro, not all conservatives, but they're the subsection of Twitter that does want to is certainly on the right. There are people who like using bad words on the right. There are people who like using bad words on the left. If you want to, like, you, we're not going to. I'm not going to make a blanket statement that every leftist wants to advocate for Antifa going and killing people, but there are certainly Antifa that go around advocating for killing people, right? How many people have advocated for killing libs of TikTok? A large amount. We can pull up tweets. How many people have advocated for phys- serious physical harm to Andy No, I'm not going to sit here and say everyone on the left wants to violently harm, you know, Andy No. Oh, there are people who did it. There are good and bad people. The issue is, if you go to some of the most prominent conservatives like Ben Shapiro, he will say, I do not use preferred pronouns. Sure. He's got one of the top podcasts in the world and Twitter's rules conflict with one of the biggest podcasts you, you in the world. Don't, and, you, and don't, you, don't, you don't have to use someone's pronouns at all, though. I mean, you could easily talk about that individual by their name. I mean, but I'm not make, like I said, I'm not making a moral statement. If, okay. if Ben Shapiro wants to say he, he's told he can't or he'll be banned. Well, I mean, that's just Twitter's rules. Twitter's right. Yeah. Twitter's rules fit the leftist worldview. Not well, the I mean, if a, if a left winger also wants to do that, then they can't either. Right, but the left tends to agree with that perspective. It's the leftist worldview, or it's, it's a component I of I mean, it. yes, left people agree that trans people exist. I mean, I, Who's I, arguing they don't exist? Why do you keep saying that? Because if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna basically, uh, acknowledge someone's gender identity, then you're saying they're not, they're, trans people don't exist. But what, what does that mean, trans people don't exist? I mean, tra- that someone's not trans. What do you mean? What, so, Seamus can argue, uh, what do you say, transgenderism doesn't exist or what? Yeah, I don't believe gender and sex are, I, I don't believe, like, in the concept of gender, it was developed, the coin was, fr- the, the term was first coined by Dr. John Money, who was like a pedophile and sex pervert who abused children, and created this idea that we can make, um, this, this false distinguishing between a person's actual biological sex and the sex they should be treated as within society. I don't think it's a legitimate concept. Well, I believe and I agree that there are people who struggle with their identity, I think there are people who are deeply confused about their sexual identity. I do not believe a man can ever become a woman or that a woman can ever become a man. I don't, okay. yeah. Listen, I, if that's what you believe, all right. But I mean, I don't know the information that you just said in terms of, I'm like, I could look it up, but, yes. um, uh, you know, people do suffer from gender dysphoria. Well, listen, that's a sure. real, that's a right, real, right, that's right. a real thing. Absolutely. And, and, it is. and yes. every, everybody agrees those people exist. Yes. So why do you keep saying trans people don't exist? Because it, what do you, wait, hold on. you're saying that gender dysphoria, Real thing. Yeah. But you're saying that the actual outcome, what they're looking to do to actually uh, treat their gender dysphoria, it's not a real thing. Well, no, 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 no. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's what trans, I trans people <laughs> exist. And we'll, uh, and uh, I've met Trump supporting uh, trans women sure. Sure. Uh, and, and hackers and leftists and right wingers. Of course, they exist. Of course, gender dysphoria is real. Tr- they're trans women. They have preferred pronouns. And sure. whether or not you compel someone to use those words has nothing to do with saying they exist or not. 
if you refuse to use anyone's pronouns or just refuse to even call them by their name, I mean, I don't just, I mean, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, I mean if just, I called you Florbo, would that, would that be denying your existence? If I, if you called me Florbo? Yeah, if I'm, if I used a pronoun for you that wasn't your preferred pronoun, am I denying your existence? I mean, personally, it wouldn't bother me, but that's just me. But, but am I denying your existence? Are you denying my existence? It's yeah. di- I mean, people could argue it's disrespectful for sure. But am I denying your existence? Well, because trans people don't, uh, acknowledge that they have that their their uh, you know their birth name or given name is what they you know that's not them. I, I, I'm I'm do you I I don't know I don't know what to say. I mean you're saying they're claiming trans people don't exist. That's like a, a buzz phrase with no meaning. You've you've conveyed no idea to anyone. What are you talking about? What idea are you trying to convey when you say conservatives say trans people don't exist? What is that supposed to mean? What do you mean what's that supposed to mean? If you're, you're I, I, we're, we're, let's go, let's go, let's go back to the original thing that you were talking about, Twitter's policy. And you're saying it's purposefully, um, I, I didn't say biased. It was purposefully. Okay, I, it's I, biased. I, no moral statement. Sure. It's, it is a it's, rule set that the world, the left agrees to, the right doesn't, and therefore is biased against the conservative worldview. Okay, and if Twitter did not have that policy, then it would be biased against trans people. No, it wouldn't. Why it would, would it? be, well, no, it would be unbiased, right? If Twitter had a policy which said, um, if, if Twitter had no policy on what pronouns you could use for someone, that would not be biased. That would just be like the lack of a policy altogether. Yeah, the left would lack, still be Lack free. of policy You're, could be biased. No, 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 no. The, the inversion would be Twitter saying you are not allowed to use preferred pronouns, right? So once – the conservatives don't want to refer to trans women by she, her, right? Okay, they could just not refer to trans women that way. So – but you'll get banned on Twitter. Just – you do not have to go after a trans person. So here's, here's my point. If – you can exist Twitter on Twitter removed, without attacking a trans person if by Twitter, calling them. But by, again, this is look, this look, is a left wing framing that it's attacking someone to not use the pronouns that affirm this idea that they're there's something that they're not. The, the point the point is the rules. It's if I started calling you she, for example, that, that would, would be you. completely that incorrect because I'm not a woman. Yes, I'm a man. Not, I've been that, a man my whole life, and you. even yes, if I decided to identify as a woman, I still would not become a woman. But I would have so the it's common a point. I, if, but if you did, though, out of the common respect to refer to you by your gender identity. So I I absolutely believe that you are coming at this from a place of respect. But I don't think it's respectful to indulge something that's not. Well, true. hold on, hold on, hold on. I, we're deviating way too far. The point is. Twitter's rules, overtly biased. If Twitter removed the rule, there would be no bias because there's no rule. If Twitter created a rule that said trans people are not allowed to use preferred pronouns, that would be biased in favor of conservatives. If Twitter also made a rule that said that, you know, you can now use the N-word, who do you think that affects? Who's that biased against? That's biased against people who, uh, black people. Yes. Right. Yes. But is there a policy saying you're a, like, the, the, the issue Correct is- Correct him. <laughs> the issue is Twitter, uh, negative rights, positive rights, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Twitter is saying, here's a list of things you can't do, and it tends to be things conservatives do, right? Okay. I'm sorry that conservatives do things that tend to disrespect people. I mean, that, 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 that's, I'm not making a moral judgment. If okay. you want to say they're, they're disrespecting people, I don't care. Right. I'm simply saying Twitter's rule set favors the leftist approach. All right, and I disagree. But that's that, that's that's impossible. I'm not making a I'm not making an opinion statement. I'm making a fact statement. I I just don't agree. I mean, we know from just how these social media platforms, just if we could take Twitter specifically, how they work. They tend to the algorithm tends to um, write uh, 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 platform content on the right all the time. Well, they platform I mean, you, everybody all the time. No, 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 you get you. They recommend right wing content more often than not. That's one hundred percent. Who does? True. Uh, any social media platform. You could th- uh, Facebook, um, Twitter. You are wrong. Uh, let me let me try. YouTube's another one. 
Yeah, let, you, uh, let me let me try and pull up the. Uh See if I can find the article. You know, one, one of the challenges with doing these, like, we sit down and we talk about it is we're always trying to, you know, figure out where we saw something and, and all that stuff. So let me see if I can uh, <clears throat> find this. Oh, does it want me to buy this? Muckrack is trying to sell me the article. Uh, let me see if I can try and find this article. It's by a researcher named Mark Ledwich. Twitter yeah. algorithms bias toward right-wing content. Says who? Twitter's own research. And what, and what did they say and why did they say it? Uh, Twitter is publicly sharing research findings today. This is from Protocol uh, that show that the platform's algorithms amplify tweets from right-wing politicians and content from right-wing news outlets more than people and content from the political left. Uh, there you go. I'm trying to pull up this Mark Ledwich thing. So I see this from the Washington Post. October 22nd, 2021, Twitter algorithms amplify conservative content more than that of the political left, researchers find. Who are the researchers? An internal evaluation of Twitter's recommendation algorithms concluded that they amplify right-leaning political content more than left-leaning content. Company researchers announced Thursday, undercutting allegations by many conservatives who contend they are being censored on the platform. Now, that statement is, is just confusing and factually incorrect. Twitter can promote conservatives, but it doesn't mean You know who should get to the bottom of this? Elon Musk. Why don't you ask him to uh, find out more information about this study? Agreed. There you uh, go. If conservatives are complaining about being censored, the fact that Twitter promotes some conservatives doesn't mean conservatives aren't being censored. The fact that Twitter would promote more conservatives doesn't mean some conservatives aren't being censored. So it's a Washington Post point. But uh, we'd have to... The research in months of the making, part of Twitter's promise to evaluate, evaluate the underpinnings, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm trying to see what the meat of what they're actually saying is, and it, don't seem to, it doesn't seem to be in the article. They said they analyzed millions of 2020 tweets by elected officials in seven countries, Canada, France, Germany. Oh, okay, so it's not an American thing. As well as posts that, oh, come on. All right, I can debunk this in two seconds for you. Okay, go ahead. All right. From the New York Times, what happens to America's political center of gravity? As you can see, the right-leaning uh, platforms, uh, the right-leaning political parties in Europe are to the left of the Republican Party. So when you say Twitter is amplifying right-wing content, it's like, okay, okay, in America, yes or no? The answer is no. Because the parties that were getting amplified, European parties, are to the left of the Republican Party. I mean, Tim, so you, so it's to the right of you. That's a fair point. It's to the left of the American uh, uh, conservative. Well, that's a major statement that you have to probably check with uh, the, you know, the, the researchers who put together this study. Um, well, they specific. You know, well, I'm showing you right here. I mean, here's you, you, the New York Times. You, you specifically yourself. I mean. Um, have what 1.2 million Twitter followers, right? Yeah, and what what am, what's my what's my political affiliation? Oh, your political affiliation, right? What we should it? talk about that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you are exactly what you claim you are. What what am I? Um, you know, I would say you're a, pretty much a conservative. What makes me conservative? What makes you uh, a liberal? Uh, well, traditional liberals in this country, uh, specifically social liberal. Uh, is where I've always been, voted for Obama in 2008. A lot of people voted for Obama in 2008 and then moved over to Trump. We've, we've established that. So I voted for Trump in 2020. Yeah, there you go. Right. So, uh, traditional liberals. All those liberals who voted for Trump. Nine you know? million in this country. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't and, consider and, them liberal. And substantially more. Uh, Donald Trump is. You're talking about Democrats, not liberals. No, they're liberal. Uh, Donald Trump is a New York, a New York liberal. Like, Donald Trump unfurled an LGBT flag on the RNC stage. And got Republicans to clap for it. Oh, sure. Okay. So uh, I'm pro-choice. Uh, well, I'm, we could talk about that. Yeah, I'm pro-progressive tax. Uh, I'm pro-Green New Deal. Uh, Are you? Oh, yes. Really? Absolutely. Really? I, I don't think you watched the show. I No, I have watched the show. I've seen you completely come out and get really mad at uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for some yeah, of the things for, in the Green New Deal. Do you mean like free college for black people? What? 
Did you read the Green No, I did, but that's, that, that, that's what bothers you? Uh, what bothers me is that when I advocate for environmental policy, having worked for several environmental and I don't think, and also I don't think the policy says free college for black people. No, no, no. It's 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 free college. It's free health care for marginalized and oppressed communities. What does that have to do with wind turbines? What are you talking about? It's everything to do with the environmental situation we're going to be in. No, that's race policy. That's identity. No, it's not. Who do you, what What do you think happens? When climate change affects the United States of America, who do you think is going to be the most affected by it? Who's not going to be able, like Ben Shapiro said, who's not going to be able to just get up, sell their house that's going sailing out to the sea and going underwater, like Ben Shapiro said? Um, who's going to be able to uh, easily get themselves out of a situation that sees their neighborhood getting flooded, their neighbor, their you know. You know, they're going to lose what they currently have. It's not going to be the wealthy. It's not going to be people who are in a comfortable situation who can just get up and move. It's going to be people who don't have means. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So when and we so- lift people out of poverty, we'll be able to more uh, better address climate change issues when they arise. Just, just to go back real quick, I did find the data showing that YouTube overwhelmingly uh, – sends content to the left um, and not the right. So that You would, have that to send this to me because this yeah. goes against every piece of research I've ever read about YouTube. I, 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 will, I will say outright, one of the challenges with any kind of political debate is that you're going to, everyone's going to find their sources. You know what I mean? Well, where's your source from? This is firstmonday.org. This is an academic named Mark Ledwich who worked with a series of other academics. They've, they've mapped out, look, they got me as anti-SJW here with Sargon of Akkad. And what they did was they, they grouped everything by a whole bunch of different um, channels. There's like white identitarian, there's partisan right, there's conspiracy, there's social justice, there's center left, mainstream media. And then they created parents for what typically socially falls into a left or right category. And then they created this uh, uh, recommendation uh, trend map showing you partisan left content typically recommends partisan left content. Center content typically recommends partisan, uh, I'm sorry, typically recommends center content. However, when we're talking about who's getting recommended the most, from the center, you're more likely, twice or three times as likely to get partisan left content than partisan right content. So if you go- What do to, they consider left-wing content? Uh, socialist, social justice, what, what, partisan left. What, what is that? Like, what, what are we talking about here though? Because there's right-wingers and there's all sorts of people who view NBC and CNN and other corporate no, that's, media. That says center left, left mainstream media. Okay. Well, that's center left mainstream media. Okay. Cent- center slash left mainstream. Oh, it's media. its own category is what you're saying. So, so they mean like your TV networks, the news they report and like overwhelmingly anti-Trump, for instance, uh, comedy specials and things like that. If you go on YouTube and you watch Jimmy Kimmel, you are the most likely to just see more Jimmy Kimmel. But when it comes to the political direction information flows, as you can see from Mark Lightwich's research, and there's, there's a couple other researchers, sorry if I'm not reading their names. Uh, you, are, I mean, it, it looks like three or four to one, you're more likely to get partisan left-wing content than right-wing content. Well, that goes you're against also, every research. Here's one, for example. Now, now, from, here, now check this out. Check this out. Huh? Also, if you are watching partisan right-wing content, you are more likely to be recommended center or mainstream content than if you were on the left 
in, for the same number. It's, it seems somewhat comparable, but considering the partisan left receives 99.5 million daily impressions to the partisan right 68.6, that's a disproportionate amount of recommendations in favor of partisan left. All right. Well, I need to see that study in front of me because I mean, I could easily just pull up another one that just says, you know, more than 330,000 videos and nearly 350 YouTube channels were analyzed and manually classified, uh, labeled as either media or what we think of as factual news, alt-light, intellectual, dark red, or alt-right. And then it found that uh, YouTube's algorithm funnels people to alt-right videos. But by, by how much? I mean, it does. Um, it, yeah. that's, a, that's a fact statement. We, sure. We, it absolutely does. Now, Twitter... Um, diminished alt-right channels and banned most of them. They cut them all off from the recommendation algorithm. So the time period in which you did that, uh, that study w- would be important. But also, yeah, absolutely. YouTube recommends everything. YouTube does recommend alt-right content for sure. They banned a lot of it. Uh, the issue is, and in, in large uh, amounts, like if a regular person goes on YouTube and watches Jimmy Kimmel, are they more likely to fall into a left or right wing rabbit hole? The data shows the left. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's, look, that's, uh, that is true. But, but, I mean, look, look, look. But it, I mean, it, how it, often is someone who's watching Jimmy Kimmel going and looking for more political videos? I'm assuming they're going to be looking for more entertainment content. Right. Which is why the overwhelming majority. So, so if you look at the left on this chart, for those that are watching, can you pull it up? So if you look on the left, you can see there's a purple bar. On the right is another purple bar. The purple going straight across, that represents the overwhelming majority of people who watch center or left mainstream media will only be recommended center or left mainstream media. When you look on the left, you see this, this line going down. That represents how many people from a mainstream media video will go to a partisan left video. As you can see, the, the, the line representing the data is substantially larger going to the left than the right. When you look at from a partisan right wing video to the center, the line is comparable from the partisan left to the center, meaning Partisan right gets two thirds, gets 60% of what, uh, uh, 68% of what the left gets in terms of views, but has an equal amount of people being recommended away from partisan right wing content, showing the left is favored, um, whether inadvertently or on purpose on YouTube. So we can talk about Twitter, we can talk about all this stuff. And again, I will stress to everybody who's, who's watching or listening, We've had conversations. We had Alad Eliyahu on, and he pulled up Pew, which said most people are mm. pro-choice. And then I pulled up Gallup, which said most people want restrictions on abortion. You're always going to find some data, and, and it's and it's hard to know what's true, but everybody has their well, sources. Well, and there is an issue I just came up, I just found, about this specific study that you're talking about. This is the one with Mark uh, Ledwich, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, basically... Let me pull up exactly what we got here. Okay. To examine what YouTube's algorithm recommends to viewers, Ledwich and Zaitsev went through those channels' videos and scraped each one's recommendation data. So they were able to see what YouTube offered in the up next box to people watching each video. However, Ledwich and Zaitsev crucially did this while not logged into a YouTube account because YouTube had no personalization data to go off of. Each box of up next recommendations that served Ledwich and Saitsev was a generalized blank slate collection of videos. The algorithm is literally incapable of introducing an anonymous logged out user to increasingly radical content. This is from TubeFilter. How many, how many of YouTube's viewers are logged in and have, have accounts? Oh, but we should check that out too. So the issue is this research I'm talking about has nothing to do with it. I mean, it's literally the average person. Will they be fed left wing or right wing content? And that doesn't disprove anything I said. So basically, nor does it provide any evidence in the contrary. I mean, 
it looks like if that you're logged in that uh, based on user data and recommendation data, then it does seem like they funnel to people to more right wing content based well, on what's other your studies. Though? But the study I brought before. What study? Well, and I just I, I mentioned it before. You know, one of, one of the issues too is we're both we're going to run into this, and I don't think we'll have an answer for this. Is who's doing the study? There was a study that uh, like will will say something not true about me or not true about you if they're trying to get their, their whatever outcome they want. This is the, this is the big challenge with trying to figure out data in this regards. There was a study that came out that claimed I was like uh, like ANCAP far right or something, which is just like. I don't even know how they come up with that. I mean, come on. If, they, if someone wants to accuse me of being a conservative based on modern tribalism, we'll have an argument. But ANCAP right wing, I was just like. <laughs> so I, I can Wait, certainly. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just came out because I, uh, I looked up the author of the study, Mark Ledwich. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a, um, looks like he's a QAnon defender. I don't, I don't, I don't. Know I mean, it seems like I, I mean, I wouldn't trust someone who believes in a conspiracy theory like QAnon, honestly. What about RussiaGate? Um, yeah, what about, what about yeah. RussiaGate? Why? What does RussiaGate have to do with it? What, what does QAnon right have now? to do with what we're talking about? What yeah. do you know, the author of the study you're citing seems to be a QAnon believer. And and what about the studies you want to reference? Look, the, the, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! If I reference the study that uh, reference so, the study, give me the name. We'll pull up their QAnon BS. Come on. What are you talking about? I mean, you, you, you reference a study. You, you got you. Know, here's the guy's name. Oh, no, no, no. You reference the study. Sure. If you want me to I pull told up their you, names I told you and find wrong. you, and, and want me to pull up their Twitter accounts and find the stupid things they've posted, this is it. look. QAnon I, is not just like posting something stupid. QAnon is a whole belief set. People's whole worldviews are based what is, on what is, this. What, is, what did he defend? What did he defend? Um, let's bring it up right now. I'll bring up the whole long medium blog vote blog post here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. We got uh, in the past few months, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube have been waging a war against QAnon. Um, a levianth of a conspiracy theory that uh, explains, among other things, that there's a deep state cabal of Jewish Satanist globalist democratic elites in government business and the media secretly controlling the world and running a global style check sex trafficking ring. Um, most recently, QAnon fans have claimed that COVID-19 is a hoax and that the U.S. election was rigged against Donald Trump. Social media giants recognizing these conspiracies were gobbling up a lot of engagement on their sites, took action in censoring them. Uh, and then he goes on. Where to, do you defend them? So it doesn't sound like he believes in it at all. He referred to it as a conspiracy theory. And then he also said, "Well, they yeah, QAnon, QAnon, QAnon." No, 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 no. no, no. Look, where, where do you defend them? Come on, pull that up. Sure. Where did he defend these guys? I don't think he did. Well, I'm looking through. The, it's a long piece. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't defend them. Mark Ledwich. Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. QAnon believers have already demonstrated their ability to do this very well. He's talking about. Um, basically, uh, getting content out there and, uh, you know, um, getting their content out there even when they're already banned from Facebook. How or is YouTube. that defending? Hold on. Uh, when they hijacked the hashtags, save the children, uh, save the children and save our children, a fundraiser for anti-trafficking charity. I mean, that's not what those two things were for. Those so are not. He's wrong. He's wrong about it. those were not yeah, fundraisers yeah, yeah. for anti-trafficking. Come on, come on, what? I just you told said you. he defended QAnon, and then you read a, an academic piece where he talked about them, not in favor of them. No, no, no. I just told you how he called the hashtag, the, the slogans they use online, he called them a fundraiser for anti-trafficking charity. And what, and, no, and, I think, didn't he say they hijacked a hashtag, right. which was for an anti-trafficking right. charity, like they, or charity, like they stole it from right, them? Right, they stole it from them. Um, that's not what I, how I'm reading this, but maybe it is. Let me read it again. Uh, I, I, it's, it seems. He's not a defender of QAnon, dude. I mean, I've talked to this guy. He's not even political. Okay. 
He's like, if you, if you talk to him, then that means something you, you could give a, a more. Well, that's why I talked to him because when he did the research and pulled it up, I asked him for comments and to clarify, clarify and, 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 and that's what we talked about. So, look, I, I, I will absolutely concede the issue is, like I mentioned, we had Alad on. He's a cool dude. And he referenced when it came to abortion Pew Research mm-hmm. data. And I was like, well, that conflicts with what I read. And I pull up Gallup and Gallup had a different phrasing, which was slightly different. And then I was like, you know what, man? The challenge is everybody's fighting over politics and trying to win. And you're going to get researchers who try and argue both sides. So, like, if I show you a researcher who says the left gets favored, you're going to be like, what? How can that be? I've read research saying the otherwise. And I'll say the exact same thing to you. And then ultimately people are trying to figure out who's telling the truth. And it's it's, it's damn near impossible. So that's that's a reality. Let's I mean, move on. Let's I mean, I, on. I did ma- na- mention a, a major flaw with that study, though. I mean, it is, that is a flaw to no, consider. No, no, no. That, that was the point I was making, though. Right. So it's not it's not the point you it's not the point you wanted it to be. But my point was, if a regular person goes on YouTube, are they going to be fed in which direction? And the data shows the average person is fed to the left. Now, if you're talking about logged in users, we need to know how many of the average person who watches YouTube is logged in. It's actually relatively low. Uh, There's, I think, you know, what, a billion views per month. No, no, no. It's more than that. It's like 100 billion or something like that. Most people aren't logged in. Most people don't log in. So it's like. When their cookies or whatever are in there, what are they being recommended? If you want to argue that logging in changes things, for sure, let's do an analysis on that. Maybe there's something to be seen. But what percentage of people is that relative to the average person? Let's let's move on from this. Let's talk about abortion. Sure. Because uh, we have the story in the news. Well, we had the story. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Starbucks. And then we'll go into my, my tweet so we can talk about uh, the meat and potatoes here. Starbucks will cover travel expenses for employees, abortion, and gender change treatments. Uh, Starbucks has announced that they will be covering eligible travel costs for employees and their family members to get abortions or gender change treatments if the services are not available within 100 miles of where they live. Quote, in 2018, Starbucks broadened its health insurance options for transgender partners to not only include gender assignment surgery, which had been covered since 2013, but also a host of procedures that were previously considered cosmetic, such as breast reduction and augmentation surgery, facial feminization, hair transplants, and more, the company said in a press release. So this is, Tesla did the same thing, actually. Tesla announced that if their employees need an abortion, they'll, they'll cover the costs. I think Amazon did this as well. But let's talk about, um, this is the news story to kick off what I actually want to get into, so forgive me for the ridiculous segue. But uh, I have a tweet here. Sure. I said, what happens if a woman is on the way to get an abortion at eight months, but goes into labor in the lobby of the abortion clinic and accidentally delivers the baby before it could be terminated? So let me explain the backstory as to why I tweeted this. I was having dinner with a friend in New York, and they said that they were pro-choice. And I said, uh, do you agree with abortion uh, after viability? Viability, of course, is defined as the point at which the baby can survive on its own. He said, uh, well, no, of course not. Right. But like in the in the first trimester, in the first several weeks, like it's the mother's decision. The government doesn't have a right. And I said, OK, OK. But you say pro-choice. Right. So do you think that if like would you would you favor the Democrats position? And he assumed, yes, I would. I think the Republicans want to ban it and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, they do. But the Democrats tried passing a bill that would legal that would legalize in many states termination of the baby at up to nine months, up to uh, the point of birth in Colorado. They've already legalized it. Kathy Tran in Virginia tried uh, tried passing a bill. Uh, Ralph Northam uh, famously talked about it. So the bill proposed by Democrats that was recently voted down does include a provision, H.R. 3755, that says in uh, Section 3, Paragraph, uh, I'm sorry, Section 4, Paragraph 9, Section 4, of course, starts by saying, 
A, pa- uh, a patient has a corresponding right to receive such services without any of the following limitations or requirements. Section 9 says, a prohibition on abortion after fetal viability, when in the good faith medical judgment of the treating healthcare provider, continuation of the pregnancy would pose a risk to the pregnant patient's life or health. I showed this article to my friend and said, I have a question. If the baby is viable, why kill it? And he said, well, you wouldn't. And I said, what would you do? He's like, uh, I don't know. And I said, okay. And he was like, no, maybe they're saying just end the pregnancy. And I was like, right, right, right. But that's not induced labor is not abortion, is it? Maybe, maybe. Is that what you're saying? Because if you're saying induced labor or C-section is abortion, I think we're in agreement here. You can end the pregnancy, but preserve the life of the baby. The definition of abortion, according to Merriam-Webster, though, is the termination of a pregnancy, you know, following or directly related, uh, relating to the, uh, the death of the baby after the fact. So I don't understand why they would have to create a law and try to pass it that would legalize abortion at all. If a woman is eight months pregnant and the doctor says, if you continue this pregnancy, you will die. Well, then they deliver the baby. They, 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 they have to remove the baby, right? Why kill the baby in the process when you can just remove it? Can you, can you read that for me one more time? So the, the important first segment, section, uh, uh, section of section four, uh, a general rule. A healthcare provider has a statutory right under this act to provide abortion services and may provide abortion services. And that provider's patient has a corresponding right to receive such services without any of the following limitations or requirements. Section nine reads a prohibition on abortion after fetal viability when in the good faith medical judgment of the treating healthcare provider, continuation of the pregnancy would pose a risk to the pregnant patient's life or health. Sure. Okay. In terms of, and it even says, uh, in the good faith, what was it? The good, good faith, good faith medical decision of the doctor, right? If you're carrying a baby up to uh, eight months, I mean, you want that baby. If it's, yeah. if it's a situation where it's the mother's health, um, then I mean, they wanted the baby. Well, so, so if, if, the woman's at eight months pregnant. That's why I tweeted this. Right. And well, she, that's a bit different from what you tweeted. A woman is at eight months pregnant. Eight, eight month. So I'm saying the, the reason I tweeted that is because if a woman is at eight months pregnant and she decides to terminate the pregnancy, aborting the baby. No, no, no you, don't, you know, at eight months pregnant, you don't decide to terminate. You have to terminate because of medical reasons. Something's going on. So it's not There's a woman's decision. What are you talking about? Is it a woman's decision to terminate the pregnancy or not? I mean, if for her own health, I mean... It's between her and her doctor, right? But is, are you saying it's not her decision? What do you, what, you, you, I, I said if a woman decides to terminate her pregnancy. It's not like she's up and decided to go. I didn't say she up and decided. I'm saying if a woman decides to because terminate her pregnancy. Because of medical issues. For any, any reason. Yeah, okay. I so, mean, but you, I think you have to add because of medical reasons. No, no, because it's important to be very specific huh? that people are not carrying a, carrying a, a you know, a, a, a fetus and, you know, for eight months, uh, and then just going, eh, I don't know. That's not happening. There's a there's already restrictions I mean, they, that they say have. there's already restrictions that say at that moment you like I mean, you know Gaz, you know about Gosnell right mm-hmm. women were getting elective abortions at nine months we're, we're talking we're, but, but we don't need to, we don't need to argue edge cases uh, let me go back to my also, point we don't need to, I, I yes. want to make a point here because health of the mother so no 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 no, no hold on hold on I'm sorry man I'm sorry man I don't want to deviate from the mm-hmm. point because we're we're, we're I, I have a sincere question based mm-hmm. on the law an abortion is is legally defined as terminating a pregnancy of or relating to the end of the uh, ending the baby's life. The baby dies in the process, right? If a if if this if if you're saying okay, well, abortions also happen when the, you know the baby has already died. There's been a miscarriage, of course. Yeah, right. So so let me, let me this is I read you the law. It would legalize a woman for for uh, the reasons of of health and good faith to 
terminate the baby up to nine months because of its viability. Viability extends from 21 weeks until the point of birth. So this bill would allow, it would actually legalize in many states, a baby just before birth being killed, like aborted, right? For medical reasons, if there's well, what medical reason? Well, if a mother's life is in danger, or if there's something wrong with okay, the I, something, I, something, something's wrong with the the fetus. Well, I'm not, so it's talking about the life of the patient's life. We're not talking about the fetus. Something's wrong with the fetus. I, I get it. Like the baby's already dead. The baby's already dead. Right. Here's my question. No one's carrying a baby for if eight a, months and then has to go. And that's then, that's not an argument. If if the doctor is saying no one does a thing is not real because some people did and some people don't, and we're not talking about we're talking about the law. The law says. If a woman is pregnant, and for any reason, do you believe that for any reason a woman has a right to terminate her pregnancy? Me personally, yes, I believe it's a woman's body. Up to she nine has months. A right to, what's that? Up nine, to nine months. months. Yeah. So you think a woman who's pregnant with a baby at nine months, she can say, "Snip its neck." I mean, we have laws that basically say they can't just up snip and snack. I mean, that's a really weird th- way to put like, it. Do you think so? Do you know how they perform abortions on, yes. on late term? Yes. Where they send the, the, the forceps in and cut the spinal column. You think that's okay? For a baby who's eight and eight, 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 eight months and two weeks in a woman's womb. But they're not doing, no one is just Gosnell selectively did. doing that. You're, you just said you're not going to talk about edge cases and then you're but going around talking about edge cases. You're, you used, I mean, when, he, when you he, said no one does, does that, I'm going to give you an example of it happening. I'm not trying to argue that you are. So no, the issue is, I'm not it talking does about, happen. I'm not talking. Should it be legal? You said yes, right? Here's my question. Let me, let me ask you the question and ahead. please, if the woman is told by a doctor, if you continue with the pregnancy, you will die. Right. Should they kill the baby? At eight months? Yes. If they, if the mother is told that she will die and there's no way at eight months, we're talking eight months, this woman wants the, this woman wants the baby. They'll, they'll do whatever they can to save the baby. That's not the law says. The law allows for the termination of the baby. It says the good faith, it says the doctors, uh, you know, and the doctor. I'm not arguing the woman's not sick. If a woman is sick at eight months, the baby is viable. It says after fetal viability. And the doctor says, if you continue with the pregnancy, your health is at risk. Do you believe it should be legal at that point to kill the baby? But that's not happening. You're talking, are, but yes you're talking or no. about. I'm not asking. I'm, I'm saying yes or no. Do you think it should be legal? They're trying to legalize it. Doesn't matter if it's happening. They're trying to legalize it. Yes or no. They're trying to legalize the fact that women at eight months pregnant could find out something is horribly wrong with the fetus, where it will die as soon as it's born, be in pain, have Can tragic. Can you answer the question or not? I'm answering the question to you. No, right no, no, now. no. Because you're saying something I agree with you on, and no one disagrees with you on. Everyone wants to what? preserve the health of the mother. Sure. Why kill the baby in the process? They're not killing the baby in the process. Why legalize the killing of the baby in the They're process? They're not legalizing. Yes, the- they are. Read the law. I read it to you how many times? After fetal viability, the baby can survive on its own. They can perform an abortion if the mother's health is at risk. Why kill the baby? Why not include in that all efforts must be made to save the baby's life? It's right there when it says the, the, the exact wording. I don't have it in front of me Where? because I have my the do- what the doctor said. The good faith efforts of the doctor. The doctor's looking for out for bu- the patient, not the baby. Abortion is the termination of the baby. If it wasn't about legalizing the killing of the baby, they would say perform a c-section or induce labor when they're what, what this is right here it says they cannot prohibit abortion later abortion is a practice with legal definitions where the baby is killed its limbs are removed and it's sucked out if the mother if the baby is viable why not just induce labor or perform a c-section in fact when hassan quoted my the, tweet that's what his followers said apparently they disagree with you I mean, if they can do that, they would do that at eight months for sure. Certainly. Then why legalize 
why I just explained to you because it needs to happen sometimes for the health of the mother or for the the, the child killing the baby. Yes, it needs the, to happen. If the, there's something terribly, horribly wrong with the child, where it's going to grow you agree up then? and immediately die or be in horrible pain for hours before dying anyway. Would then, you agree with a provision added to this bill saying all efforts must be made to preserve the life of any baby after viability? I mean, you're asking for exactly what's there. But if that makes you happy, then I mean, sure, why not? That's, but that's not what's there. Well, what's so, there. So, 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 so we agree. We completely agree 100%. I mean, except for you saying a woman should decide on late-term abortion. I don't agree with that. Okay. But so so we agree this bill should have an extended provision to protect the life of I the mean, child. I mean, I think it's there. I think it's there. That's my opinion. I think it says it right there. Which which part do you think says it? I'm they must, tell, they I, must preserve already, the life of the baby. We've already went over this a hundred times. It says right in the – you think a doctor is not looking out for both the mother and the child? They are. I think oftentimes the doctor's looking out – they're not even, they're not really looking out for either. I think in many cases they're trying to make money. So, uh, like partial, partial, well, I have numbers for you. Though. I have numbers for you. Partial birth abortionist John McMahon says the primary reason given for those requesting a late term abortion is depression. Uh, the Guttmacher Institute, which is a pro-choice think tank, said that they surveyed women obtaining late term abortions. They found that only about 1% of second and third trimester abortions are performed for fetal anomalies. Which is another way of saying like eugenics. There's a disability, so we kill them. Real, real One quick. third of the women said that they misjudged how far along they were. One fourth said they found it hard to arrange an earlier abortion. Fourteen percent that they were afraid to tell their parents or their partner. And the rest gave reasons such as taking their time to decide or waiting for a change in their relationship. I will status. also add the CDC defines abortion as a termination of a pregnancy that does not result in live birth. Mm. So my question is, why do the Democrats try to legalize the killing of a viable baby without any protections? I mean, I don't know. What you're, I mean, I'm I mean, telling you right look, there. Look, it look, says look. right there exactly. But you're in what, favor of late-term abortion. I think it's up to a mother, uh, a woman, and her doctor. So I actually agree with uh, the initial Roe v. Wade. Uh, I, I guess. I mean, have you read Roe v. Wade? Of course. Yeah. They're, they're so tri- you know about the limitations on the second trimester. Yeah. So so you know about the limitations. Of course. Yes. But so do you agree with that? What do you mean? That's the law of the land for now. What, so, so you actually, you just told me that you think a woman should be able to choose to ter- terminate the baby at nine no, months. No, I did, I said the decision of what happens to a pregnant woman is up to her and her doctor. That's let all me, I'm let, telling you. Let me ask you a question. If there was a baby on a table and someone grabbed a pair of, you know, bolt cutters and put it to its neck, would you stop them? You're talking about a live person, right? I'm talking about a baby right, just born, right on the spot. Right. Take, that's, that's, that's a person. What if the baby was coming out of the woman? And then they snip its neck. What do you, what do you, what, what, but no one's doing that. Gosnell did it. You're don't t- don't you, say, you, you, don't give me an absolute and then tell me not to make an edge point. Don't say no one did it when someone did it. The point is, I'm asking you moral questions on where your position is so I can understand why you would support these positions because I don't understand. So if the baby was delivered, you're saying it can't be killed. Now do you understand my tweet? If the woman was intending to abort the baby at eight months, and went into an early labor while she was going to the abortion clinic and the baby was born right there in the lobby. Could she not kill it now? Well, if she had the baby as she was going to get her eight-month abortion, there's something horribly wrong with that baby. I hope it's not in pain because they were, she was going to— Can you the, answer the question? I just ta- I'm, going, I'm talking about it I right said, now. can— Okay. Oh, can she—if the baby is born? No, because that's a person. So what if—so now, let's move backwards. The baby is a person the moment it's born, Right.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is that what you're saying? Yes. What if the baby is halfway out? Halfway out. Like, so do you know they do late-term abortions at, at the point of birth? Partial. Partial birth abortions? The baby is coming out and they kill it as it comes out. Okay? That's literally what they do. Bro. I believe women have the right to choose within the first trimester and, and partly into the second trimester because the government can't mandate someone else give their body to someone else. The challenge I have as a traditional liberal and social liberal is when you start introducing the rights of secondary persons to the equation, like Roe v. Wade actually stated. The privacy rights of the baby enter at the point of viability. These questions are difficult to answer. So my position has always been safe, legal, rare, first trimester discretion of the woman, even though I really don't like the idea of abortion as contraception. So you like you like where it is right now. That's a hard thing to say, considering all the states have different laws. No, I think it's a very easy thing to say because you said safe, legal and rare, right? Which states? I don't like where it's not because Colorado legalized nine month partial birth, birth abortion. Kathy Tran in Virginia tried doing the same. I don't know where they went on that. And Ralph Northam actually said the baby would be delivered and then they would decide. We'll have a discussion. Not, that's not what he said. He was he, talk, said, he said they would have discussion. He, he was talking about if there's context right before where he said that if there was something horribly wrong with the baby, like the baby's born in a vegetative state and is not going to live a life that, you know, it's not. I, I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say that he didn't say that. He said, but you didn't, you didn't say that he did either. What, so for one, we've played the video multiple times. What he said was this typically, so he's asked by the presenter, Kathy Tran presented a bill that would legalize abortion up to the point of birth. He said, typically this happens in instances of severe disability or deformity. And I will tell you what would happen. The baby would be delivered. It would be resuscitated if that's what they decided. It would be made comfortable. And then a discussion would happen. So my, my issue there is, I, I, I disagree. I mean, if it's, if a baby is alive, I think every effort must be made to try and save its life. I think if a homeless person is bleeding and they fall onto the stairs of a, a hospital, the hospital absolutely must save that person's life. The same thing as a baby that's born with deformities or otherwise. I don't think you can see a person and be like, they're dying. We should kill them, whether it's a baby or otherwise. So the issue here is I'm pro-choice. What was your, what was your feelings on the Terry Chavo case? Oh, I don't have strong opinions on that one. I mean, for one, you don't, you, yeah, don't, I don't, you don't. You just don't care. Well, I, I didn't say I don't care. Right. I said it's a difficult moral question. I don't have the answers to. Okay. So who did, pers- you, who did you think? Who, who did you more to lean towards there? I'd probably say we would lean towards preserving the life of Terry Chavo, even though that's not what she wanted. Well, if that was the case, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about it. If she signed a, a do not resuscitate, I'd no, say, she literally she told her husband that she did not want to be left in a vegetative state. Then that's her right with the, signing a DNR. Absolutely, then. but sure. this was according to her husband, and there was no formal paperwork, and her parents said we will take care of. Then her. you can't do it. Yeah, if she had a DNR, I, I respect the DNR. It's her life. It's her choice. Uh, without a legal, without a legal do not resuscitate, then you have to defer the next of kin. As for abortions, the the, the, the husband would be that. Well, right. I mean, I'm not the boss of people. I'm not the, I'm not the king. No, 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 not, no, 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 Because we just, we just, we, the, 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 the thing that James just said, and then you agreed with, was that, um, if she is in a vegetative state, mm-hmm. 
And the husband says that I was told by her that that's it. And then he brought up how there's no proof of that. The parents wanted her alive. They said they would take care of her. They're not the next of kin, though. The husband is. The husband has the ultimate decision of her what, what, of her care. Right. Yes. I agree. That's not... I'm, well, I'm adding the context what? because he said if she signed paperwork. And if so I'm, I'm pointing out that that was next not the situation. Kin. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just so, making sure, just being 100% right. clear here. So social liberals is a reference to... So a, wait, do, so, do you, so do you think that you know, in the case of a child's health, that you know, and they are not adults, so they can't make decisions for themselves, do you think the parent can make that decision for a child's health? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so if a baby is born in a vegetative state, mm-hmm. can the parent decide to put it out of its misery and not let it just die a slow, agonizing death and say, I am the next of kin. This is not how this life should be. We should just end that life and life support. No. You don't think that should be No, the, the baby wasn't involved in a traumatic injury. Right, so there's 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 questions. They were on. they were they were they were born with a a life altering could not even probably won't perhaps won't live, yeah. And yeah, you're saying right. it's okay for them to be in a vegetative state for who knows how long. Uh, they likely will die in a few months, maybe yep. maybe even make it a year just in in yep. the hospital. Yep, yep. yep. You're you, saying you that anything you want to it, I I think there's a difference between someone who suffered. A so you don't think you don't think parents disease. have you don't think parents have the right to do what's best for their children. Well, let's this thing. Who said that? Can I? You just said that. No, let's this. <laughs> The baby isn't the best for the baby. Yes, that is. It's a parent's decision. If the baby is in a vegetative state and will never have any quality of life, the humane, caring, loving thing for a parent now to who's do. Now, argue, arguing edge cases? What are you talking about? I said, now talking? who's arguing No, 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 because you brought up the Ralph Northam thing. I gave Northam you my thing. answer. The answer you is no. You brought up the, the Ralph Northam thing. I'm, I gave you the answer. So you don't think I that. I clearly so don't agree with the idea that a baby is born with deformity. You kill it. I clearly we're not talking about just we're not, ta- we're not talking about, about an, an we're not, individual. We're not talking about with like injury. a limp arm or something. We're talking about a quality of life disability where they will never be able yeah, to no, have any care. quality right, of right, life. Right, right. So I, 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 don't, I can I can say the same thing over and over again. I believe that we should not allow doctors to kill a baby, regardless. Uh, I think every effort should be made to preserve the life of the baby. Okay, so you don't think that people should have a right to die with dignity at all, basically, Kathy Newman. We're not talking about that. If a woman, I think that's. Suffers, I think it all. I think it all really. If a woman like Terry Chavo suffers a stroke, a disease, she's older and later in life, and she has the ability to make a cognitive decision, or her next of kin does, and it's the issue of do we pull her off life support? That's different from a newborn baby in a different no, legal no, no, context. But we've, no, the legal context is the parents have the full right to do what's best for their child. I think, this, I think you this is to, a conservative position too, by the way, in terms of parents How having the right. How many times I got to tell you I'm a liberal? Okay. But right. the, so, there's, so let there's, me make a point. Okay. The, 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 the issue, uh, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, because we have to distinguish between two things. There are situations where a person is injured to the point where they require extraordinary measures in, in, the, in order to stay alive. So we're not talking about, you know, food, water, basic treatment. We're talking about things like being hooked up to an insane amount of machines, uh, things that are incredibly burdensome. There is a difference between a person in that situation who's saying, without all of these unnatural means, I would die, so pull the plug, and saying, this person's alive, but they're suffering, so we're going to kill them. There's a difference between pulling the plug in a life support situation where that person requires extraordinary means to stay alive and a person who is alive and is sustained but you're deciding to go out of your way to kill them. Those are two different situations. Yeah, that's a good point. But he's. But also, I think the point you're making, too, is if the baby was in a situation where it was dying. Let's say the baby's born with a hole in its heart, which happens. 
and it's bleeding too fast for them to, to try and surgically repair it. My answer is we'll repair it. Let's say baby's born without a brain. It's happened before. Yep. Uh, I, I do not, I think the issue is, I'll tell you why I, I, I take the pro-choice stance, the traditional liberal one, not the modern liberal one. I don't believe the government has a right to dictate a person, give their body or blood to another person. And there are questions of privacy and there are questions of government overreach. However, when, a, when another person enters the equation, you have one person sharing two bodies. That's why I'm like, you know, so, so second and th- third trimester abortions are where things get, get risky. Now, when it comes to a baby being born, the question is the legal permission to kill a baby. I say the answer is no. Every effort must be made to save the life of the baby. The, in the instance of Terry Schiavo, every effort was made to save her, but she was dwindling. They, so, so it's a question what, of- What is the effort to save the life of a baby born without a brain? Actually, none. So the, the baby that was born without a brain, just the, 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 it was a, what the cerebellum, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the story. The involuntary functions all functioned completely fine. And uh, general stimuli happened. So the baby was able to eat, was able to, you know, basically live and grow, but uh, not, you know, articulate thoughts or learn math or things like that. The, 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 the bigger issue is not a singular case, right? The issue I have with the Terry Shavo case is the legal protections of the individual, Terry Shaw, in this instance, has had an opportunity to file a DNR or not. Without a do not resuscitate, it falls to the next of kin. A baby hasn't had that opportunity. We don't know. So we just say, preserve the life to the best of our abilities. There are many circumstances where babies were born in a state that the, that a doctor has said is un, it's not viable, and the babies actually lived. There are many people who uh, actually survived attempts at abortion. There are many people who were born, and the doctor didn't believe it was possible. There are many people who were born where the doctor said, you will die if you have this baby. In fact, a good friend of mine was bedridden, I think the entirety of her pregnancy, because the doctor said, we have no choice. And she said, I will lie still on a bed for nine months to have this baby. And the doctor was like, you can't do it. And she had the baby and the, and the kids healthy and alive and living in a And she life. made that choice. Absolutely. So my, Not so everyone I, can stay in a bed for nine months straight. Agreed. That's amazing. So my issue is... If only this country did, this, did something for mothers, they could all be in that same position. So the reason I disagree with late-term abortion especially, I mean, partial birth abortion is out of the question, is that when a secondary uh, individual's rights are brought into question, you don't have an easy way to say one person's rights trumps trump another. In which case, I think late-term abortions are wrong. I think the killing of a baby, the terminating of a pregnancy, as the CDC defines it, as the Democrats propose it, would be wrong. And for some reason, Seamus over here, who's pro-life, who disagrees with me, uh, Lydia, who disagrees with my position, have the, have, have a much more reasonable position to where I'm at than the left does. So for me, let me explain it. Social liberal my whole life. I believe there were, there should have been efforts to alleviate inequality among marginalized races growing up in Chicago and experiencing it. And I believed that freedom of speech was very, very important and we must protect the civil rights of all people. And, you know, my family typically was in the position of first trimester. It's begrudgingly okay. We don't like it. But we recognize the extent to which we're willing government uh, to allow to have a say in certain matters when it comes to a person's life. But when it comes to the issue of a viable baby, then killing it would be egregious and wrong. Now, that position doesn't exist among the modern left in terms of the political space. I can talk to a Democrat like my friend who will tell me that's their belief. And I'll say, but that's not what the Democrats are trying to pass. According to the CDC, abortion would end the life of the baby. And the Democrats passed a bill that had a blanket open. The life of the baby can be ended if the mother's health is in question. But if the mother's health is in question, it doesn't explain why you would end the life of the baby when you could just induce labor or a C- perform a C-section. And that's what happens when that situation is That's possible. not an abortion. Wait, what? what? Let, me, let me start Go again. Go ahead. The CDC defines abortion as 
a, a, a procedure intended to terminate a suspected or known ongoing intra uterine pregnancy. I'm pronouncing that wrong. And that does not result in a live birth. The Democrats bill would remove any restriction on abortion. That is ending a pregnancy with no live birth after viability. If the pregnant's, uh, if the pregnant patient's life is in, is in jeopardy. So where, where, if, where are you? I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, the reason I think there's some confusion here is I'm confused what your position is. What is the Tim Pool position on this? Cause you said safe, legal, and rare. Well, I've, I've, I've absolutely defined it several times. Let me do it again for you. Okay. Within the first trimester. Do you what, think it's not safe, legal, and rare now? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know. That's what you've been saying. That it needs to be safe, legal, and rare. So what do you? So what right, do you? Right. So, so, so what do you consider? Colorado. What do you consider to be safe, legal, and rare? Describe without bringing up anything in other states. Give me what you consider a abortion. safe abortion, a legal abortion, and a and what rare means in the term of abortion. So safe, legal, and rare is a political uh, catchphrase from you know, that you use a lot. Yes, right, right, because it represents the position of we don't like abortion. We think it's wrong. Right. So, but it's not. It's not wrong. Yes, it is. Uh, it's not wrong. Traditional yeah, liberal. If, if, if abortion saves a woman's life, then it's not wrong. It's a medical. But it's that's a, but it's, they, a, it's a triumph of medicine well, well, to let, save let a woman's life. I'm sorry, James. I, let, let me try and answer. So, uh, in the '90s, we said safe, legal, and rare because it represented a position we had. Abortion as contraception is wrong. What do you think? Do you think abortion as contraception is okay? Abortion as contraception. Like, well, that's why we need to have sex education because it's pr- it's preferable to not do that. I don't disagree. Do you think abortion as contraception is wrong? I personally, I wouldn't do it because I mean, I have two kids, so right. I mean, I've planned, and you know, these were two planned children, um, and these are two kids that I wanted to have. But is it wrong? Is it wrong? What? Abortion as contraception. No, I don't think it's wrong. It's not per- in, a, in a perfect world. We would have sex education, and this wouldn't and wouldn't happen. But we don't live in a perfect world. Well, so why why would a perfect world? I'm confused. Are you saying it's wrong or it's not wrong? Oh, it's not wrong. So, so we don't need sex education. It's fine. No, sex education is preferable. I just said that. Right, right, right. But you're, but it, it, irrespective of abortion as contraception, because you don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. Okay, but okay, it's okay. preferable that it doesn't happen. Okay, okay, okay. I can, I, I understand. I understand. So, uh, I think it's wrong. Um, but I don't think it should, uh, uh, I just, I don't like the idea that the government intervenes to, at a certain stage in the pregnancy, and so but you, but I you still haven't answered my question about what what safe, legal, and rare means to you. To you, like what is what is what is rare for you mean in the in the sense of abortion? Not abortion as contraception. Okay, which is ninety two percent of abortions, elective abortions. Okay, we have we have in terms of uh, what percentage is is a, uh, is rape or incest? I it's think like, it's like one percent. I think right, 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 right. It's, it's, it's less than it's point, point eight four. Sure. I think. Yeah. So rare is people should not be going out having sex, getting pregnant, and then being like, eh, get an abortion. However, my, my position, because it comes from a libertarian stance, the government shouldn't be involved, means it's going to happen. I don't like it. I think it's wrong. But safe, legal, and rare means legal, means the government doesn't intervene. However, I mean, by the, by, the, by, the, about, by the sense of it being legal, the government has intervened because they've made it legal. No, no the, the government doesn't make things legal. Things are either legal or, 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 or things already are legal or they're decriminalized or they're made illegal. If the, the government if, doesn't make something legal for you. If, if, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, what happens in this country? Abortion so states, becomes up to the states who can make it illegal, right? But they're right. But states can already remove the restrictions in place. Okay. So you said they're making it legal. They they're can, they can, they can, they can remove some restrictions. So, so to answer your question, as I've been trying to. Wait, you, you know, you know, we don't, we don't go by the, the trimester thing anymore, right? What do you mean? 
we, Roe v. Wade isn't the law. Of the, it, Roe v. Wade is the law of the land when it comes to abortion. Mm-hmm. But we don't go by first, second, and third trimester when it comes right, to right, abortion. Right, right, right. Those are those are just easy ways to understand what I really mean. No, 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 because it's not that's not accurate at all. It's not just an oh, easy okay. way to understand. You know, KCV Planned Parenthood is right. Yes. What is it? It's the 1992 provision that set removed the restrictions on, on on trimester and raised the question of viability. I don't I don't know what you're asking. Okay, and it also paved the way for more. I don't know the point you're trying to make. Restrictions. Right. Okay. So we already allowed in this country, due to, thanks to Roe v. Wade and KCB Planned Parenthood, we can uh, uh, a, uh, a state can decide to put restrictions on abortion even in the first trimester now uh-huh. since 1992, Casey. Right, 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 right. And after viability, which is different for every woman, it's up to a doctor to decide when through scanning and everything, they can then say – Oh, once it's viable, the state can ban abortion completely at that point. Except for in the case of health of the mother. Right. And which makes no sense. How does that make no sense? Why kill a baby if it's viable? No, 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 no. You don't understand. Yeah. They can ban abortion except for when it needs to happen to protect the life and safety and health of the mother. If I mean, we already, we, already see, we already viable. see this. We already see this. In if this the baby is viable, and the pregnancy needs to be ended, why kill the baby? We're talking. We're talking at like could be like twenty weeks. You're right. Viability specifically at twenty weeks, and the baby's not viable. That's why I don't care for the trimester thing. My point is, if the baby is viable, life rights come into play. So, for conservatives and pro-lifers, life rights are in play from the day of conception. Uh, well, you're, you're looking at this like, like you're arguing like, with a pro-choice person because you're telling me you that, realize that like, right? what, what what when when should when do you think abortion should should uh you know be legal like when when should you, there be ban on abortion like what viability. viability because at that point the baby can just be delivered that's not true all the time though. right right if, so that's why i said it should be all attempts to save the life of the baby shall be made if the baby dies because it, it can't survive well you know that's 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 difficult if the health of the mother's at risk and they make an attempt to save the, the six months the baby's barely viable the mother is told you, you, you're at risk for this, this condition and we have to end the pregnancy. I'm sorry. Every effort should be made to save the life of the baby. That, but the baby might die. And I recognize that. It's unfortunate. And I think that should be allowed. The abortion should happen. Uh, I'm sorry. The abortion as legally defined shouldn't. A, a induced delivery via so, C-section so what is or your, labor. So what is your opinion about what's – because we're, we're talking about this now and you know I think obviously we have our opinions and we're agreeing on some things and disagreeing on others. Um, what, is, what is your opinion on what's going on right now though? Like that's Colorado where, removed all restrictions. No, I'm talking about what's going to happen right now with the Supreme Court. Mm. Yeah, they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay. Red states are going to enact trigger laws and they're going to outright ban abortion across the board. Yes. Right. I, I disagree with that. Okay, good. I, I, I think, especially when the conservatives argue uh, uh, rape and incest, it seems to be a conflicted argument where they say, uh, in the instance of rape and incest, we'll allow that exception. And I'm like, I can understand that point from a libertarian perspective, but not from a moral position on when life begins. Because, I mean, you, Seamus. No exceptions. I, yeah. There's a couple things I want to jump into here. So you mentioned situations where a mother has to have an abortion because her life is at risk. And there are doctors I've spoken to. There are even notes and petitions signed by literal hundreds of doctors who say that is a, that is an inaccurate description. That is not what happens. There is no such thing as a medically necessary abortion. There are procedures that might need to be performed on a woman who is pregnant, which can cause her to miscarry. But that is not the same as an abortion. Abortion is when you go in there with the direct intent 
to end the life of an unborn child. Just read if the there's scene, an operation, just, I just, just want to say, scene, if the there's scene. an operation that has to be performed in order to save the life of the mother, but it poses a risk to the unborn child and increases the probability that they will die, that there will be a miscarriage, that is not an abortion. That is an attempt at a medical procedure that has an unintended consequence. That is the CDC's definition of abortion. Yeah. So and if I think that's important because when I tweeted that thing about abortion at eight months, Hassan's followers said, you're an idiot. It, they would they, they would perform a C-section or induced labor. Mm. But the CDC doesn't define induced labor or C-section as that. It says not resulting in a live birth. I'm, what, what I'm confused about here, and we could talk about this. Can we, I feel like we've already covered this. So I mean, sure. if you want to just we'll go over and over. Thing. But 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 what I'm what I'm concerned about here in terms of like um, talking with you about this is, you know, for the past couple of weeks, I've noticed you've been talking a lot about this issue. and It's been a big issue since Roe v. Wade. But your focus seems to have been on these sort of edge cases that bolster the anti-choice position like you're not here sitting here and talking about how horrible it is about all the women who will miscarry and go through all sorts of the legal issues in these red states you're not sitting here talking about um state hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know how hard that is for people? Not yeah, everyone yeah. is. No, it's not just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a major factor in people. No, I know it's hard. hard. Yeah. But you've also not heard me say apparently that when I tell conservatives, if you want to live in these areas where your kids are in these schools, you need to get up and move and it might be hard. I mean, my what position do you, what, on what this do you, is... What, what do schools have to do with what we're talking about right now? Like we're talking so, about... So we're I'm talking explaining about, to you we're what talking you about, misunderstand. No, but let, let, me, let, me, let me answer your, your okay, question. Go ahead. Okay. When you're like, why aren't you, why aren't you telling uh, women this and others? I say the same thing to conservatives. Like my, my position on personal responsibility is the same across the board, regardless of what the issue is. No, it's not. It's not because you're, fil- you're you've been focusing on the past past two weeks or three weeks, however long it's been. You've been focusing on talking about these edge case scenarios where, like, oh, uh, you bring up Ralph Northam. The f- yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not even relevant anymore. That law. This is three years ago. Now he's not even in. Is Kathy Tran? What to me? Is Kathy Tran? Maybe still- she is. I don't know. But that bill is not up for anything. It would be. It would be. Are, so so they're, they're trying to pass these bills that I don't like, right? Well, they're not going to be able to. So is it is it because maybe I spoke up against it and helped contributed to pushback from people who disagree with it? Is is that true? Did you do that? Considering that I've been speaking about that issue for a long enough period of time, and we live next to Loudoun County, and people in Virginia are fans of the show, and I see them, I think we did. I think the fact that I said these psychopaths are trying to pass a bill where the woman actually said at the point of birth you could kill the baby, I think that absolutely contributes to people being like, vote her out, get her out. Now, I don't know if she's still in office, but Northam, for sure. The Ralph Northam thing, absolutely. Matt Walsh came down here 20 minutes away. Sure, okay. I so mean, that's why I, I talk mean, about Tim it. Tim Pool's got power, okay. Because, because so why aren't, Colorado, using, why aren't you using the same power to fight what we're talking about right now? Fight what? What's going to happen to a pro, uh, woman's right? I will not stand next to a man who told me to my face he is okay with killing a baby at nine months. Mm. If I had to make the okay. choice between banning abortion across the board or standing next to people who would advocate for nine-month abortion, I will stand next to the people who are saying ban it across the board, period. 
Okay. You need Good. to understand how psychotic on, I'm glad the left the record. in Colorado sounds when they say terminate the life of the baby at viability to to the overwhelming majority of this country that think that's wrong. But no 70% one is, of this country is pro-choice and believes there should be restrictions. And there are right now. You should be advocating and right Colorado now. Colorado is removing them. You should be advocating them. right now for no. exactly what we have. So you, so you disagree with Roe v. Wade. I don't disagree with it. But you do. Because In what capacity? Because how does how does Colorado well, how is Colorado allowed to have those restrictions under Roe v. Wade? No, I'll, I'll agree with you to a. Certain I mean, you have to. No, you have to. Right, if down. Colorado, I'll agree with you. You just got super angry at me. Now I'm doing the same too, and I got to slow down. If you, I made one point. You made. I'm trying to address one point. Okay, if go. I say one thing. You said I'm. You said I would, exactly I would, what I. Just, I would actually say. I would probably lean at this point more towards uh, rights falling to the individual states. So you okay? So you're happy Roe v. Wade is is I going say, down? I wouldn't say happy. That's that's a bit of an overstatement. I mean, I think, but I but I mean, you are now on the record saying you prefer Roe v. Wade not being the law of the land. I think that's. Uh, I think the issue is more so. I mean, I mean, it's a pretty simple. I think this is a easy you after answer. What you're keep talking. I want you to answer it definitively. Right. So uh, I'm a moderate, right? I have. I thought you were a liberal. Moderates can be liberals. Hmm. Okay, continue. Yeah, so, so mm-hmm. social liberal is a center-left position on the political compass. That's typically where I've been my whole life. Uh, there are deep moral and ethical questions I don't have the answers to. At this point, considering the disruption in the United States and the extreme hyperpolarization, I would, I would fall more towards on states' rights. And that's because... Okay. That's, uh, not, that's not a Roe liberal position at all. I mean, states' sure. rights is, is, is firmly in right-wing libertarianism. It's not right-wing libertarian. It's actually just general libertarian. So mm. left libertarians also agree with, with decentralization of authority and power. Mm, left libertarians do not agree with the decentralization of authority and power. Not, not in that same way. But you think ahead, anarchists want ahead. a strong federal government? Anarchists and libertarians are not the same Left thing. libertarians that, and, 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 and comms. You think they want a strong federal government? No, anarch, anarchists and libertarians are not the same thing. Do you, know, uh, do you know what the political compass is? Yes, I do. Do you know what anarchy means? Yes, I do. What does anarchy mean? Anarchy means comp- uh, the, the absence of government, no government. Anarchy means without authority. Yeah. So you, if you're an authoritarian, you adhere to what That's the same thing what I just said. No authority. Government so is authority. so you, can yes. be, you can be a left libertarian or a right libertarian. Uh, liber- civil liberties. Are you talking about civil liberties? Yes. So if you're a left libertarian, you typically agree with like – But, but like left, good- left libertarians agree in civil liberties across the board. They don't want like one state saying uh, civil liberties – these civil liberties are okay, but another state is saying those, those civil liberties are not okay. If the state enforces something, that's authoritarian. Not necessarily. I'm not saying it's authoritarianism. I'm saying it's an authoritarian position. Oh, it comes from so, a position of power and authority. Right, sure, right, right. Yeah. So left libertarian, depending on which position you're at, would advocate for different but, degrees but, but, of authority but, 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 okay. from the government. We can, if you want to have the political compass position, uh, conversation, we could do that. But I want to go back to what we were just talking about. Uh, you Because know, I don't think you definitively said on the record, what is your position on Roe v. Wade? Do you prefer for it? For it. For it. Yeah, my, my issue outside of Roe v. Wade so is your country so, is being ripped apart. No, no, no. But you just, said prevent before, you, just, you just said before that you'd prefer it not to happen because you hated what was happening Let in Colorado. Me, and no, Col- that's not what I said. That is what you said. No, it is I wish we could rewind this. People would be able to that's, rewind this. That's listen, what you said. Calm down. Colorado, that's what you said. Colorado is the extreme left position. If I were to say the states can make their own decision, Colorado is allowed to keep doing what they're doing. That's not restricting it. If I were to say the federal government should, should, should step in, it would stop Colorado from doing it. My position on Roe v. Wade, for the most part, is that I agree with it. My position on today's politics across the board is that the country is being gutted and ripped apart, 
And perhaps preventing conflict means pulling back on what states can do, weakening the federal government. Okay. I mean, that's not a position on abortion. It's a position on, on authority versus liberty. It means bad things will happen. I don't like, but it also means I'm worried that the extreme polarization of Colorado or Virginia versus Oklahoma are deeply troubling and maybe pulling back federal authority can help alleviate some of the tension. I'm not saying it's a, defi- it's, it's a guaranteed answer. And I don't know it's right. But my position on authority versus liberty is irrespective of abortion. My position on authority and liberty means bad things happen I don't like, but I'm trying to stop people from killing each other. If you have a total ban on abortion, the left goes nuts. If you have unrestricted abortion, the right goes nuts. I'm actually. So what we have right now, it seems Stephen, to be, Stephen, the, you know, you talk about compromise, right? right. right? I've heard you talk about compromise. What we have right now is, is, would be your it's, perfect scenario, right? It's not because. In many states, they were moving all the restrictions, and the Democrats at the federal level just tried to allow the termination of a baby at nine months. If they add a provision to it that says all efforts must be made to save the life of a baby and took out the term abortion and said a pregnancy can but that, be ended. That, that, that didn't, but that didn't pass. You don't have to worry about it. They just tried to pass it. And it didn't pass. Do you know where I live? Sure. West Virginia. I mean, I'm here right now. Do you know who my senator is? Uh, it's Joe Manchin. And who stopped the bill from passing? There you go. And why do you think I'm talking about it? Because you're a big fan of Joe Manchin. Because Joe Manchin did something I like. <laughs> I don't like Joe Manchin for the most part. But what don't I do you like, like about him? I think he's an establishment chill. I think he just says what he thinks is gonna is gonna play the the best. And I don't think I don't think he's genuinely interested in in fixing problems. What did you think about him killing Build Back Better? Define. You mean the the infrastructure plan? No, the bill that the the bill that had a swath of things. The main thing for me, the main thing that would have really been amazing. Is the child care, the um, the uh, return of the child tax credits, the uh, extension of um, of um, uh, what is it? The uh, 3K uh, federally. I mean, those are those are huge, amazing things. If you're a, you know if you're a fan of um, you know uh, the, doing the best for children in this country, those things were fantastic. So, in 2008, into 2012, into 2016, I've always been in favor of social programs, and I've always advocated for such. Yeah. My, my concern with them is that what happens with a lot of these social programs is, let's say you get a wound on your arm, is my, my analogy. Uh, people are homeless. Kids don't have food. Your society has a wound. So we put a bandage on it. That's a government program. We're trying to mend that damage. The problem with the government is that 12 months later, instead of taking the bandage off, and assessing the issue, sunsetting or otherwise, they reapply another bandage on top. Instead of using this weird anecdote, can you give me an actual example? They never, they never reassess or end programs. <clears throat> so when programs, like what program do you think should be ended? I, I'm not saying they should. I, I don't know. But that's what you just said. So what I'm saying is that you said they should reassess so programs and end them. That's what you just said. I know you're smiling, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Physical corporations. Private corporations can fail, right? Of course. Social programs can't. When have we or, or, or uh, has there been a major reassessment of programs that have or have not worked? So I'll, I'll give you an example. You can look at the disaster that was Pruitt-Igo, right? So I did a documentary on the, on the public housing and how instead of reassessing and solving the problem, it dissolved into racist violence and created some of the most worst racial tensions in this country in, in St. Louis. My issue with government programs is that they're good, but we need to make sure we have strong leadership and we don't just say, sign the check, sign the check, sign the check, sign the check. My issue right now. What did you think of the child tax credit? Uh, explain. Uh, give me the details. Sure. Children, uh, parents of children under the age of, I think it was six, 
would get $300 a month tax credit. And then um, over six to, I believe, I, I don't remember when the cutoff was. I know specifically six and two-year-olds because that's the age of my children. Um, and so every month I was able to receive, along with everybody else who has a child in that age range, um, 300 for the under six, yep. 200, uh, 250 for the, uh, the six-year-old. And for me personally, like, uh, people might be shocked to know this if they know me as a blue check on Twitter. But, um, just having, you know, a blue check on Twitter doesn't mean you're all that rich or wealthy. Good I, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, two so, points though. Two points. Go, whoa, 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 let me explain to I you want, the ch- child tax credit and that's done. So okay. basically they get, uh, you know, you get that child tax credit. For me, for my family, it's a huge child. We were payable for a number of childcare things. Uh-huh. Um, schooling as well. Um, go ahead. Two points. One, uh, child tax credits are incredible and really good things. We, mm-hmm. if there's anything we want to do in this country is provide tax breaks to parents and do what we can to encourage people to have families. Second point is my criticism of Build Back Better for the most part was the economy is imploding. So my, my perspective on a lot of these things has less to do with what a perfect society can and should do and, and more so like, have you looked at the M1 money stock recently? No. Let me pull that up for you. Well, one thing, you, while you're doing that, you yeah. said before that, um, you know, you had, you, you believe you had some power based on where you are in terms of local politics. Well, I'm talking about uh, as a resident of West Virginia, my advocacy plays a role in sure. what people in West Virginia do. While, while you're on air right now, you should tell Joe Manchin that, um, the child tax credit was a huge help to families across this country. Joe Manchin, probably, the child tax credit was a huge help I'm to really families across this that. country. I'm really happy you're doing that. So, and you should advocate for it more often on your show. It really, uh, it really we, is. We, we literally have. Good. We, I, have to I pull mean, it up. but you realize it's like a, that's a, that, that's also a deeply far right position. I'm not saying it's, it's an only a far position. If you look at, uh, I think Romania, they do huge tax credits when you have kids. Yep. Like it is, like conservatives are like more babies, more babies, government, government tax credits. Take a look at the M1 money stock. It's weird though that that's the case in Romania because here in this country, every Republican voted against it. But it's not, but it's not just voting against that. Take a look at the M1 money stock. Do you want to, do you know what this is, what this is, what it represents? Honestly, I'm not familiar with this. Does this look shocking? This spike? Sure. Does it look shocking compared to going back to 1960 in terms of our money supply? Sure. Something weird is going on. And if you look beyond the major spike, this is the uh, M1 money supply. It's a, it's a reference to money in circulation. In uh, 2020, because of the pandemic, the rules were changed that allowed savings accounts to enter general money supply. It used to be that there were limitations on how much you could pull out of savings. This caused a massive spike in the money supply from $4 trillion up to $16 trillion, uh, eligible in the money supply. But we can ignore that because it's a rule change, although I think it's substantial. You take a look at from May of 2020 until uh, today, and you can see that the economy has expanded, or I should say that the money supply has expanded by over $4 trillion. One of the reasons, if not the biggest reason why we're seeing such rapid inflation, which is gutting families, is because of the mass spending. I'd love to see a tax credit for families um, based on kids. I'd love to see people get huge benefits when they have kids. And I think it's one of the best ways to actually dish out tax credits. Sure. And also, I just want to also add again that um, Republicans vote against those things all the time. They right, are right, the ones right. who are against that. I just want to make, no, no, I want to make that clear. Like we should right. really. Yeah, I don't like Republicans. Good. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, so when you look at the money supply and you realize that we are headed towards a credit cardiac arrest, stealing mm-hmm. that line from uh, Hugo Ferrant and Juice Rap News, we can't, we can't sustain this. We, we are in, we are in dire straits right here. Uh, diesel fuel is, is facing shortages. Do you know what happens if diesel shortages hit? Oh, sure. It's harder for trucks to deliver. You know, no, 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 no. It means there's, they can't grow food. Okay. What are you going to eat? 
Only after every every trucker has run out of gas, after every factory has stopped producing and every farm stopped tilling, will socialists realize you can't eat money? What what do you think we should do about it? I think we got to curtail the spending and raise interest rates. Okay. One of the things they did was raise interest rates. You don't think we should raise taxes on... On who? Peop- on the wealthy. Who's the wealthy? I mean, who's the wealthy? No, no, no. no. Like, like uh, what? Mm, I'll wealthy. say, I'll say uh, you know, for me, wealthy is probably much lower than most based on my own. How much do wealthy um, people pay in taxes? But um, <clears throat> not enough. What? Not enough. Tell not me enough. how much you want to tax Not them. enough. What's the number? Not enough. Probably what we've taxed them back in, uh, you know, in the FDR years. What is that? Probably like something like 90-something percent. But they didn't 90%. pay that in the FDR years. They skirted that. Well, That's on, part of why on. they adjusted the tax code. Right. So, so 90% of what? Of their, their 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 tax, I mean, of their uh, income. How do rich people make money? I mean, how do rich people make? How money? do rich people make money? There's all sorts of different ways they make money. Some okay. of them invest. Do you know what Jeff Bezos' income is? Oh, you're talking about because they have so much in stocks. No. Okay, then what are you talking about? What you said their income, right? What's Jeff Bezos' income? Oh, I don't know if he's cashed any stocks this year. I don't know what his regular income is. I don't know. Eighty-three. His his uh, his his income, uh, his salaried income is eighty-three thousand. Right. His actual okay. income doesn't is about surprise a, me. They do that. Yeah, sure. They make a million bucks. Sure. He makes a million dollars. Sure. That's how much he makes. Sure. You want to tax a guy who makes a million dollars? Uh, yeah, for is, sure. Is that going to pay down four trillion dollars in in in? in well, are that? you saying are you saying that uh, someone like that is never going to cash in any of their stock? They don't. He just lives off a million dollars a year. They do. I actually think we should tax the rich. By the way, I just think you don't know anything about it. What do you mean? I, don't know. I, I simply want to tax them more. It's that simple. But where? What do you mean where? Like tax them on what? Oh, uh, capital gains. How much? Mm, I just told you. What? Same. Ninety percent of capital gains. Yeah. What will that do? Will that do? Bring them a lot of money. Why? I mean, why? Why will it bring in a lot of money? Because, what, what does that mean? Why, did we, why would that bring in a lot of money? I'm telling you. How would taxing someone's capital gains bring in money? Give me the, give me the, give me the mechanics. If someone sells, for example, Elon Musk sells a billion dollars in Tesla stock, and we take 900 million of it. Hmm. Hmm. So if he doesn't he sell the stock. He still has 100 million dollars. So if, if he doesn't sell the stock, what happens? Well, sure. Then that happens. Yeah. Sure. So then you're not taxing anything. Well, they do need to. They do set. They do. I mean, he just did, though, right? Yeah, and then he paid them more taxes than anyone else in history. I, I think we right. should we should tax the rich right. in a, a variety of ways. Oh, yes. did YouTube just crash? There on you us? go. We just lost every super chat. Are you kidding me? Hmm. You know what I think it is. YouTube just deleted all of the super chats. You got to be kidding me. Really? Why did they do that? I'm gonna swear. I don't think they. I don't think it can handle this level of super chat. Seriously. Wow, man. Oh, my gosh. I apologize to everybody because we pushed it longer than we normally do because I think it's worth a conversation to have. I still, wait, see, what happened? I still see Super Chats in my replay of it. As I, I can only see some. Oh, cool. I can Ooh. only see like Shavis 10 of them. Some, though. Yeah. That's well, cool. we'll get to those. So here's the issue. Um, what, what is that law? About taxes going too high and people not, and then losing tax revenue? Yeah, so this is, this is known as the Laffer curve. And basically there are some left-wing people who will say the Laffer curve doesn't exist, but it's an uneducated take because every left-wing economist agrees it exists. The only disagreement between the left and the right is where that parabola peaks and how high of a tax rate you can get away with, how that changes based on industry. But regardless of what tax rates have been, generally speaking, federal revenues have never exceeded 20% of GDP. So there's no real reason to believe we could ever have Anything greater than that in federal revenue for a sustained period of time, regardless of what the tax rate is. I'm going to try and see if I can find an alternative way to pull up the super chats. Sorry. So, um, or well, usually read the super chats on the show. 
Well, normally we do, yeah. Yeah, and we do at 9.30, but I was like, this is a good conversation. And Well, uh, let's, what we should really talk about, it's kind of uh, incredible well, we haven't talked about it yet, and I don't think it should be cut into the second part of the show. Um, I can't pull it. I think, really think we should talk about what was the big story of the weekend, was this, this mass shooting. Let me, let me answer the tax thing real quick, uh, so we don't get away from it. So, uh, what happens with, with, with taxes is when you raise the tax rate, you reduce trade volume. Reducing trade volume actually reduces the amount of money you make. I actually agree with taxing the rich. <clears throat> I think we need to increase the tax brackets. I think they've not been increased in a long time. And it's not so much a percentage base. It's that if you're making 250, like right now, I think the top bracket is well, like 250 plus. So like somebody who makes 13 million a year in a salary is paying the same percentage as someone makes 250. That's crazy. I certainly think we can raise the brackets. So we space things out and we end up taxing the rich more. The uh, the majority of millionaires, I think, run what are called um, – what did the New York Times call it? Uh, I don't know what the New York Times call they, it. They, they, rich people, the, like the majority of the 1% are like auto dealers and like plumbing companies and construction companies. The people, they're people who own small uh, small businesses with a few franchises who make more than a million dollars a year. And that's the, that's the top 0.1%. Then there's a small handful of billionaires, like in the couple hundred. But billionaires is based on uh, net worth, which is very often like – imaginary numbers. So if you raise capital gains, you reduce trade volume in the market. Reducing trade volume reduces your revenues. It's the Laffer curve he's referring yeah. to. So just raising rates at 90% doesn't change anything. It just disrupts the system and causes major hiccups. Although I, I, I said I agree with, with taxing the rich. I think the issue is, for me, when I, when, I, when I made this point about abortion, and then all of these people associated with the left were like, that's just, they would just do a C-section. They would just do induced labor. They don't know what the legal definition is. They don't know the CDC definition. And they don't know what the Democrats tried to do. Instead of actually engaging honestly and legitimately saying, that's an interesting point the law is making there. They just ignore it, say I'm stupid, or just don't even engage with the issue. I don't know who you're specifically talking about. But um, like I, think we, I, think, I think we, well, I'm sitting here and I think we engage with it quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we should, we should, um, unless let's you want to continue talking about, I mean, I think we should. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. the, the, the shooter, man. Yeah. So he was uh, a self-described authoritarian leftist who believed in the great replacement. Place him on the political map wherever you think that makes sense. He claimed he was a populist as well. He uh, also claimed a number of other things. Like what? I can tell you right now. I'm pulling yep. it up. Um, hold on. Let me grab my. Uh... While you're pulling it up, can you tell me the name of the mass shooter from Chicago? The ma- what mass shooter from Chicago? The one who killed uh, was it uh, sh- not killed uh, from wait, the same weekend? Wait, Chicago? Or are you talking about the one in Milwaukee? Chicago. The Chicago? Seventeen people who got shot. The day no, before there wasn't seventeen one. people in Chicago who yeah, got shot. Yeah, yeah, there were. No, that was that was Milwaukee. You're, you're wrong. Can you look it up? Yeah, I can't actually pull it up before the show. Sure. Here's a police report from May 14th, Saturday. Seventeen people were shot. Why didn't you know the name of this shooter? Wait, would, in, uh, I can't see it. I can't see it. Press release Milwaukee, Friday, May 13th, Oh, oh Milwaukee. That's oh, what sorry. I said. That's you're what right. I said. You got me. I was wrong. <laughs> you, I was wrong. I thought it was Chicago. You're right. No, it was Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. And I, you I, are absolutely right. right. I ate that one. Right. Sorry, man. I saw that video you posted earlier today. Yeah. You said it wasn't covered. At, you know, the mainstream media didn't cover it, right? The Chicago one I was thinking of was, was I think, three people who got shot. Sorry. So maybe, I think that's maybe my bad. Yeah. I, okay. I own that one. Yeah, Chicago was four people who got shot. Yeah. I, I confused them. Okay, that's Again, fine. No, that's – okay. Yeah, no, wrong. But you said like um, – you said that the mainstream media didn't cover those stories, right? No, no. That's not what I said. What did you say? I said, what's the name of the shooter in, from Milwaukee? Mm. I'm on your video earlier today. Why, why isn't it a national conversation? No, that's not what you said. Yeah, well, I mean, Can you pull up the video? N- not really. <laughs> you can't pull up your own video? So if I'm – 
if you want me to go through YouTube and spend a minute to find the source and find the exact we were, minute we were, in the we twenty-minute segment where I said we were, what you're you could to you could pull up the trend, you could pull up the subtitles and go right to it. I don't it, know how to do that. You know how to do that? I can tell you right now. Okay, we 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 spent time tell looking me, up data t- and stuff. Tell me what I said. You said that the mainstream media didn't cover it. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll apologize and I'll clarify what I meant. Okay, it's not a national conversation. Okay, but you said that about every. You said that same exact thing about every one of the shootings you went through, and every single yeah. one I did a simple Google search of, and not only did I find local media reports, I found it on CNN, NBC uh, News, I'm, not, I'm not the local affiliate. That. Okay, good. I'm right, because uh. I pulled up those stories in my video. So just just to clarify, if I was imprecise, I apologize. What I mean to convey is. But why, why are we having a national story? I, I want to be clear though about why that matters. Because here we're doing independent media, right? And the point is that we criticize mainstream media all the time. And I mean, me, I, I do the same thing. I pull up mainstream media stories and I criticize how things are covered all the time. For example, um, I'm sure on this show you've covered, uh, the, the, the string of, uh, you know, thefts, smash and grabs that are happening in, for example, I don't know, San Francisco or something like that. At like Rite Aids. You'd probably say that's <clears throat> the reason why Rite Aids are closing. Um, but, you know, we never cover at the same fact. Wal- Walgreens said they were closing because of that. Right. Some places, yeah. I'm sure some places. We are. covered that one time when it announced that they were doing it. Right, right. But ma- maybe, I'm, maybe referenced it a couple more Sure, times. maybe. And also mainstream media. This is not a Tim Pool issue. This is an entire media issue. The mainstream media has covered these stories ad nauseum over and over again. And if you look up the stats when it comes to uh, the, I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to interrupt you, but. If we want to get at the core of my argument, it's not that the media is not talking about it because I use mainstream news sources in my coverage. Of no, no, no. What I'm bringing up is why it's important that I expect better from you in terms of doing that. No, you made a mistake. You're even admitting you made a mistake. For the Milwaukee thing. Right, right. No, I know, no. and I was funny because I was so sure of myself and I was so wrong. Right, right. It happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I, it happens to everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, but um, I'm bringing up what you said earlier in your video today. Where you, for each story, said that the mainstream media just didn't cover these things. Right, right. So I, I'm going to clarify that. Yes. I'll, I'll I, I know you're clarifying that. I'm, I'm just bringing up why so, I think that's important. Right. So because I'll say. As an independent without, media outlet, your viewers are coming to you for news that they think is of higher quality than what they find in the mainstream. Correct? And it is. That's, that's the goal, right? It's the same for me. It's the same for every other show that I watch it on It help you on if you YouTube. read the law the Democrats are trying to pass if you're going to do that. What are you talking about? Well, how is it that I read the law the Democrats tried to pass and you didn't? What are you talking about right now? We, let's let's focus on what we're talking about right now. Right, you're saying we're, we're striving for a higher standard in news. Right. You're mischaracterizing my intention to make an argument I didn't make. No, 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 no. I'm telling so you I'm, why I think it's important that I pointed that. That's all. That's all. Right, right. Why, why are you taking it like an attack? I'm not attacking you at all. I'm what? talking to your viewers about why that's important that I did that. I think independent media should be held up to a higher standard. If you and I, even on my own show, right, I agree. are going to criticize mainstream media's failures, I think a lot of times we just don't do that. Um, I think a lot of times media, and I've, I've criticized the left on this too, um, we often say, oh, you know, we're just independent media. It happens. I made a mistake, whatever. No, if this was CNN who made that mistake you made or a mistake that I made on my show, you or I would not just go, oh, Anderson Cooper apologized. It's no big deal. No, we would expect them to do better and we'd hold them accountable to that mistake. What would you expect them to do? What do you mean? Like if CNN got a story wrong. Uh, what would you expect them to do? You, you're big. Apologize. Apologize, right? Well, right. Daily corre- Beast. Daily correct Beast. it, right? Yeah, correct like, it, right? Like the Daily Beast. Let's use them as an example. Correct. But see, here's the thing. We're now uh, two hours into to this live Two hours stream. In, and we're yeah. supposed to do a members only show. Yeah, I, and we we'll still read do super it. chats. I, I mean, I don't know. I, but you I'm, just deleted I, them all. I'm, I'm here all night. Um, you know, if I think you should probably make a video and let people know about that because they're not going to catch it two hours know in. Know about what? That the mainstream media did, in fact, actually cover those shootings. 
So I think you should make a video pointing out that you haphazardly labeled a public figure QAnon supporter, even though he wasn't, and then we're searching oh, no. for evidence I, of it. I, and no, that's no, my point. No, like no, it becomes I, we're going to punch him on how important it is when Tim makes a mistake. I admitted, I admitted to that. I admitted to that. He can't. All right, so are you going to make a video saying this guy whose name I besmirched on air by characterizing sure, him as having views you didn't have? Sure, are you gonna, of course. Are you going to are you going to look into all of uh, James O'Keefe's uh, work and make sure that you didn't mis, mis uh, incorrectly label him something? Well, I specifically mentioned that case that he settled and admitted what he did wrong and even apologized for the harm he caused the woman. That's all I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think you mentioned another one, the, the Minnesota one. The, you said it oh, was all like, I said was that wasn't true. So the way, do you the have, way do you he have, laid it like, You should pull up a source and confirm that. Oh, I did. I told you that what he was doing was completely legal. You didn't pull up a source, though. Okay. I can lay so here, here's, 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 here's my point, right? I, I, I agree we all make mistakes and, and nobody's perfect. I'm just, I wonder why it is that nobody read the law. That the Democrats just tried to pass. Like, how come the Demo- like how come these how come you and Hassan didn't read it? Did Hassan read it? I'm assuming he didn't. Maybe he did. What law are you talking about? Uh, was it H three H B three seven five seven five five three seven five five the the one we talked about before that didn't pass. Why didn't you read it when they were when they were proposing it three seven five five? Well, I haven't covered it. I don't do a daily show like you do. I don't cover every minutiae of the news. This bill was introduced in twenty. When was it introduced? February. I just didn't cover it. It wasn't on my show. It wasn't a topic of my show. So the issue of Roe v. Wade and the codification of abortion isn't a subject that you, you cover? I don't cover every single issue on my show. No, in fact, my, my show actually, my personal show, maybe Sam covered on the majority report if we're talking about do my— you, Do you think that in order to have—I'm uh, sorry, it was September of 2021 when this I, I, I don't run, I don't run filed, a daily sorry. show that talks about politics in general. Well, I, okay, it's right, totally right. cool if you're not familiar with what I do on my show. On my show, I specifically cover mm. what's going on in the world of right-wing media, conspiracy theories uh, from a leftist perspective. Yeah, and reactionary groups. So, what I cover. but here's here's my point. Um, so Bill was this is filed. this is not a topic I would usually cover on my show. Then why opine on it? Meanwhile, because you invited me on the show to talk about it. I know, but like, wouldn't your answers be like, you know, I didn't read the bill? I I told you that's why I had you read it to me multiple times, and once you explained it to me, then I told you my personal opinion. All I didn't right. tell you my opinion before you read right. it to me. Uh, noted and accepted. So. Uh, where what what point were we off on then? Let's get back on. Let's get back on because I I did do a ta- I did you know I pulled the Tim pool and went on a tangent. Um, could we talk about? Let let's me, go back to the the the, the shooting. L- I'll address the news thing. Go my, ahead. My, my my point is, whenever there's a uh, an extremist, like the Rolling Stone says, the Buffalo shooter isn't a lone wolf. He's a mainstream Republican, which is just not true. He may have some, uh, he may share ideas, but the joke is always like, you know who had a dog? Hitler had a dog, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. This guy believed in, uh, the Great Replacement, which, uh, Tucker Carlson has also, uh, talked about and right. referenced. I wouldn't call Great Replacement, um, mainstream Republican as, as a, as a point to say that anyone who holds that view is a mainstream Republican. And that's, so, so the issue with the Rolling Stone is that they said he is, and it's because of like a single thing. But the issue is there's also uh, many left-wing personalities, uh, identitarians, who have expressed similar ideas. This guy also claimed in his in manifesto that he was authoritarian left. I don't think we can take his word for it. I think the dude's a psychopath. I think he's also extremely racist and extremely dangerous. The issue I see with these things is, why did this story become the national conversation? It's political. The other mass shootings don't well, become I would a say, national no, conversation I would say it became, they're not political. No, I would say it became a national news story because the shooter streamed his shooting on Twitch and released sure. a long manifesto explaining a number of reasons why he claims he did what he did. 
I yep. think if any of those other, I think if any, no, that's just basic facts in terms of we know more no, about. Right, right, right. We I'm know. We, I'm saying yeah. identitarianism was a huge component. He's a racist. That's part of it, but I would also just state, just even outside of that, just literally, we know the clear motives of this shooter, which. Maybe we, we do. The, I don't think. I don't we know think the we, motives of the shootings in Chicago. We don't talk about. I mean, no, the ones you specifically brought up. I mean, we know the motives of those shootings. Yeah, 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 we do. That specific like, shooting. Uh, I said the shootings in Chicago. But we're not talking like, about. We have a tendency we're, to we're, know we're, the we're not, But we're not talking about the aggregate of shootings. We're talking about specific shootings. Like, there's mass shootings every weekend in Chicago. Sure. Okay, like, but but if you, I, I'm I'm. So this one's obviously my personal bias, being from the city. Okay. And I I feel that the corporate press and the modern uh, mainstream left is racist. Obviously, everybody accuses each other of being racist, but I think the core racism here is the issues surrounding the black community and gun violence in Chicago that is just completely ignored every step of the way. And you can have, you know, um, a mass shooting a curfew was enacted because uh, minors were, you know, involved in a shootout. And no. there's, there's, it's of course covered in local media and you there can find is, the sources. There is, I think there is a curfew being enacted. Uh, yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for minors. I'm wondering why the national story is, is always, uh, I'm not, I'm not really wondering. I get it. It's political. And again, the Twitch thing, for sure, like that makes it huge. My, my issue is, I don't like for this story, how the guy, like you got people on the right picking up his left wing things and people on the left picking up his right wing things and they're both just pointing at each other. Like if this, if this, this guy, I'm willing to bet his goal was to foment civil war. And that's why you get these weird manifestos. It's why they do it. He streamed on Twitch, which is a more left-wing platform. Like, the goal was to put it in the face of people and then make points that either side could grab, just like with Christchurch. These are, these are, these are psychopaths, I think, want to just watch the world burn. My, my issue is, I wish we would have a, a more conversations at a national level that were about the other shootings. Sure. You know what I mean? I think, I think they're, they're issues. That's the point I was making in my video. So if it came off like I was saying, the media's not covering it. What I mean to say when I say the media is big mainstream outlets have not set a news cycle around the story like they did with this one. I mean, right now, sure. Yeah. So I, I think that's a failing of the media. And uh, it's why, you know, people were tweeting at me like, why aren't you talking about Buffalo? People are I mean, tweeting but me also, all weekend. But I'm also, like, I'm not talking about Milwaukee. Either. Also, the, the media basically reacts to the, re the media reacts with coverage based on what an audience is interested in. Like if there was massive interest in one of those stories that they covered, again, they all covered those stories that you brought up and said that there was no coverage of. But it's um, like local outlets and, and, and no, like no, corporate press. No, we're talking about CNN and NBC News, um, CBS they, 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 News, ABC News. I saw them all. Those are the are most the prime time guys. They're not doing news cycle segments. Prime time guys. You talking about cable news? Well, you said CNN, well, so I'm referencing. No, no I'm talking about CNN, like CNN.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. News websites do the story. Right. So right. why is it that we don't have a national conversation around these other instances? I mean, I'm pretty sure they've probably done. If you look at their history, I'm pretty sure I've seen at least one uh, uh, special on the issue. I on, think like, the issue CNN is actually conservatives are all reactive. You know, so they wait for something to come out and then they start quote tweeting people. And it's just like Kyle Rittenhouse was trending. And it's just like. Because people on the left started saying it, and then the right started responding to it, and that's how you get certain stories being elevated. Sure, okay, but um, let's let's talk about. Oh, we, you 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 mentioned how what he uh, classified his identity as, right? And yeah, he I said never... he was an off left populist or something, former communist. Uh, right, former. Right. Um, he but also... still in the left quadrant. Still in the left. I'm well, not going to take his word for it, mind you. Well, that's the thing, right? You can't take his word for it, right? But but in your video, you you I mean, you constantly hedged back and forth on. He definitively said that. But and the media lied about it, is my point. Like when they say he's a Republican and the dude says he's not, 
you can't just say he's the other guy. Well, well, what 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 left wing politicians are advocating for anything that he's mentioned in terms of uh, immigration or anything like that? Do you mean like general identitarianism? No, no, no. I'm talking about specifically what this guy said, the reason why he did what he did. So do you know do you know why? Uh, so first, I think the obvious answer is none. Right. Uh, well, I mean, technically, the answer is all of them. Uh, it, it, like his motivation well, is that's that two different, two different answers. Right. So, so I, I'll, I, I will clarify. Sure. When you have like all the presidential candidates on the Democrat stage raising their hands, saying moratorium on border crossings and you know free health care for non citizens, that is policies put forth that motivate him to do the things he's doing. So he, so he claims. Not that I believe him. Right. This guy's clearly a lunatic. But yeah. So the policies that are being enacted by Democrats are the ones he takes issue with. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, but we we should not kowtow to a madman's beliefs and rantings based on what he wants to see and but put what, that burden on would. other people. Right. No, I don't think we would. Yeah. yeah, we lock the guy up. Good. Yeah. Throw away the key. Um, he said in his manifesto also that he, uh, you can call me an ethno-nationalist. Uh, he said that if you called him a neo-Nazi, that would be fine. Mm. And uh, another area he said, he mocked leftists and said, you're a bigot, racist, xenophobe, Nazi, fascist, as if we're calling him that. Yeah. And he said, okay, and? Um, and, you know, he also... He's an identitarian. He also, um, when it comes to leftism, leftism results in a degenerate, hateful society to non-whites. He's an identitarian. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Leftism results in a degenerate, hateful society, period. And then he continues, um, and then he went on for something else where it said, to non-whites on white lands, leave while you still can. Those were two separate sentences. Yeah, yeah. First of all, he's a, he's a dangerous psychopath who should be locked up. Um you know how we deal with these, preventing them in the future is is a serious challenge right. our country and I want to try to, uh, to have. But uh, here's here's my point. Go ahead. Yeah, we're we're a fairly anti-identitarian show. I mean, like we're overtly anti-identitarian. That's like the core, like one of the core elements. Uh, and so this is why I oppose the rise in identitarianism from the Democrats and in schools and all that stuff, because when you tell racial groups to form groups based on race, you get white identitarianism along with black identitarianism, and then you get these psychopaths. Okay. Like this is this has been the concern that, you know, people like me and like uh, um Carl Benjamin, other anti-identitarian. Carl Benjamin. Oh, these okay. like staunchly anti-identitarian. All right. All right. So if you want to talk about those who are speaking out against it, there was a meme back in I think it was like 2016 or even sooner where it was talking about how uh what we would not what we, what we referred to back then as like intersectionality was advocating for racial groups to join together. The only natural conclusion would be white racial groups agreeing, and we don't want that. We don't want uh, a majoritarian-based racial violence. We don't want racial violence at all. So what we need to encourage is, you know, integration and diversity. But when you have, like, non-POC, POC events, when you have, like, Seattle Library doing uh, DEI, like, non-POC and POC different rooms for libraries, you are telling all of the white people to go into a room. You actually had in the Sacramento Unified School District— they encouraged kids are to you, form are, white are, are, racial identi- identity groups. Are, are you arguing that uh, like a library having a, a people of color space is like something that we shouldn't do because of something like this? Let me ask you uh, to answer your question. Sure. Uh, if you tell non-white people to go in one room, who goes into the other room? Wait, say this again. A hundred people walk to a library of sure. all different races. One room says POC. One room says non-POC. All of the people who are not, uh, who are, who are p- people of color go into that room. What is the race of the people that all gather together 
in the other room. Sure, you're going to say that it's white, correct? I'm not going to say that's white. It is, isn't yeah, it? Sure. So when you have a room that says white, you know, that says non, non-POC non and POC, you're telling all the white people to go into a room together. What do you think is going to happen when you get a bunch of white people together, start telling them that they're but, oppressors? But you're, you're, or, you think this is happening in a – who's calling anyone an oppressor? You're talking about something that's like happening in a library. That's not happening in everyday life. That's not happening in – we're not talking. We're not walking through the world doing this. What are you like? I'm, I'm confused as to what your anecdote here is supposed to re- so, represent uh, in a broader sense. Let me give you. Let me see if I can find the, the exact source. So it's happening all over the place. It's happened in Dearborn. It's happened in Seattle. It's happened in Florida. It's happened happened in. Um, I think Colin Wright's got it. If I pull up on Twitter, it happened in Sacramento to an extreme degree. Uh, so here we go. Uh, let me just pull it up. Racial affinity groups. This was uh, uh, from the anti-racist classroom, Sacramento City Unified School District, that argued that white students should form white racial affinity groups. Would you agree with that? White students should form white, white racial affinity groups? Yeah. No. Why? So this is anti-racism, though. I mean, I don't agree with that. So, that, so, so I think we, I think then we agree. My, my concern is that. Well, what, what, you, what is a white racial affinity group? They tell all the white kids to go together, and hmm. let, let me read it for you. Make sure we get the full context. Racial affinity groups offer a structure of inquiry and can address many needs. They support us in exploring what has been forbidden, forgotten, and unhealed. For example, in racial affinity groups, white people can discover together their group identity. They can cultivate racial solidarity and compassion and support each other in sitting with with the discomfort, confusion, and numbness that often accompany white racial awakening. They can also discern white privilege and its impact without the aid of or dependence on people of color. Oh, that's a bit different than what I... White people who have formed racial affinity groups report that they recognize their collective commonality and shared history, as well as the impact that their privilege has had on other races Hmm. and on each racial affinity group member. Sure. And then it seems like if that's the case, then they would then go out into society and um, treat people of color in a way that they weren't treated before, treat them better. Do you think that's what white people talk about when they talk about their shared history, how to treat people better? Or do you think they talk if, about... If, if, they're, if they're getting together in an anti-racist group, then yeah, I do. So if you took a bunch of white people and put them Because in I could tell you that the shooter's not going to an anti-racist affinity group. So this is, this is anti-racist classroom, a program for right. schools. Yes. They're not going to the students and saying... We're having. We're, they're saying we're having white. We're when you when, when, when you're not just having, you're not letting them sit down and start talking about white power. You're sitting them de- sitting them down and you're guiding a discussion into what white privilege is. And what do you think happens when a group of young white kids uh, sit down and talk about white history? What do you think they do? What do, you th- what do you think they say to each other? What do you mean they talk about what sort of? Do you, do you think they say things like "Man, we're awful," or do you think they, they say things like "Lee Ferrick's who, awesome"? Who, who's who's? They probably don't say either of those things. Who? Those are, those are just general no, references. But, but, but I mean, those are the two ones you gave me. Um, no one. Right, right, right. My point is, do you think they're speaking positively or negatively about their history? Neither. They're just discussing it. Why does that be positive or negative? Are they talking about slavery? Or are they talking about colonization? Talking about slavery or colonization? What are they talking about? Do you think? Well, if they, if this is in a classroom, it's being guided by a teacher, correct? A white racial affinity group. I, I don't know if it actually says the teacher would be discussing. I think it's, it's telling the kids to form a group. If it gives them, and if it gives it them. Says, it says they can cultivate. I would assume it's, it's unled. Well, I don't, I, you can't assume that. We have to know. 
Well, I, um, I, I also don't think that if you get a whole bunch of white kids together, they start talking about Leif Erikson or they start talking about – they probably just start talking about – I'm not about saying what, they're literally talking about Leif Erikson. Okay, but they – Don't pro- be obtuse. Okay, without any, without any sort of um, guidance, they're probably not talking about anything political at all. They're probably talking about what's going on in school. They're do probably you, talking about what happened at the, at the, at the cafeteria or whatever. Do you think they're wondering why it is they've been separated from the other kids of different races? Probably not because they would explain to them what the, the purpose of the uh, – the anti-racist classroom group is. Do you think any of these kids have friends who are not white? Probably, yeah. You, what do you think they ask about why they can't sit with their friends in the affinity group? It's like a what? A 45-minute class or a 30-minute class whatever? It's not like they're not being segregated for life. They're be, it's, a, it's a project. It's a class. So would you agree with racial segregation in schools in some capacity? No, that's not what this is. But if only white kids are in this group and other kids aren't allowed in it, would that be racial segregation? This is a specific class to talk about white privilege. Right. So in some circumstances, would you allow for only white people to be in the classroom? That's not what this is. Okay. Okay. Hold on. This is a white racial affinity group as it says, right? It says that it's an anti-racist classroom. I can't read okay. it. I can't. It's too far for me. Unfortunately, I don't have the computer in front it's, of me. Uh, uh, w- so white people can discover their group identity. I, in so the, it's, in it's the, not, it's, in the it, context, it, it specifically mentions people no, of color. It specifically mentions multiple times white privilege. Sure, 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 sure. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. But uh, I mean, you know what white privilege is, right? Right, right. But so you agree with racial segregation? No, that's not what this is. Okay, wait, hold on. It says without the dependence on people of color. Tim, I know what you're trying to do. No, 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 I'm not trying to do forth. anything. I know, I know, but I know. You're trying okay. to do something. What am I trying the to do? The fact remains that a school created a program where only white kids would be allowed, and you're okay with it. Now, if you don't have the balls to say you're okay with it, fine, don't say it. Are you but okay? Stop playing are you okay? Games. Are you okay when a teacher tells uh, the boys to line up on one side of the classroom and girls to line up on the other side of the classroom? Yes, why sure, wouldn't I be? Of course, so why wouldn't you be okay with this? Racism. It's not racism. <laughs> the, but the other thing is in sexism. Segregate. Well, yeah, because the, we tell boys and girls, do you, we tell boys and girls to use different bathrooms. That's fine. It would not be fine to tell black kids and white kids to use different bathrooms. Right. It's not a fair comparison. Oh, but that's not what we're doing here. We're not asking black kids or white kids to use separate bathrooms. No, but your point, you're you're trying to make it Bro, sound I as if gender is it the difference between the sexes is comparable I, to I the differences between care, racial dude. groups. Telling a bunch of white kids to get together without other kids of other races is racist, and I, I'm not for it. I'm not for it. But they're specifically discussing. I don't care what they're discussing. Racism. I don't think you should be allowed in schools to say whites only. I think that's wrong. No, I don't care no what the No one's saying is. that, though. You just jumped to something completely Bro, it different. literally you says, could be without could, the aid of people of color. What do you think that means? Okay, you could, like, be, you could, bro, be, you could be... In a, Seattle, they said non-POC only. What do you think that means? In California, they had a proposition to remove their civil rights provision from their own constitution, allowing racial segregation. I'm, well, I'm literally... We're literally... You, you're bringing up other things that are completely different now. We're talking about this one specific class that I don't find a problem with, to be quite honest. If this okay. is a so one only time, white kids are allowed, if the, right? If, to, in the context of this, yes, only white kids. I are allowed. I think it's fine. An anti-racist okay, discussion fine. with white privilege. We're not arguing. You're agreeing. And I'm assuming that in another classroom, people of what color is, are sharing their shared experiences too, as people of color. What is segregation? And then, and then, and, and the, but we're not, we don't have to go back into segregation. We're just talking about this one specific classroom. I'm against segregation in terms of a school for whites and a school for blacks, but in terms of this one specific class. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. If you don't like it, that's fine too. I think this is a really uh, unproductive discussion. We have both of our opinions. So this we're both is on the record. We're both probably. I'm assuming you are. We're both against segregation in terms of a school for blacks and a school for whites. I am under the impression that this is, from what you're telling me, an anti-racist class, a one-time class discussion on white privilege. And I think it's fine. It's that simple. I don't think we need to opine on this more. If you do, I don't know what else to say about it, to be quite frank. I'm giving you exactly how I feel. That's what you want, right? I'm telling you how I feel. 
Let me uh, let me see if I can pull up the uh, Seattle one. It's hard to get the precise language. Uh, well, yeah, the virtual cafes at uh, Dearborn, Michigan was a big story. Reaffirming our commitment. Did you hear this story when they said that they were having digital digital uh, chat rooms and they were for white and non-white only? I'm not familiar with this story. They call it non-POC and POC only. See, I think that's wrong. And okay. uh, what's what's your what's your what's your racial background? My racial background? Yeah. I'm white. I know you are mixed race. Yeah. So for me, I think my my perspective comes from You're multiracial. Yeah. I come from a family mm-hmm. that dealt with segregation, and they told me exactly what you're agreeing with is exactly what they were scared of. And so on, I'm like desperately being like, this is crazy. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then I'm like looking back at the stories from my grandpa and my parents, and they're like, this is the scariest thing we've seen in a long time. And then you just don't care. I'm, I didn't say I don't care. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying I just said to specifically – I just said specifically to talk about white privilege and anti-racism. I think in that context, it's fine. That specific context. I think yeah, I, I just – I think we disagree on that. So, the same argument they made and the same argument they make today. It's, wait, it's, wait, it's, wait, they, wait, so schools were segregated back in like the 50s because uh, they were separating – Separate but equal. They were separating the whites to talk about white privilege and anti-racism action. They were, like they were justifying the separation on some kind of physical or academic terms or like cultural terms. Like there was a justification for why it was OK this time, but it was never OK. It was never OK to say one place for one race. One, it was never OK. Right. And it's still not That's OK not what today. This is. It's just a simple class to discuss this issue. I don't see the problem with it, quite honestly. And I Cause, think because is it is because you have white privilege? Oh, yes, of course I do. So you're wrong. And you're as you as a white man have white privilege and don't understand why it's bad no, no, to, no, to no, tell. No, no. I don't think that's what white privilege is. I, I actually have a problem with the word privilege mm. because I think for people, seems like you're one of them. For a lot of people, they view that word privilege as something that's being looked at them negatively. And it's just not. It's just not. I view white privilege as there are things in my life that like – here's an even better way of putting it. If you are a white person and everything has gone wrong for you in terms of you know, you're homeless – and you can't get a job, and you could be the most unluckiest person on the face of the planet. It likely did not happen to you because you were white. That's all it is. That's all it is. Whereas if you see a black homeless person who can't get a job, can't, you know, uh, uh, things have happened in their life to get, they've lost their home, there's a good chance that their race, being black, uh, had part to do in that, had part to do in their situation. That's all that is. It's not a positive or negative. And if you understand that, if you understand that there are certain things that have not happened to you because you're white, then you understand what black people or uh, you know uh, Latino people or Asian Americans go through that you just haven't had to go through. It's not a negative or positive. It's just understanding I, I, how other people go through life. That's all it is. It's not well, a negative thing. To understand you have white privilege. It's we're going we're to we're jump to the super chats that weren't deleted. I apologize to everybody. When you, 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 I don't know why. Um, we've had way more super chats than this in the past, but it just all of a sudden went and they were gone. But uh, my, my attitude, I'll, I'll give you one last thought on like. But we also, we, also didn't, we also didn't talk about the shooting, though. We just didn't talk about it. Let's, 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 let's do that for the member segment. I know we're making everybody stay mm. a little bit late, but uh, we'll, we'll get that one up. I feel like that's important stuff. I mean, I know you have I know, but members, but. We're like, we're half an hour over already. <sighs> all right. You know all what I mean? Right, and the super right. chats went away. The last thing I want to say is um, I feel like when you have a, a school that is predominantly run by wealthy uh, elites, you know, Sa- Sa- Sacramento, San Francisco tends to be, California I think is like overwhelmingly white. Then they create a classroom where they say, come on, all the white kids are going to come in and we're going to talk about privilege. 
and they talk about how much privileged they are and, and the things they have over other races. I think the likely outcome is going to be a bunch of white kids hearing that they have better things, that they've done better, that through their history, they've achieved or taken more than other races. What would they say? I mean, that sounds like what they're going to tell the kids. I mean, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think someone should talk to these kids who t- partook in this class and see what they learned. I mean, that's I mean, we're just I mean, I- I'm not saying what they learned in there. I'm just going by what the class says. The I just class is, I think you're I think pontificating we, I think, about what they possibly took out of it. I haven't done any. of Well, that. I just think that if you take a bunch of white people and tell them to go to a room by themselves to talk about privilege, they're not going to have a negative conversation about themselves like. If I asked a bunch I, I'm of, going to seriously. Let me ask you. I'm going to seriously. I mean, again, I can't. Uh, this is me pontificating. No, 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 now. Right, right, right. I'm going to assume that if you tell kids to do that sort of thing in a class, that there is a teacher or some sort of, I don't know, anti-racist advocate, someone leading the class and helping these children along in taking part in this activity. That's what I'm going to assume. We should find. We should find out. We should contact the school and find out how this went. Ask if we could talk to. If uh, we we could uh, send some questions that the children, the, the kids. These how old are these kids? How old? It's, are it's a great school. So kindergarten yeah. through to eighth. Maybe have them do, answer what they learned. Do, like just if, a paper, if, just a if, little. What What if I What if I did like an event and it was called like um, leftist affinity. And it was to have a conversation around all of the horrible things that leftists had done throughout the past several hundred years and to understand their privilege. Do you think if I brought well, in a bunch you, of – You didn't pri- listen to anything what I said just said about white privilege, though. It's not that. It's right, not, well, it's, that's not what it is at all. Okay. So if I if, – do you think that if I took a bunch of people of any group and put them in a room, they would talk critically about themselves or talk positively about themselves? I mean four, four of us are in here right now, right? And we're just having a regular conversation and – I and mean clearly I – will not accept, you know, uh, like, I'm like, this is what I know to be true. This is what's right. You say the same thing. Seamus says the same thing. So my attitude is, and I, and I don't want to go in circles, so we'll go to Super Chats, but I, and I'll give you, you know, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to take the final word. But my point is, I think if you try to do your best and tell a bunch of white people to keep forming groups or to go in, or to have, like, rooms that are only for white people, or like, like Dearborn did, like they did in the library, I think it was in Seattle, like the school's doing, like we've seen in a bunch of other states, like in Atlanta they did it. The, 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 the principal took the black kids out. Like you're 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 telling people to segregate, whether it's like harsh segregation or not, you're you're making the problem worse and you'll end up with deep racists. That's why I, mean, I we should we should we should find out what these things actually do. We should actually do a legitimate study, ask these uh, students who took part in this, whether, you know, first, second, third, kids, high school. We should ask them what they got out of these sort of courses, what they got out of this anti-racist classroom. I think that'd be very interesting to find out. I think we should encourage people of all races to get together and have a conversation with each other. But uh, let's. But what if what if what if these kids answer and they say this was a very these the white kids and the people of color they both come out and said this was a very positive thing we went through and it actually made our relationship with our you know the white kids say our relationship with our black friends is because better black kids say their relationship with their white friends are better what if that was what they found and got out of this what would you you know so what would you, get, so what would you think this is what i was told it was like pre-1964 that plus ev ferguson like Derek bell's argument that uh, Derek Bell, uh, the critical race theorist, argues plus E.V. Ferguson was correct when it clearly wasn't. And so you actually had people arguing everybody was better off. Critical race theorists have argued that before the end of segregation, the black community had its own economy. And by ending segregation, it forced them under the white economy, which gave the white people power over them. So those are the kind of conversations they had in the past as to why they but segregate. But segregation didn't make the relationship between whites and blacks better. I agree. Yeah. I'm saying what if the kids. But they were saying it was. 
No, 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 no. That's, that's, So read Derek Bell. Like read his thoughts on Plessy v. Ferguson. That's, he argues segregation was a good thing. He's a critical race theorist along with Kimberly Crenshaw. Let, let's read. Uh, let's read. I'm so, I apologize, man. I, no, I, it's. You know, yeah, I, I I'm wanna, not familiar with that specific uh, thing, but I think if you if we t- we should find this is a, a, we a, should reach out to this school and we should find out yeah, what yeah. The, the kids got out of it in uh, um, in in Ferguson and in uh, um, uh, St. Louis, Baltimore, Ferguson, obviously in St. Louis and, and Baltimore, they were circulating a letter among Black Lives Matter, which was like the writings of Derek Bell and advocating for Plessy v. Ferguson and all that stuff. But we'll try and read as many super chats as we have. Uh, okay. Uh, if you haven't already, smash the like button. We went long because these things happen. We went way long. We'll, uh, uh, we'll, I'll read as many super chats as we have, but I apologize. YouTube deleted them. I, I can try and find a way to, to, to get them back. I just, I, I might be able to find another way to get them back. Give me a second. They're in the, uh, the monetization section. Right. That's what I would. In your YouTube studio. Ah, nice. They're, Okay, can I pull this up somehow? <coughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I have them. Sweet. But they're formatted in a very difficult way that we... And there's not all of them. Usually all of them are there. Oh, okay, you're yeah. right, you're right. Going back basically forever, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, guys, good news. Ooh, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Oh, no I'll problem. try to read them. Uh, we'll pull over this tab, which we normally don't pull over, and I will try to read these Super Chats. I don't know when they came in, though, because... Um, Oh yeah, the are they reverse chronological? Chronolo- I think I think they're coming in reverse chronological order, actually. Okay. So let me see if I can. Uh, uh, I don't know where they're coming in from. It might be it might be from the beginning. Okay, okay, it is reverse chronological order. Chron- reverse chronological chronological order. All right, Anthony says, citing white privilege is just a way to defer responsibility. If you're poor and white, it's your fault. But if you're poor and non-white, it's someone else's fault. At any point, you know, and we'll just keep reading more, I suppose, but unless you have something to say. All right, let's see. Wait, how do you usually do this? You, uh, we could uh, We read it and I'll just, re- I'll just read it. Oh, okay, directed okay, at I you wasn't specifically. Sure. Oh, yeah. say, okay, go ahead. What was it again? I'm what sorry. It? It's not, it's, this one wasn't directed at, at uh, you necessarily, I don't think. It's just a general point. It said, citing white privilege is just a way to defer responsibility. If you're poor and white, it's your fault. But if you're poor and non-white, it's someone else's fault. Hmm. No, no, no. That's not what it is at all. It's not what it is at all. It's not your fault. It's just that the odds are that whatever you went through in your life, the reason you are uh, econo- in economic uh, trouble, the reason it's it's not because you were white. There were other externalities that caused that issue. That's all. That's all. It's not blaming anybody. All right. Uh, should I read the mean ones? Oh, please. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Matt, why does Sam Cedar with 1.17 million followers only average about 25K likes on his YouTube videos? Sure. By the way, great conversation. I think that's actually a good number to get in terms of likes, actually. I don't think that's a bad number. Yeah, it's, it's a decent number, I guess. But also, his show has always been, he, his show was from the, um, his show started in, his show actually started with Gene Garofalo back in, what was it, 2004, um, on Air America. It was a radio show, like a terrestrial radio show. And so, his audience actually mostly listens to the show via podcast. Um, so those YouTube numbers are mostly from, uh, a very specific subsection of his audience. It's a completely mm. different. He has twenty five k is a good amount of likes. It's it's, a, it's good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I get. I don't know. Uh, all right, let's see. I don't know if that's accurate. That's what this person's saying. But yeah. um, yeah. Heather Corin says he just proved Tim's point. Some people view this negatively, making race center and calling all white people bad. 
constantly, which they do, is going to create more racists of all races, not less. No, what I said was the term privilege, I think, does cause problems. I think we could find a better term for that same exact thing. I think people, for some reason, hear the word privilege and think, oh, you're, you're privileged. That's not what white privilege means. So, you know, I think maybe to uh, help this conversation along, maybe we should find a different uh, terminology for the exact same thing, which is basically just, if you're white, you need to just come to the realization that there are things that People of other races, people of color, black, um, Latino, Asian American, they go through experiences that you don't because you are white. It's not saying you are bad. It's just come to that realization. You can be going through hardships and troubles. There could be things happening to you that are truly horrible and you know unfair, but it's not happening to you likely because it's white. Like, for example, if the same thing was happening to a black person, there is a chance that his race or his or her race did play some role in that hardship or difficulty that they're going through. Can I ask you something? Because you referenced Asian Americans. Why is it that basically by every economic indicator that's used to demonstrate white privilege exists, Asians outperform white people? Well, it's not always just economics. I mean, are you denying? But I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying all the indicators you, that exist. Are you, yeah. Well, one indicator that exists is the fact that are, would you deny that there is anti-Asian hatred sent, uh, uh, sentiment across this No, I, no, no, I would no, not no, deny no, that there's right. anti-Asian so, hate. Whoa, 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 whoa. From who? What do you mean from who? who who's, who's got... From people who are using what, um, who are attacking uh, Asian people. What do you mean? Who's attacking Asian people? Anybody. Do you have examples of this? Sure. There's been white people who've done it. There's been black people who've done it. Oh, I didn't ask you that. I'm asking for the stories about Asian people. You brought up race. Well, we're talking about race. We're talking about in the context of race. Yes. Well, I, I, I asked you, like, where is the, where the Asian attacks happen? Oh, in New York. Sure. In California. Well, there, that's where there are uh, major populations of Asian people, right? Who's, who's like, so, uh, is, is there a reason the Asians are being attacked? Oh, yes, because of uh, sentiment via like uh, racism due to COVID-19, beliefs that it came from China and uh, people um, or, or was purposely came from China um, or, you know, and they're taking it out on completely innocent Asian-Americans. And a lot of the times uh, they're not even attacking uh, Chinese people, which wouldn't make it right. But they're even wrong on that sense because they're attacking Korean-Americans. They're attacking Japanese-Americans. Um, and it's just it's wrong. And that's something that, uh, for example, Agreed. white people do not experience they usually do not experience racist attacks like asian americans do in the aftermath of the covid-19 pandemic but what about in general do you think white people experience racist attacks for being white i'm sure it's happened but it's not it's 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 the that's an anomaly it's not as often as for example a black person or a a Latino is that your, person. Is that your feeling or is that a fact? I mean, you could look it up. I'm yeah, sure it'd be true. I, I, I mean, I, we I just had a story. We just had a story about the, um, you know, the, the 10 people who got killed, uh, because there was a racist attack in a supermarket against, um, black people, specifically from the shooter. That's what well, Sure, sure. Yeah. But how many people died last year in extremist attacks? I don't, I don't, we have to look up those stats. 29. Okay. According to the Anti-Defamation League. I mean, you had nearly a thousand shootings in Chicago in mass, like, I think it was like, uh, uh, 400-ish people died in mass shootings in Chicago the entire the entirety of last year. And so it's just like, I, I feel like the conversation about white, white privilege when 20 you don't, you people... Don't, you, don't think, you, know, you don't think the, 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 the situation in those neighborhoods that have, um, you know, uh, led to what you're describing, you don't think that has anything to do with the historic... Uh, racism in this country. You don't think those neighborhoods are predominantly, you know, they've maybe been redlined. Um, there's been, um, you know, uh, do you know why they're shooting each other in Chicago? It's different for every reason, right? It's mostly like honor, honor shootings. 
I mean, like, that's that's that's. Can you can you pull up something to to back that up? I've I've never even. What, what do you mean honor shootings? What's that? Like uh, you diss me, I take your life. Okay, I mean, I, I'm I'm familiar with that. Do you have any anything to? I have a. Uh, we should go through super chats, but I can pull up for you. I actually, did, sure. I actually, yeah. went, I uh, that would be, be really interesting. For one, uh, I'll cite myself as a source as <laughs> having covered and lived in Chicago for you know 23 years, and uh, actually went night crawling with a couple of journalists. One who's like really famous now. And uh, we we night you're familiar with night crawling yeah get the radio and you go and chase it around and the, we we interviewed uh, this uh, crime prevention uh, woman a local in the black community who was arguing in favor of gun rights but against gun violence mm-hmm. and she was talking about one of the misconceptions in Chicago is that it's gang violence when it's actually more like um, somebody smack talked my girl and if you do that I mean. You're gonna you're gonna pay for it. Oh, I would love to see uh, more information about that for sure. You should definitely pull up. But you want to get back to the super chats, or while you pull it up, yeah. Uh, we'll get to super chats. Right. I wish we had more time, man. I hate to. to well, I to, guess you're gonna have to, to invite me back. Yeah, but we. But, but <laughs> there you go. There's, a, there's an opportunity there's, takes it. There's two videos. I mean, definitely, absolutely. There's two videos on my channel. One is the interview with uh, this woman. I forgot her name. So it was years ago. And then also when when we went night crawling. But I mean, I can also just speak as much as it's not as valuable as a direct source as someone who lived in Chicago and lived on the South Side, having like witnessed people doing it. We know why it happens. So anyway, let's read some more. Let's read some more super chats. We got to read more. Um, I, I I don't know if we're gonna have time for a members only segment unless you know you guys are all cool with it. All right, let's see. I can't. Be- uh, tw- uh, Twimmy says I can't believe in 2022. Tim of the disgraced show Shimcast is advocating <laughs> against segregation. Shameful. Right. Ah, sure. heavens. Shimcast, wonderful show. Let me tell you. All right. Jeffrey Pfaff says, sounds like George Wallace. Left, leftist Atlanta teacher segregated the students. If white people have privilege, wouldn't they use it to their advantage? Um, sure. I mean, it, it happens. What do you mean? What, what are they? What, what are they? Tra- I'm not, I'm so, not following. So uh, in California, sure. are you familiar with the proposition in 2020 to repeal the non-discrimination language from their constitution? I'm not. No. Excuse me. Oof. It was called like the Affirmative Action Bill or something. And uh, there was a provision in the Constitution that says you can't discriminate on the basis of race, sex, national origin uh, for purposes of public ed- public education or contracting and one other thing. They wanted to remove that because they said we can't enact affirmative action without it. My issue with it was I kind of feel like if you give the government, which includes all the smaller and local governments, the ability to discriminate on the basis of race, like – my question to you is, is I'll start with this. Do you think that there are racist white people? Racist white people? Yeah. Sure. Like, yes, I, I think sure. so, personally. Do you think that there are racist white people in government? Personally, I do. Sure. I do. do you think that if racist white people in government were given the opportunity to segregate on the basis, uh, to discriminate on the basis of race, they would discriminate against people of color? Probably. I think they would. So when California tried doing this, I was like, hey, that's a big no for me. But it was actually the Democrat-led effort at the national level to do. So you had tons of federal level Democrats who were advocating for this repeal. To me, I find that shocking. So the point was, if white people have privilege, wouldn't they use it to their advantage? It sure looks like it. Sure. I mean, it it happens. Yeah. Well, uh, the Republicans opposed it. It failed, but the Democrats were pushing it, and I'm glad they lost. I would have to look more into that. I'm not familiar with it. All right. Jeffrey Pfaff says, did he, did he just admit CNN and, and MSNBC really put ad revenue before black lives being killed in Chicago? They set the narrative, but he trusts the media. Well, I'm, 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 you don't have to respond. I'm just. No, kidding. that's fine. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure they do. I mean, what do you, what, what do you want? They're a corporate media outlet. What is their purpose? 
All right, let's read some more. It's really hard to read the super chats this way in this weird, very small. Yeah, very small and like. Is there a way to zoom you in? Zoom in, in the yeah, browser? Go to view, yeah. go to view and enlarge it. No, it, the, the size isn't isn't mainly the issue. It's the formatting. Normally, we like to make sure we get people's uh, questions from earlier in the show, so we we don't miss them. So I'll go back and then we'll 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 try and go forward. Uh, but we're it's like reverse reverse right. the order we normally do it in. So I'll switch it. All right. Make 1984 fiction again, says Tim. There is no such thing as a viable baby up until three years old. And that's being generous. That argument is infuriating. Mm. What, what does that mean? Well, he's saying children are wholly dependent on uh, right, their right, right, mother right, right. at yeah. an early age. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I've heard the arguments. It's it's tough. I don't have all the answers. That's all I can really say. Uh, they, they're dependent on a very different way, though. I mean, you can't say that. Going out and buying your child food is the same as your your child literally being inside your body eating the nutrients that you intake. That's not the same. Yeah, at all. but neither give blood. you the right to kill your child if you don't want to do it. Do what? No one's advocating for killing. Anyone. Yeah, unborn children. That's what abortion is. You're killing an unborn child. So you're right that it's argue. Yeah, there's a difference, sure, between having a child inside of you and providing resources for them. But parents are responsible for taking care of their children. Right, yes, a child, yes. Yes, so an here, unborn child is a, a child. Person, a person. Yes, and right. they are people. No one in all of history who has ever referred to a group of humans as not being full persons has ever been right in the final analysis, That's ever. A fact. Does, 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 a, uh, does a fetus get uh, child support from their father? Sure. I would absolutely say that men should be held to account for the children that they create. Absolutely. Before, I think, before, I think, before the child is born, men should pay bro, uh, bro. child support. Yeah, hey, I hey. think men Shit. should. I, yes, I think that men Ooh. should have to pay for their children. I'm 100%. Like, I'm just but, like. But, but, no, what I, specifically yeah, yeah, bro, what bro, I'm bro, saying. Bro, bro. Yes, bro. those are Sheamus, children. Seamus yeah, thinks right. they should be married before. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And if a man abandons a woman who is pregnant with his child, he should absolutely be on the hook for taking care of her and that child. Yeah. That's but you know in in the uh, you know the current laws we have that's not the case. It should be good. Are you gonna are you gonna advocate for that? <laughs> he does. Yeah, I do. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Good. He opposes premarital sex. Yeah. All right. That's. I mean, like, I, I think it's interesting because like Seamus, Catholic conservative. What do you think about that one though? About uh, about should a um a a, a uh, the father uh, the the person who impregnates a woman the male who impregnates impregnates a woman should he be uh, responsible for child support payments from I don't know I guess uh, the moment of conception right yes okay uh, but but it's a question for me of law right I think one of the problems we have is cultural enforcement I think we should do these things I think a man should be responsible the moment the woman is like yo I'm pregnant it's like well, tell me what you need and, and what to do, and he's going to take care of it. Uh, I don't know if how, how much I like the government's involvement in like a person's private matters because we've seen instances where even mothers have argued they don't want child support anymore, but the government's been like, we don't care, and then force the guy to put the money through the government and to her. And that's a like, very specific case. That's not the vast majority of the, of the issues there, that come out. But I mean, you're in favor of the state in enforcing. Like the private matters between a man and a woman. If a if a if a if a woman is going to have a baby, then yes, absolutely, the father should be. Oh wow, yeah, and that's a more conservative position than I would have expected. You don't. What, you have a father's rights guy. That's actually usually a right. No, woman. no, no. I think pro, I think I, I assumed you were more on the side of like individual. You know, like why would why would the woman have the right to choose, but not not the man? I just assumed you would. Well, the right to choose is based on the body. What is, what do you mean? When it's it's my body, my choice, right? It's not my baby or my fetus, my choice. We're talking about 
It's a woman's body that's being used, and she has um, the ability to decide what she wants to do with her body. Does the man um, have a right to choose in any, in any capacity? With his own body, sure, yeah. No, but has, like, does the man have a right over whether or not the woman has a baby or not? Uh, in terms of like if they decide together to have a baby, then yes. No, no, like let's say a man and a woman hook up, and they, they both were like, uh-oh, she's pregnant. It's not his body. So, But can he choose to just leave it? Can he choose to just leave it? Yeah. Mm, no. So you, you think the man should have no say in the matter in any capacity? Well, he has plenty of say in the matter. He could just not have sex with that woman. The woman could not have sex too. Sure. So so she has, so the woman has the right to choose and the man doesn't? Because it's her body, yes. Right. What if the man is like, I don't want to pay for it? Well, he's got to. Why does he have to? Because that's the law. Why doesn't the woman have to pay for it? She does pay for it with her body and raising the child. Well, she usually. can get rid of it. For, she, she, she could abort it. Right. That, is that what you want her to do? No. I'm saying if – like I recognize a woman – it's a woman's body – but how can you argue pro-choice for the woman, but but not the man's right to because sever it's, himself? Because pro-choice is talking about the woman's body. It's not. What do you think pro-choice is? We're talking about women's bodies. The, That's what d- d- the does, pro-choice movement is. Well, well I, I assumed. See, I, I think the guy should pay. I mean, it's literally, it's literally I, in, it's literally I, in everything you, they say. My body, my choice. That's the thing. It's not my fetus, my choice. It's my body, my choice. Right, right. I have, right. That's the whole I thought, thing. I thought Roe v. Wade argues with the Fourteenth Amendment, right? I thought you were making an equality argument. Equality, like. If the woman can choose to terminate or not, it's her choice. Because it's her body, yes. Right. The man could also choose to sever or not. It's his choice. Sever what? What are you talking about? Just, Se- sever just, ties. Well, no, he's responsible for the life that he helped bring into this world if that's what she decides to go forward with. So men have less of a say in the birth of the baby. Like, like, like hear, hear me out. Do you think it would be okay if a woman got an abortion because she couldn't afford a baby? Like, let's say she's six weeks pregnant, she has no money, and... And she's like, I got, I can't afford this. I'm sure, because it's her body. Yes, so, but based on finances. Sure. What if the guy has no money and he's homeless? Well, then the um, the the courts take that into consideration. So I'm not asking you about the courts. I'm saying, do you think the guy should be like, I have no money, I can't have a baby? What do you, well, then he should have considered that before he went ahead and did an act that resulted in the birth of a child. But why should, should the why does the woman not have that, that same because obligation? Because it's her body. It's it's really simple. Yeah, exactly. Really no, she had thing. the option not to use her body to engage in the act which creates children. She did have that. Option no, no, no it's not. Things. It's not. It's not. We're, we're specifically talking about the right to your body. And mm-hmm. there is. I mean, you guys disagree. That's that's fine. I mean, but this is a this is the position. No, um, no, no, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I think I, we agree. I'm just confused as to what your, what your principled position is because it doesn't seem to make sense to me. How does it not make sense? I think it's you have two human beings who are of equal rights within, under the eye of the government. But you, one what? says, I am six weeks pregnant, but I can choose to end the life of this, uh, to, to end right now because the child. You, you're, you keep, now, you're, now hold on. But the major thing is that. The choice I get is her body. choice over her body, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, it, so, so the male's body is not involved. So there's no choice involved here. I'm, I'm talking about finances. Okay. So like a woman. That's where the responsibility can, of it comes into. So right? a woman who's too, a woman can get an abortion because she's broke, right? Sure. That's her body. Right, right, right. Okay. So a woman can be like, I'm not going to have a baby. I can't afford it. Yes. Was there any responsibility for her when she decided to engage in sex with, without, and then getting pregnant? Is there any responsibility there? I mean, sure. But at the end of the day, it's her body and she has the right to decide what she, what happens. So what about the man? Does he, he, he has, he has no say in the matter at all. I mean, if a man wants, if a man does not want a child, he should not engage in acts that require him to have a child. It, it's really if weird. If he does want a child though, there's many ways he could go about getting a child. If that, if the, his partner, for example, doesn't want a child. You know that your argument is an inversion of the right wing argument. Like, like they're identical in, in principle. 
but they make no sense logically in my, to me. I mean, I would I would say that my position is the uh, the position that most like, people on the left have. Right, right. So when Seamus says both the mother and the father have to be responsible for what they what they did, and the man has to pay, and the woman should be able to kill the baby, that's logically sound. I get it. Both have they've done it. The baby's there. Your position is one gets a say, one doesn't. Because we're talking. I'm talking about finances, not a body. Okay. You keep changing it, the subject. Because because finances just when it comes to a woman's choice, the finances are just ir- irrelevant. Because a woman's choice is to is because the man doesn't have anything happen to his body. There's nothing. There's nothing. He doesn't have anything happen to his body. Why should why if the woman chooses to have a baby, it's her her decision. Sure. So the man does. Why does the man have to choose? Like the man has no choice to have it have the kid. I think he does. He could just not have done what he did to result in a pregnancy. So, like, you're, so here's the problem. The 14th Amendment, this, this is my confusion. The 14th Amendment says equality under the law. You can't create a circumstance in which, for any reason, body or otherwise, one person has a legal right and another person doesn't have. If the woman can decide to, for financial reasons, terminate a pregnancy or keep it under, under any argument, the man would have to have, under the 14th Amendment, the same equality under the law. Now, if you want to make an argument about a woman's right to an abortion because it's her body, I agree. It's her body. But now we're talking about responsibility that one can end and one can't. That doesn't jive under the 14th Amendment. I don't understand. That makes no sense. I mean, what you're, you're arguing from a 14th Amendment perspective. Which is Roe v. Wade. Sure, but it, it's not the same thing. But it, Equality it under happen, the law means ha- men and women have to be able to make the right, same so, so financial so you're, decisions. So you're, you're saying that every situation where a man uh, did not want to have a child and is forced to pay child support, your claim is that it's currently uh, <clears throat> unconstitutional. Is if I'm, I'm so my position is the guy should pay. No, right? your position was, you're, but you're you're asking me this. I said from the beginning, I think the guy should pay. Okay, so we agree. But I think I think we need cultural changes. Okay. My That's, question is, I don't understand how you reconcile that. I mean, if we want to talk about cultural like my, changes, my position is if you want if you want to talk about if you want to talk about cultural changes, that's fine. I I could agree with cultural changes, but that doesn't change the fact that in the situation where, as it happens right now, if a woman does not want a pregnancy. Uh, six weeks, like you said, not viable, completely legal to do in this country. She can have an abortion. So when it comes to financial— A man cannot force her to have the abortion. A man cannot claim he doesn't want to pay for a Should child. Should women pay a child support to men? So for what? For the baby. For the baby? What do you mean? If, if a man and a woman get together and they have kids, sure. and the woman is, you know, she works at uh, Vice Media making 70K a year and the husband's homeless, should she pay child support to him? She's not carrying the child. No, no, after it's born. After it's child born? support is after it's born. If they're together, then no. Why would no, they? No, no, they split up. They split up? Yeah, yeah. Is he taking care of the child? They have dual custody. Do, is he taking care of the child? Dual, dual, custody? dual custody means they both have equal access to the child. I mean, I'm sure she's making sure if that's the case that the child the, is The okay. government should mandate women pay child support to men. I mean, if it's, if it's that situation where the, uh, uh-huh. the, the, the man is in squalor taking care of the child, then yes, sure. Uh, what, what, if, what if the man makes 50K and the woman makes 80? I mean, if the court decides, I'm fine with that. So, uh, simple question, simplified. Women should pay the same child support men should pay in the same circumstances. Sure, if they're, if they're, if they're both taking care of the child, sure. Yeah, okay, there we go. That's one way to get it. All right, let's see what we got. We'll, uh, that's what you were asking this whole time? Because that's not how it read to me. So we could have got, got past that a lot earlier. <laughs> well, because my, my question is, if you're making a 14th Amendment argument for uh, abortion, how do you ignore the, 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 like, that men don't have a say? It doesn't make sense. 
Well, I'll just read some no, more. Can I, can I, can I, oh. No, go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, what, uh, if a man pressures a woman to have an abortion, what should the penalty for that be? If, under a, man, the law? if a man pressures Yeah, a woman? yeah. So, you're saying a man can't make a woman have an abortion. I mean, what if he does? What should the penalty be? Well, what do you mean by make? Like, he, he puts pressure on her. He coerces her into doing it. He threatens her. He says he'll hurt her. Something are there, like car- that. Are there, co- well, that, that's a completely but, different but, thing. So, so here's the thing. That's if a, a completely if a different man, thing. Do you think it should be a different penalty than if a man threatens a woman for some other reason? Like, if a man says, you know, uh, I'll hit you if you don't listen versus I'll hit you if you don't get an abortion. Do you think that those are different circumstances that should incur a different penalty? If, if he does something to actually, like, convincing her, what if he threatens discussion. her? She has right. an abortion because if a woman says, I got this abortion because a man threatened me, should there be a legal penalty I would, for that? I would actually love to see if there are laws in the books for that because that would be interesting for sure. I think, um, you know, there are in terms of like if a man was to punch a pregnant woman, his, mm-hmm. his pregnant partner, and that would result in an abortion, uh, that would be considered in this country a fetal homicide. We have mm-hmm. a specific classification for that in those scenarios. Yes, yeah. so there are certain circumstances in certain states where you can be charged with homicide for killing fetal an unborn child. Homicide. It's yes, a separate, but, you've, but it's, homicide means you've killed a human. It's, it's That's what homicide means. Specifically called a fetal homicide. Yes, but you're acknowledging that it is homicide. Sure, that's he, what he it killed says in the a law. person. But what you're yes. saying is, under specific circumstances, if the mother doesn't want that child, killing it becomes acceptable. Because we're now talking about the issue of it her being her body, and she has the authority over herself, over but her person. She's not making a decision about herself. She's making a decision about the child that's well, growing. The, 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 so, the, the law, the law, the law disagrees with that, though. The law agrees that, that law's wrong. Okay, well then. Right, I, I think you guys like. Sure, fought, but but then yeah, then I guess my, my final question is: since it's an issue of her body, would you argue that since this is just about her body, it's not about a right to kill a child? That if the child is viable, it should be delivered and then saved with medical technology. What do you think that should be the requirement? If the child's viability, if the child is past the point of viability right, and the mother already... doesn't want to be pregnant, should she be allowed to kill that child that can survive outside the womb? Or in this should country, there be a requirement? I'm not talking about what the laws in the country yeah. are. I'm asking about your position. Sure. I mean, if I, this is just about a woman's body and there is an opportunity for the unborn child to live outside of her body because it is viable, is she able to abort the child and kill it? Or would you argue, since this is just about her body and not killing a child, that everything would have to be done to deliver and save that child? It's her body. That's what I, my position. But that's not an argument. We're not talking about her body. Yeah, I'm saying. So, they're, they're, so, so, because when they talk, when they perform an abortion you're, you're procedure, they actually about, specifically go in and kill the child. They don't simply remove it. But you're talking about something that doesn't happen. It's not happening in this. Co- under what are you even, talking about? Under people aren't getting law. abortions. Under, after viability, a woman can't just up and choose. There has to be a reason. And and I but, told but you, I read I read citations from partial birth abortionists who have said the number one reason cited is depression. I think in their practice. So I think this quantifies the political issue we have in this country very simply. My political positions have long been from, from what's called traditional liberal. For, you know, what, what, in the first several weeks, pre-viability, beyond that. I understand Seamus's perspective. I have a, a, a libertarian argument that he's mocked and doesn't agree with. I don't think you understand at all what's being said. Okay. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm saying mm-hmm. when, when I pull up the law and we're trying to explain to you what the definition of abortion is according to the U.S. government and you don't understand it, you say it's her body, but we didn't mention her body. We're talking about a baby being delivered, but you defer to some something that's not being, being talked I, about. I, I don't know if we it's, can. I mean, I, I, we've discussed this. I, I don't view it as I view it as an issue of it's if the if the fetus is in the mother's body, and going by the current laws we have right now, which what? I, I for uh, Roe v. Wade well, and I'm Casey. I'm sorry, dude, this is this is the issue. 
We're trying to ask you about your advocacy. My advocacy is what law. my advocacy is what exactly is legal in this country right now. So you think? But then, you, but then let, you let, can't, let, let, okay. let me try this. Let me try this. There's two. There's two babies. There's a pregnant woman, and she's eight and a half months along. There's another baby next to her that is freshly delivered at eight and a half weeks. The babies are completely. Oh, you know, I got a better idea. Twins. Here we go. A woman is pregnant with twins. One is born. Can they kill the one still in her? Or no? If there's something that needs, if that's what absolutely needs to be done, yes, that's the law. So you yes. say, it, no, 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 no. But that you, is, can't, you can't say my position is the law and it falls out. Well, well that's just is, the law. Why, why, why He's asking you philosophically, is it a moral acceptable act? I don't care about the, terminate the baby. But I don't care about the philosophical discussions because what matters is the law. These philosophical discussions help inform affect, what the law should be. They don't. So, uh, no, but the law is what it is right the, now. It's her body is a philosophical the point that you're changing. making. No, that's the Democrats just tried to change the law last week. Okay, but they didn't. Because they failed thanks to people like me. Because people okay. like me who oppose a terminating the life of a baby when it's, when it can survive outside the womb, we oppose that. Okay. We've always opposed that. Right. Bill Clinton, all of us, since going back the traditional liberals, the traditional liberal position. So Seamus is the classical conservative position. I'm the traditional lib- liberal position and you're the progressive leftist position. So you can understand why everyone on the right calls me a leftist. Because I actually say eh, first term, you know, pro-choice or whatever. And that is so far from where Republicans are and conservatives are. But then you guys are sitting here saying a woman can decide to terminate a viable baby if she chooses. That is so far removed from me. No, no, no. I never. When we're talking about a viable pregnancy, the laws in this country are that there needs to be a reason that it's done where the baby is going like why why is it so hard for you to understand that i agree with what the laws currently are because i'm asking you about your moral position and advocacy not what the law is my moral the position law is and advocacy in every state is that it is a woman's choice because it is her body and if a fetus inside her body can survive excuse me can survive right in this country you can she, only do that. Like you're just gonna whatever you're trying to get out of me. I don't know what you're looking for, but you're not gonna get it because I'm telling you exactly what my position no, no, no. is. You know your position is you're scared to actually say because the left will come at you. No, oh, bro, bro. No. How many times did a woman has a right to choose whatever she? We're deems not is- talking about a woman, but you refuse to say it because this is this is the issue. But that's what that's what abortion is. If the baby is at the point of birth, Kathy Tran said it could be killed. In the situation where the woman's life or there is something... How do they get the baby out? What do you mean how do they get the baby out? The woman... What do you mean how do they get the baby out? They still, if- a woman is nine months pregnant. Sure. At the point of birth, she is dilating. Kathy Tran said, yes, you can end the life of the baby as per the CDC's definitions. Is that what she said? Yes. If that's what she said, okay, then there must be a reason that it's done. It's not just babies coming out and she goes, I don't want it. What's the reason? Okay, so the baby I, has the baby has to be so removed. If, from, but oh, if that oh, did the, happen, hold on, the baby oh. has to be removed from the woman, right? The baby has to be removed from the woman. The pregnancy is bad. The baby has to be removed. Are you talking about like a miscarriage? No, no, no. I'm saying when Kathy Tran said, at the point of birth. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a judge. I believe it was a judge who said, a woman is dialing at the point of birth. Could you perform an abortion? She said there are no restrictions, none, no limitations. It was then stated to Ralph Northam. Even to the point of birth, abortion, as the CDC defines it, is a no live birth 
removal of the pregnancy. How do they get the baby out of the woman? Money, the same way that you would, you, what are you asking like she gives birth? But, but an abortion ends the life of the baby, according to the CDC. Sure. So if they would legalize abortion up to the point of birth, that means ending a, a, a termination of a pregnancy that results in no live birth would mean they need to take action to end the life of the baby as right. it's coming out. So if you're saying there needs to be a reason, my question is, okay, how do you propose they get a fully developed baby at nine months out of a womb when it needs to be removed? Uh it depends on what the doctor decides is right. C-section or birth? No, or no. What? Abortion ends the life of the baby. Sure. So how do they remove the baby and end its life at the same time at nine months? What do you, what, that doesn't happen. There's no abortions happening once the baby is out of the body. The law they proposed would legalize that. No, it wouldn't. Because that, that would be homicide because that is now a person. You're starting to get it. That's a person. You're starting to get it. At birth, when the baby is out and becomes a baby, it is a person and that would be considered homicide, not an abortion. And homicide is illegal. Crazy law that it just, just magically it's a person instantly. Now it has legal protections. I mean, that's exactly what the law says. It's a really bad law. I mean, that's what the law is. Let me just try and see if I can pull it up. The baby gets a name then. The baby gets a birth certificate. A, the baby already, already named, legal in some cases baby, in Virginia. Well, I mean, the a lot of gets social security number. A baby. Uh, th- those things are what make you a human. In this country, under the laws, what makes you a person? There's a difference between being a human and a person. Disagree. I think humans are persons. Yeah, in the video, I think that's a false Tran acknowledges to strip that people of their rights. Every time that distinction is made that these humans are not persons worthy of rights and protections, it is always an argument to strip them of their rights and do horrific things. And and I pointed out too, it's never it's never that's it's always been the losing side. Always with the losing side. Says, every every says. every argument throughout history that some people aren't legally people has always failed. Mm. So. Uh, Tran acknowledges her bill, which was killed in a five to three vote, would allow a woman to receive an abortion even up to the point when she is about to give birth. The Virginia House GOP tweeted that legislation would provide abortions up to just seconds before the precious child takes their first breath. Right. That means before the baby is born. But at the point of birth, seconds before, you think there's a distinction? If Yes, there's a distinction. One is a baby is born and the other one it's not. And there has to be a medical concern for either the mother or the fetus. No, there should be a medical concern. And I've told you, I, we, I mentioned this early on the show, there have been entire petitions signed by doctors saying that this idea of a medically necessitated abortion is a myth. You've also repeatedly claimed that late-term abortions don't happen. It's only because there's some extreme reason why they I need to. They, but I, I say, say they don't You said happen. they don't happen, but I quoted the Guttmacher Institute, the most pro-choice abortion-related think tank in this country, their own numbers. And according to them, late-term abortions only happen because there is some fetal anomaly one to two percent of the times, one third of the time, it's because the woman says she missed, she underestimated how far along she was. Twenty-five percent of the time, they said they tried to arrange an earlier abortion, couldn't. Fourteen percent said they were afraid at that point to tell their parents or partner. The rest cited something uh, along the lines of you know taking their time it? to decide or a change in their relationship status. I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna throw. So, a but bone. that's just, so your point is completely wrong. But you've said this repeatedly that it doesn't just, happen. And as someone with a public platform, when you are speaking about a life and death issue where infants are being slaughtered, you have a responsibility to. Know that it does in fact happen and stop saying that. Stop saying, but I don't stop saying I it doesn't happen. You said from, multiple times it doesn't happen. What's the link more, to this so we can show them? Yeah, so. I can pull up. It's a 1988 Guttmacher Institute study. 1988 can, survey. Well, because they don't survey this anymore because guess what? They didn't get the results that they wanted. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be a little bit uh, condescending and I'm gonna uh, point out where, why it's so difficult to do these shows. Seamus shows data, at least from 1988, hmm. it happened. 
Uh, we have edge cases that are clearly citable. We have the legal definition of abortion. We have a clear moral uh, difference. But I'll give you an example of where I think the problem lies, and I'm going to throw it back to explain the Thanos moment with Sam Cedar. Sam doesn't know what deontology or utilitarianism is. And when I was having a conversation with him and I referenced deontological thinking versus utilitarianism, he said, I don't understand what that is. How do you explain to someone who doesn't understand these concepts what they are? How would you propose I, I explain deontology or utilitarianism? I don't know. I don't know. What if I use something that is common to most people, like a movie? I mean, if you want to do that, sure. maybe if I'm dealing with someone who doesn't know philosophy, they're not. I'm not saying See, they have is, to this know the, that. This is the thing. I understand on your show, and you like to have the discussion, but I don't. I don't deal in the philosophical. I just don't. I just don't. I deal with actual policy and what's actually going on and what happens to people in real life. What do you, um, what do you think nice I mean by have, philosophical? It's nice to just opining about hypotheticals. You do that um, all the that, time. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, then what? But this is another another really great point. Sure. I think that you and Sam lack the perspicacity to understand the context of the arguments and the substance of them. So in the context of Sam Cedar, I made a reference to deontology, that a moral act against a single individual cannot be, an immoral act against a single individual shall not be taken versus utilitarianism, which is more the argument that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, which is also a pop culture reference. The idea being that we tend to see villainous people as those who are willing to sacrifice people for the sake of other people. We tend to see heroes as those who are willing to save the individual. Sam didn't know what those words meant. Sure. But they're hugely important to our policy in this country. The trolley problem, as it were, is a, is a question about whether you're willing to kill a person to save five people. These are questions of deontology versus utilitarianism. Sam doesn't know those words. And I'm not saying it to be mean to him. It's not what I'm not. Not everybody knows philosophy. But if I'm trying to convey ideas, the only thing I can do is try to find common ground between us. Big movie just came out, Avengers. So if you don't understand deontology or utilitarianism, which is the academic approach, I can try the pop culture approach. Me, I love pop culture references. Instead of oh, actually, I know you do. Yeah. Instead of actually addressing the substance of the issue, instead Sam and many others just mocked the idea that I had to dumb down the concepts for him because he didn't get it. You see, this is a problem. If I approach in good faith Sam with a question about philosophy that he cannot understand because he doesn't know these terms, so I try to find common ground and he mocks me for it. What is my incentive to even try? What does that have to do with? It sounds like an issue you should take up with Sam. I I'm mean, using, I'm, I'm, he, using, I'm, I'm here. Are I'm you not, are you trying to say that I was doing that on this show? I think I was being very upfront and honest with you guys. I've given you guys my full blown opinions and everything. We've I, I, I agree. I appreciate you coming. Yeah. I just my point is, I don't know how many times Seamus and I, who completely disagree on the issue of abortion, can try to explain to you legal terms, definitions, the body of a baby versus the body of the mother. You can't understand it. How do I have a conversation with you if you don't understand what we're saying? No, I do understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I, I don't like. I'm reiterating to you what my position is, and you just don't want to accept that as my position. Like I'm telling you in the most plainest words. Like when we say a baby has its own body, you say it's the mother's body, and we're like, we're not talking about the mother's body. You say, but it's the mother's body. I'm like, I don't know how many times we got to say it's the baby's body. Well, it's, to get if, the baby's it's, body. if it's inside of her body as a fetus. Then it's whatever you're discussing, whatever you want to try to uh, go about from that uh, perspective or direction, the ultimate decision comes from uh, comes to the mother. 
I want to make I want to make one more I just want to make one more statistical point because you didn't like that study was from 88 I found something newer a 2013 study published by the Guttmacher Institute states that data suggests that women most women seeking later term abortions are not doing so for reasons of fetal anomaly or life endangerment how many how many women are having fetal abort uh, I'm sorry uh, uh, late term abortions period though it do, it's well, it's hold, hold, hold an on. evil horrific what, what, thing to what do. What year was that? That's 2013. Oh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I do kind source. of feel like if Seamus has made two references and you haven't made any, then you're in the weaker position. Okay. Like so, see, my attitude tends to be like, if if someone's like, like do you to know me, how to many, me, to me, this isn't like a thing where I'm trying to score points or win. I'm giving you guys what my position is. No, I respect. Um, I, look, I, to be, I'm not trying to score points either. Most of the show I haven't talked because I didn't want this to be like we're double teaming you. There were a few times no, I where I wanted to jump fine, in, and yeah, but but with a couple, like, a I couple statistical yeah. points. Oh, no, I'd be I'd be happy to do it again at some point. But there was just a couple statistical points that I really did feel a need to correct. This is a really sure. great example of. Why do people call me right wing? Let's, 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 I think, I, I don't know if we're going to get to the members only guys. We think we're just doing it right now. This is it. We're uh, giving it away. He's giving what, it away. Yeah. What, what makes me right wing? Well, you, you say you advocate for these positions, but earlier I got you to say that, you know, if your position, um, if, if the, uh, you know, you, you actually said that you preferred, uh, if to stand next to me or the ending of Roe v. Wade, you prefer the ending of Roe v. Wade. No, I didn't say Roe v. Wade. I mean, you I said did. banning of abortion. Yeah. So you stand with the banning of abortion. Why? That's, you what tell was my me. reason? What was my you reason? tell me because you're in favor of terminating babies' lives at nine months. But you don't. You don't seem to care about the life of the mother. Oh, I do. No, but you don't. If you Why say not? if you said you'd rather ban abortions, then kill what, babies. Then my position. Then you say the mother's life is worth less than the the, right. the, the see, grown see. the grown human's life is worth less than an unborn fetus. To you. No, no. But that is the position. Then they could the deliver the baby. They could deliver what the if baby. They cannot? They can what del- if they cannot? Then I said the provision should be added that all efforts must be made to preserve the your, life of the baby. But, but your, they didn't add that. Well, we're not talking about we're not talking about and provision. So I anymore. said in your context, no. if the issue was you telling me a baby could be killed at the point of birth or banning abortion, I would choose banning abortion. I didn't say I wanted to ban abortion. I'm saying you, your you, position no, no. is so extreme. You've pushed me to the other side if that's my only option. Okay, but we're now using that hypothetical. That's what we're talking about now. You, you don't like, like hypotheticals. Do, I don't like hypotheticals, but you love philo- philosophical discussion, so let's do it. Philosophical and hypothetical are two different things. Okay, well, let's do the philosophical then. You said before that um, you would rather stand with people who want to ban all abortion than kill babies than at nine stand months. with my position. Sure, fine. So that means then that as a result, women who would die if they don't have an abortion would die. No. That uh, is the result of that. That no, is the result of no, that. I don't, I, I see, this is, this is the point I was making before about your, your inability to understand the argument. But, okay. I'm, I'm playing by your rules now. So a woman is nine months pregnant. The, the, the pregnancy needs to end now. What should they do? No, no, but we're not talking about these specifics anymore though. We're not talking, your position was stand with me, who according to you, has this position and then number Bro, you're like talking to a brick wall how is it talking like a brick wall i'm going by your own position I already said if my choices are between someone saying end the life of a baby at nine months or no abortion at all i would choose no abortion yes that is if there were two extremes i would opt for the one that for the most part does not kill the baby and in that that now hold on okay Abortion, according to the CDC, terminates the life of the baby. If a woman's 
health is at risk because of a pregnancy, you do not need to kill the baby to save the woman. Right. And they don't do that if they can't. If they, if they can save and give the birth and, to the child, that's what they do. And that's why my position was they should just add a provision saying that to the bill. Otherwise, it would allow for babies to be killed. And that's one of the issues I have with it. Okay. That's, that's also, a little bit different than what we were discussing before. We have to go back probably and li- listen to it, but we're not going to do that now. I understand. We're just going to keep going in circles here. Yes, we're probably going to yes, move on to my yes. point. But your last statement is not true, that they don't do that. They do perform abortions at that stage. But that not, not – I mean, he cited two I've sources. Cited okay. two, I've cited you know, actually three different sources of statistics on this. But, but it's not and just like, oh, still I'm still maintaining depra- your position. But it's, but it's not just like, oh, I'm feeling depressed. There must be something that is – Actually, no, that's happened. Just a woman according according to, to, to oh, partial birth, I cited partial birth abortion. As James McMahon said, that is the number one reason cited. No, no, depression. No, no, no. The, 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 the primary reason given by those requesting the procedure is depression. But there's a difference between someone who has debilitating depression and then someone who's just. I'm sure what you're thinking, like, oh, oh no, I'm not thinking that. I think okay. debilitating depression is a horrible thing. I don't think it necessitates killing an unborn child. I mean, I would have to leave that up to the woman and the doctor. I, well, I wouldn't because I think it's okay. wrong to kill right. people, and I don't and, and just see, this, leave this, that up this, to whoever's doing it or wants to do it. The the uh, traditional like position on abortion among Democrat voters has been there's got to be some restrictions, right? right? And there are. Your position is like we should get rid of them. No, it's not my position. The, I think what we have right now works. I mean, it, you 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 do. Yeah. I mean, states are banning abortion. Roe v. Wade and it's still Casey in play. Plum- yeah. And like several states have like Oklahoma outright banned it. Not yet. No, no, they did. Not yet. You can't. No, no. Oh, oh, they, Not until they, the decision comes down. They no, 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 no. Didn't Oklahoma, did they pass that bill already? I thought they did. We might double check. Yeah, where they. It can't go into effect, though, until the Supreme Court decision. I mean, California's got, uh, they don't enforce immigration laws. Like, it doesn't matter what the federal wait, wait, government wait, says. What, is that, what are you talking about? We're talking about specifically in Oklahoma that's just. Okay, dude. Why did you bring up immigration just now? You made a point about how the federal government made a restriction. I said there's examples of restrictions. Don't They have no impact. What do you do? You cannot. Make abortion illegal okay. outright in this country okay, right now. Bro. Roe v. Wade. KCV uh, Planned Parenthood. I know what this is. You're trying to stay on the show. <laughs> We're trying to I hope you guys are having a good time, really. I mean, no, I no, I'm, yeah. I'm giving you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time. No, I, I appreciate it. I, I love this stuff. Yeah. No, it's, it's been an interesting discussion. And it's good, you know. Maybe, we, maybe we usually don't have Kansas. people on who who we usually don't have left wing people on. Yeah. So, and it's not it's not that we don't invite them; they usually don't come. But it's you know brave of you to come here. Should have Sam Cedar on. No, Sam. <laughs> Sam's <laughs> offered. Yeah. Sam, no, Sam, he, so he rescinded. When, when I uh, invited Sam on the show, he publicly accepted and then privately told me no. Well, I know I know the whole situation. And I, I mean, published I, all I, the DMs. I, I mean, you, you don't need to dude, publish them with that me. dude. I mean. Is a bad faith actor who he the, the scam on Stephen Crowder for internet I that points. Was great. Oh yeah, great. Let's like not have a real conversation and just. Well, that's sport. what Sam wanted to have. Sam wanted to actually discuss with Crowder. Crowder was going to talk to Ethan Klein, right? And Sam intruded upon the conversation. Well, Ethan Klein invited him, but and Stephen didn't know. Well, so this is why, like, it's for one of the reasons we don't do uh, digital conversations because they're bad. Sure. They're always right. bad faith. Well, I got Almost a surprise for you. Open that door. No, you wouldn't be able to get in the house with the security we have now, especially all <laughs> the squatting. <laughs> Uh, maybe it was Kansas that outright banned it. Was it Kansas? Oh, there's, you know, uh, there was something that actually – you brought the Sam thing, and I, I was something I meant to ask you actually. Um, you, you, you did a video. Um, it's actually been on my mind for, for a little bit now. You did a video when that happened, and you said Which something one? Which um, one? The, about the, the Sam Cedar-Crowder debate or yeah. that didn't happen uh, where Ethan Klein invited Sam. 
And uh, there was something you said where I, I, I don't have it verbatim, but it was something like, uh, if your if your uh, if your viewers are wrestling fans, uh, they might remember when um, Stone Cold Steve Austin ruined Vince McMahon's big moment with Mike Tyson, and Vince McMahon started yelling, "You ruined it, Austin! You ruined it!" You had like a moment like that where you were screaming at like uh, Sam and Ethan that they they ruined it. They ruined it. I don't know anything about wrestling. Okay, but um, you you I had think a, you maybe had a, thinking of somebody else. No, no, no. I'm that was my that was my anecdote. Oh, oh, that was my oh, anecdote. Oh. You you were, oh, yeah, definitely. you said they something you said something like you but what did they ruin I don't know what they ruined Steven Crowder wanted to have a real conversation with Ethan Klein and Sam put on his clown nose and shut it down but Ethan Klein never wanted to was never so a, he lied. A, yeah sure I mean come on dude I mean Ethan Klein look, doesn't do a Ethan Klein doesn't do a politics show. look I, I you know it's 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 I I know what the end result of shows like who this was, are who was the who was the um who was the the networks that you mentioned that blacklist Sam. Oh, I'm not going to talk about that publicly on air. Right. I, I think I know who it is, but there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a handful. Um, yeah, Sam's blacklisted from, yeah. from a few places be, because he's a bad actor. I so, don't like, know I've, about that. I'm, I'm, I have spoken with people and I've asked them, and they have said, "This is why we won't engage with him." Well, I'm sure they think he's a bad actor. I mean, he he last bro. Me the Steven Crowder thing was like that's the kind of thing that gets you removed from bookings. Well, bookings with who? Networks. Networks like uh, who? So. I know you can't mention. Okay, you're trying right, to right, right. look right, right. No, I'm not trying to. Actually, not trying. It was a legit interest. Um, in terms of what you were talking let's about. Let's say, let's say, big shows, well-funded shows, typical mainstream. Like shows. on the right, a uh, mainstream shows. Mainstream shows, not like on TV. Mainstream shows okay. across the board, okay. without me getting anybody in trouble because right, right. I'm no, already dancing too close. Yeah. But uh, bro, that that stunt with uh, with Ethan was like. I can't believe he pulled that off. I can't believe he did that. that that's a career. It it's, a career it's a career ender. Well, he's still going. There, there, there. I mean, I mean, for sure, in his space, uh, he's got his own YouTube channel. He's insulated in that regard. But like, you blacklist yourself when you tell people, "Look, we can have a conversation. We can have an argument. We can get heated. We even had people smack the microphone in rage." Well, I didn't even do that. Not, wow. not even you. And we've invited that guy back. We were like, "Bro, we get it. Things get heated. You're always welcome back on." Because that's not. But Sam stunt was like not just for me but a bunch of other people like that's not a guy you have on your show mm-hmm. because I was just interested in that really just out of my curiosity truthfully just if, wanted to know what you meant by it so uh, there are a lot of channels that focus on inter, interpersonal intercommentary drama we do a little bit we, we mostly try to avoid it unless it's overwhelming like Joe Rogan controls the news cycle sometimes so we'll talk about him but I don't I don't address every single thing every time someone talks about me or anything like that uh when you do too much, and I always give this advice to people who are starting channels, avoid intercommentary drama. Like if, if you're, if you've got hundred K subs and there's another personality who's on the left or the right and they got hundred K subs, ignore them. Because if you start doing these conversations where it's like, did you hear what so-and-so said about me? Did you hear what so-and-so did? Which is what a lot of people do. It, what happens at higher, le- higher industry levels they they basically say we don't we don't we don't we don't want any of that. So that's like, like, advertisers don't like that. That's interesting because like you got to sort of respect them that Sam Cedar wouldn't censor himself in that way. What do you mean? I mean you said that if you have one channel that's like a hundred k, another channel hundred k, and you're on, I mean, you're one of those channels, you should not you know go after. Well, be yourself. Or, be yourself. Like if, if well, you if well, that you, was Sam Cedar being himself for sure for sure. If if Sam and I'm not saying he hasn't doesn't have the right to choose this. Right. I'm saying the result of it has been blacklisting. So there's been so you're saying is to get on those other channels. There's been a lot of people who self censor themselves. No, so uh, there are a lot of people who do this. I'm saying if you're looking for a career, if you want uh, to reach a higher level, 
you want. Personally, uh, I think Sam's at a point where he knows exactly where his career is, and I think he's just, for sure yeah, he's got a million yeah, subs. Yeah. I mean, he's probably super right. rich. No, uh, he's. Actually, I mean, I think you know. I think when I mean he knows where his career is, I don't think I'm. I'm not saying like he's in some great position. What I'm actually saying is uh, he knows that he has a point that he has hit. And that's where he's going to go based on his own content because he doesn't pull any punches. He'll do whatever that he feels like he wants to do. So and he doesn't, um, you know, he doesn't self censor himself just not to go after someone in terms of being worried. But we're about not talking not about censor- self censorship. Well, I mean, it is sort of self censorship in a way if you don't want to go after someone specifically because you're worried about not getting put on their show. I agree with that, and that's not what I'm talking about. So what oh. I'm saying is, if your goal is to have a like, you want to talk about the news, you want to talk about concepts, ideas, and events, you got to avoid the interpersonal drama. Well, a lot of what Sam goes after when it comes to interpersonal drama, it's not really like inter- – it's not personal in the sense of like, oh, he was mean to me. Like he commonly – he regularly does videos on you know Jimmy Dore, Dave Rubin. on Dave Rubin because he, dis- he disagrees vehemently with what they, what they put out. Every one of those videos you could look up and sure he mocks them and they have fun with it. That's sort of like the point of the show. It's sort of like an old school like leftist version of Howard Stern or something I guess you can say. But um, you know, I suppose they, they mock they mock these guys but they always go after – like they're not like making fun of how Dave Rubin uh, – uh, uh, quaffed his hair or whatever the you know he's not they're making fun of uh, Jim, uh, Jimmy Dore's young glasses Turks, or whatever well we're not the Young Turks no I know um, I'm just I'm, I'm dragging S- them and everything right? S- Sam goes after them and always makes it about the substance of what they say and their policy um, when he intruded on Crowder he didn't just do it to go like ah surprise he wanted to have a legit discussion about uh, COVID-19 policy um, he was supposed to have a conversation with Crowder. This is why people like Crowder won't have conversations with yeah. him. Well, he wouldn't have a conversation with him before Sam did that. And you, and this is exactly why. But Sam didn't do that before. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, it's an issue of tendencies, personality, and the things he's done. Like, so that stunt, I know, resulted in, like, big shows being like, right. yeah, not sure. that guy, man. Right. Because, like, look, Damn, so banned from the networks. That's pretty. Well, cool. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say every. I, I, I can't speak for every single person. Bad. <laughs> what what people with bigger shows are looking for is prestige, and relatability and substance. So you want to be authoritative, not elitist. You want to create something of value that people that can help people in their daily lives. When you see a stunt like what Sam did. The, the presentation is that this guy doesn't address issues that people relate to. The, the stunt with Steven Crowder was a tribalist stunt, which plays well to culture warriors, which are a very small portion of the marketplace. If you're trying to do a show that speaks to regular Americans, is either influencing policy, sharing your ideas, or just, you know, addressing issues that more people care about, doing stunts and interpersonal drama diminishes that and makes people not want to engage which makes the people at other shows say, look, what we want to do here at Timcast IRL is share ideas, even yours, with as many people as possible. Sure. We can't accomplish that with someone like Sam Cedar, so we don't have him on the show. Well, I wouldn't be able to accomplish that with him. If you, if you invited him here. He's a stunt here, guy. He's a stunt guy. But he wouldn't be look, a stunt look, look, guy if you I, Yes, he will. If, you, uh, when if I he tweeted, came here? When I tweeted, come on the show, he publicly says, I'll do it, then privately says, no, I won't. Well, that was because- a of, stunt. That was because- He played us to get clicks, I, and then went, woo, look at me, I and he wasted my time. I think there was a misunderstanding time. due oh, to please. the COVID situation, honestly. I if you invited him now, I bet he would come. I bet if he would come if you invited him now. Because this is what he does for attention. He's a bad faith actor- Right. who, when I said, we'll fly you out and cover all the costs, he said, how does this day work? I said, you got it. I'll DM you for details. And then he privately says, I ain't doing it. Hassan did the same thing. Bro. Well, I'm glad you invited me and I came on. 
And I know, you know, and I would, uh, you know, and uh, I think it was a good discussion. I do, and I think we've gone way too long. I think I should end it. Matt, it really was great. I really do appreciate you coming. You are welcome back anytime. Oh, well, well, thank you. We'll have you on with other people. Um, if you ever have any ideas for anyone you want to talk to, we, we're all, all, I'd love to have, you know, debate someone, you know, who's got like a stronger, you know, uh, political I- ideology or something. We did Charlie Kirk and Vosh, you know, oh, let, yeah. for the most part, had them have their conversation. I saw the poster. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we made, we made that poster for them. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you this, man. In all honesty, we invite people on the left all the time. They won't do it. All right, well, I'll do it anytime. We'll have you on again, dude. I really appreciate it. For everybody who watched, look, we got crazy, man. I'm sorry about the super chats. Um, and I we appreciate didn't all even them. really get to the the the, the shooting over the weekend. We, we argued too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's really bad. I, yeah. I apologize for that too. Um, but this is what usually happens, and then everyone's like, half the people are saying it's time, it's done. Half the people are saying no, keep going, and I'm just like, it's 11:30. <laughs> We're an hour and a half over. We're not going to get a member segment, and basically consider the member segment free. Uh, support us at timcast.com. We're going to have more shows like this, more, more questions, more debates, and we'll, we'll try and do better and better each time we do it. And, uh, bring a friend. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll have you come on with somebody else. Bring a friend. Yeah, yeah, find somebody. Yeah, uh, I, I who's think that would Sam. actually be good. Well, no, I, 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 <laughs> I, I was about to say, can I bring Sam? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a good idea because, like, there were a lot of parts of the discussion I wanted to jump into. I jumped into a couple of them because I really felt the need, but for the most part, it was like, I didn't, I really didn't want this to become two on one. No, I think so. I think fun. it would be great. I think it would be great if you, like, brought another person sure. to back up next time. And then, what if then I we could, could be really could, loud and then this could go on till four in the morning yeah, and we could, I mean, I could, sometimes my own streams, I go on for hours and hours. What are we doing them now? Yeah, I mean, sometimes we're deep into the night. Like mm-hmm. talking about one in the morning, two in the morning sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you were open to it, I could certainly promise you on my own that, you know, Sam Cedar would behave with me here if I it's, brought him. It's, it's not about behavior. It's about I think his shtick is tribal rage. Well, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. like we'll invite you on the show. Yeah. And we'll have a conversation. Yeah. I think, you know, he just shock jocks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like this, the Steven Crowder thing was a stunt. The thing he pulled with me was a stunt. His goal is to like, woo, woo, woo to his base. My goal is to like bring you on in front of my base and say like, here's a dude who's got some ideas. Let's hear him. No, yeah. we'll argue about him. Sure. I think Sam is just like the Thanos thing is a really great example of like, if a guy doesn't understand philosophy and I try to relate to him, so he mocks me for it. That's not good faith. Like making an argument about me trying to relate to you is bad faith. Right. Oh, I'm not going to entertain that. You and just hit me. I, you know, the, the original. Uh, I know you want to end the show. I'm sorry, but it just hit me right now. Um, you know, <laughs> I thought that's not. I thought you said, "Do you want to just hit me?" No, that's, <laughs> that's what I heard. I, mean, I was like, right here, buddy. Right I right thought now. you were like joking. I didn't. Know. No, no, no. <laughs> you and just hit me right now. You know, when when you reached out to me and we we uh, reconnected to make this happen, it was over like the the, li- the, the libs of TikTok stuff, yeah. right? Right. Oh. And you brought that. We didn't even get to talk about that because I actually, um, since we last discussed this, I actually went ahead. And I did the work. I made FOIL requests, uh, Freedom of Information requests. Oh, wow. And um, I have uh, all the information in terms of where she has lived, like her home address. And I can confirm that the information that she has given to public record, which is where all that information you see online would come from, she has never lived at that address that was on that real estate license. According to who? According to who? According to New York State. So I have from New York State that she did. I also have personal sources who've confirmed it. You should show me because I will, I'll uh, show you. Show I, can't I, have, show them, I can't show them. I'm the show. Yeah, I have, I, have, uh, I, have, I have voter records. Oh. I have um, uh, donation records in terms of a uh, political campaign she donated to. I have the, in case you're wondering, oh, okay, that maybe just shows, uh, you know, doesn't prove it without a shadow of doubt. Did Taylor Lorenz publish an address? Did Taylor Lorenz, she published a address in Who's a address? Yes. 
she published a business address for that real estate company. And where did Libs of TikTok work? Not there. She Libs at that TikTok, time she was not living there. No, she did not. I mean, she was not working there for that company. She was not working there at the time that article was published. No. So you're saying Taylor Lorenz did publish an address in the link that was originally right. posted. That's that's without a doubt. They'll. I mean, they'll okay. even. So we what, dis- what we I'm disagree saying, beyond that, but we agree she doxed her. Well, she didn't live there. Or she actually didn't even work there. Even, is publishing an address doxing? Is publishing an address doxing? Not, no, not if it's not connected to that person. It, so it's her, it's, it's her company, right? She's listed as it's not, No, there. it's not her company. Bro, you're trying so hard. No, no, no. I'm not trying Taylor so hard. Lorenz did. No. Like, no, 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 bro, no, no, no. I, have, I have direct sources who've confirmed it. Conf- who? You want me to expose the sources? Well, did you hear it from... You, could just, you don't have to expose... Did you hear it from the one person who would be able to probably give you the outright answer, Libs of TikTok? I will not confirm or deny the identity of the source who gave me well, key I have, information. Okay. Until well, I the have. after show, so pay Sign if you want to see it. <laughs> I mean, I also have uh, the the uh, the uh, details for every person who has lived there over the past 10, 12 years. So do we. Yes, good. And I also have the, uh, the uh, mortgage on the building, and I have the deed to the building, none of which she's connected to whatsoever. Why did they remove the address? Why did they remove the address? Because they decided that it was irrelevant to the story because mm-hmm. she didn't Why did they it. deny posting the address? I don't know why they did that. I don't know. I can't tell you. They posted that an address they, where she was listed as working, where she was listed at li- as living no, according to public records. But she's not living where there. Where I have sources who say she did, and uh, there you go. So, I mean, bro, if you want to argue the semantics on doxing. You should, could you, you could sh- offline, I would love if you show me the information you have. Like once we end the show, I would love for you to show that to me. I will pull it up. And I could show – I actually brought the you – know, I could show you the – Let's wrap things up. I show yeah, you by the way, I just, I, I just want to think this happens all the time where like before a show, I'll assume we're going to talk about some things and do some research and then like we this conversation goes yeah, in so yeah. many different directions yeah. basically every episode. Yeah. Right. But we'll, we'd love to chat with you. Yeah. Guys. Everybody smash the like button. Uh, there's your free extra hour and a half. Yeah. I'm sorry with Super Chats <laughs> and they got nuked and then we, we just argued too much. You're happened. welcome, Timcast viewers. It was all on me. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, But we'll just consider the members only having been free for this one around. And uh, if you like the show and you want to help support us, go to TimCast.com, sign up, support our journalists, support our infrastructure, support our work. And you can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me at Timcast. Matt, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, sure. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Binder. And, uh, you know, all my details are on there. We didn't even talk about cryptocurrency. Oh, my God. <laughs> Greatest thing ever. Uh, I disagree. But, um, Guys, yeah. don't do this. Please don't do yeah, this yeah, right uh, now. <laughs> go to at Matt Binder. Check me out there. Uh, and I do a YouTube show uh, twice a week. I actually take calls, which means you can call into my show. I, there's no, like, screener. I literally open up Skype. I give you my Skype username. I take the calls as they come in, and I have a discussion with literally anybody and everybody, leftist, conservative, right-winger, anyone who calls in, open for discussion, even pro-Bitcoin people. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, call in. Uh, check it out. I'm at Binder. All the details will be there. I got a ringer. Uh-oh. It's unfair to you, but I have to do it. Binder is wrong on all counts. The Juan Carlos Vera settlement was for an invasion of privacy lawsuit and had nothing to do with allegedly deceptive edits in any way. Even the New York Times own public editor revisited the Acorn tapes and found that, quote, the record does not support O'Keefe's detractors about Acorn. According to Acorn's own lawyer, quote, they said what they said. There is no way to make this look good. Second, Bender's claim that Minnesota allows ballot harvesting is similarly wrong. The New York Times made a similar claim. We sued them. They filed a MTD. We won. Then the New York Times was forced in their answer to admit that the law banning ballot harvesting was always in place and their article was wrong. 
Bender would do well to retract that statement as has the Times, as the Times has effectively done. Okay, we have little time, so I will say that if everything there is true, I will retract those statements. Sure, and I'll also say that that um, that researcher, I was reading it more after well, we were after we got past that uh, area of the conversation, so I should say this now for sure. Um, if that uh, that researcher that you had about the YouTube study, um, what I read was actually him defending whether QAnon content should be allowed on social media. So I retract and apologize for uh, misstating exactly what that piece was all about. Yeah, well, I mean, no, really, it takes a big man to apologize. And also, it's tough coming on a show where people have adversarial views to yours. So we really right. do appreciate you coming out here. And man. you didn't have a computer. Yeah, and you didn't yeah, have a computer. That's, yeah. I just want to let the yeah. people know. Yeah, he did, did not did, have a computer. Did people who watch this show who weren't told that their guests, the guests had, like, if you didn't know the guests had a computer due to, like, Tim or Seamus or Lydia saying something, do you, have you ever viewed a computer at this desk? I've never seen one on screen. You, you guys James? frame it out. Every, of, I, I gotta be honest. Everyone brings one. Basically, I've, everyone brings I one. I don't never notice it on the not, screen. I guess I shouldn't say every single person most, but it I had happened. I never noticed it on the screen. I always, maybe I always assume that, cause here's one thing. This is a giant table. I've never yeah. noticed that before. <laughs> yeah. I thought you all had your own desks and maybe if I did see a screen, I thought there was just a monitor in front of them. We have a wide shot. We never use it. Yeah. Yeah. This is just yeah. one big table we're all sitting at. I really thought is we the were wide at shot separate desks. Set up. And again, I'm sorry for doing this. I know you guys are tired. No, no. It's, <laughs> I, we, again, we really appreciate being here next time. Oh, we'll these are the sure best shows. We'll, man. We'll, so I really do appreciate No, honestly, and, honestly. Yeah, it's it's fun, not, yeah. it's, it's not easy. Um, and so I just want to shout out Freedom Tunes. I also want to shout out my special announcement. I know the viewership is dwindled at this point, but I did promise you guys I would tell you we are going to be launching the website uh, we're going to have that launched on May 30th and we are going to have a member section we're calling it Freedom Tunes Plus it's going to be plus size Seamus and you are going to get an extra cartoon each week you're also going to get behind the scenes footage it's going to be five bucks a month so if you want to go over to freedomtunes.com t-o-o-n-s put in your email and do our mailing list when the website's launched you'll get all of it I love you all in the meantime subscribe to the channel you're getting new videos this week I love you all I hate to do this you just reminded me I didn't chat out my I'm on your YouTube show and I didn't chat out my YouTube channel <laughs> youtube.com slash Matt Bender subscribe even if you hate me and disagree with me vehemently please subscribe watch and call in I really want to talk with you good faith discussion for sure please youtube.com slash Matt Bender let me see if this works. I think, yep, there you go. That. There's a wide shot. It's a That's huge it. table, isn't it? That's the one. Huge where, where, where table. Where can I see it? Huh. There's Matt. Uh, you'll see it appear up there in a second. Yeah. There's a delay for about a minute. Delay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm here in the corner. I was here this whole time, believe it or not. Thank you very much for coming, Matt. I hope you all appreciated our uh, wild and crazy extra super long, and I hope you enjoyed this free bonus episode. We swore a lot less than we usually do, but I feel like we got most of our points in. Fuck. Um, thanks for getting very much again for coming back. <laughs> Why would you? you, guys, you I know. Yeah, I, know. Sorry, all I right. just want to say, all you guys right. can follow me on Twitter, minds.com, at Sarah Patchlitz. We will see you all tomorrow, uh, same time. And you can go to Chicken City Live and watch chickens. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, 8 p.m. as per usual. We have, uh, uh, I'm not going to say who the guest oh, yeah, is. We usually don't. Yeah. But uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all next time. Bye, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.